You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, yo, it's Mr. Prediction Head, and I just rolled out of bed. I'm talking to the audience of Blur Vision, so leave us a comment. Don't be scared. You didn't even end on a rhyme. I don't care. <laughs> and this is Kid Prediction. Bad, talk to me instead. There bad and scared rhymes. Not even. even yes, the, it does. It's how, close enough. not. <laughs> You put so much like overemphasis on it, and it still didn't rhyme. Skirt, skirt instead. I don't rhyme. I don't rhyme at all. Bed skirt. Not, not all rhyme. Not all raps have to rhyme, Jordan. I thought I was expecting step. You didn't go there, but whatever. <laughs> you know what? This is gonna be a podcast full of divert expectations, so that's pretty appropriate. This week we've been talking about solo, my friend. Riding solo. Riding solo. I'm riding solo, solo. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> it's so appropriate that that actually song makes sense now. <laughs> God damn it, it's stupid. Who, who would have known? Who would have known? <laughs> no one. Because it's stupid. <laughs> That's why. Uh, we're also talking My Hero Academia. New episode is out, and we're going to do that as per usual. And we talk about the CW show, Supergirl, uh, and also the Flash season finale. I thought Supergirl season finale was this week, but... No, um, remember because they took a break, so they're not on par with the other shows. Yeah, like I... Like halfway to the episode, I'm like, "This is a really <laughs> shitty season finale." This did. <laughs> I thought I thought that too. I was like, is, oh, "Okay." Well, not the season finale, but I was like, "Is this the penultimate episode?" I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah." They took a break, so there's still a couple more episodes to go. Yeah, because it felt kind of fillery, but we'll get there. And to end off our divert expectations for Ricky to news, we're gonna be talking about what Jordan finally watched Krypton. Yeah, I oh, can't believe it. <laughs> More divert expectations because my opinion of that might not be what you would have expected from my first impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into all that, though, let's talk about some iTunes reviews that my phone just reset. As per usual, this keeps happening to me. Quick, Michael, take it away. Yo. Wait, no, don't do that. I, I remember last time I did this. I got, I, got, I got one. Oh, no. Jordan's phone is having technical difficulties, so bear with us, please, while he fix it and hope it don't freeze. I was actually pretty good. Okay. I, I, I could have been a lot worse, so. All right. That's great. I was great. I'm always that. great. No. He's a, hate, he's a hater. <laughs> what happened to this new leaf, Jordan? Where's the encouragement? Oh, yeah. For those who know, I've, I've quit uh, sugar, and I'm on a diet, and I'm working out again, so I'm new year, new me, 2018 Jordan. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that your rapping is good when it's, 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 it's so obviously it's, terrible it's, sometimes. Encur- you need to encourage your friends, Jordan. <laughs> sometimes it's good, I give you that. Other times it's like, really? It's always, it's always great. Okay. <laughs> Constructive criticism is key, Michael. All right, so for iTunes reviews, let's get started with uh, our first review. Wait, wait. We don't have any news iTunes reviews this week. Wait, what's going on? <laughs> oh, Oh, come on, guys. Maybe maybe that's why my hand was hurting. <laughs> You're fading my away. Pre- my prediction powers were sensing. <laughs> You're like, Jordan, We're about to start I don't the feel podcast. so good. I don't feel so good. What's going on? 
this video away. Michael, no! <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I sent the no iTunes reviews. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, so no iTunes reviews this week. This is the first time in a long it's time. First time in a long time. Yeah, we haven't had any iTunes reviews. Wow, that feels oh, it feels weird. We're, 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 we're slipping. I don't know what's going I feel on. Like Donald's won somehow. <laughs> he, did, he snapped away our reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, but you know, leave us the iTunes reviews. Could we leave, read, read them aloud in the show? Every like week. emails. Do we have emails? Please. Let's oh, yeah, have, got, let's have got, something. Give yeah. me something. <laughs> We gotta talk to a boy, Jordan. What, what's the point yeah. of this? I'm like, who are we talking to? <laughs> what happened to talking to your friend Jordan? That's not enough anymore. I'm not good enough for you anymore, Michael. I'm like, no. I like that girl from uh, the uh, what's it called the uh, the the concert. I'm not good enough for you, dude. What what concert? Uh, the girl that said the N word on stage. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Talk about Kendrick Lamar, Come yeah. on, bro. I'm not good enough for you. Am I not cool enough for you? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Get off the stage. <laughs> but yeah, we do have emails. But yeah, guys, leave us iTunes reviews. We uh, we read them out every week on the podcast. But more than that, it helps with our ratings on iTunes, helps get more exposure, all that stuff. And we love hearing from you. You see what happens when we don't. We have mental breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Does not compute. <laughs> it's like a SpongeBob meme where everything's on fire. Like, ah! But we do have emails, so it's like, calm down, Michael. It's okay. gonna be okay. Danger, danger, hope. danger. Yeah, like we got the little the 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 Captain Marvel pages went off. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. What's our first one? What? No emails? No, we have emails. Oh, I'm like, what do you? But the first email, it's so funny, going by what we were just talking about. The first email is from Daryl Riggs, and the subject is. I'm taking back my five stars. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> this is what was this? Eighty-five. This is, this is mutiny on this, this podcast. Is, what is I'm going on? Eighty-five, but it just falls apart. <laughs> but it's all love. It's all love. Daryl says, "Hello, I'm Daryl. Uh, as you know, or as you may know me, me immaculate as a frequent reviewer of the Blur Vision podcast. So he's an old pal. Uh huh. Uh, I wanted to take away some stars from my reading because you guys still haven't finished Dark Knight's Metal." Again, we're podcast of broken promises, so he's not wrong about that. Uh, I was thinking about it this week, and I was like, should I, I actually last week you were like, I didn't read it. I was like, yeah, all right. But I thought it. about this. I was like, should I read it this week? I should bring it up to Jordan because we haven't talked about. it. I was like, I don't feel like it. So are we gonna make a promise now? How right many, now, how many, how many promises? We're gonna promise Daryl. Hey man, I gotta watch all of Agents of Shield for next week, and I'll read Dark Knight's Metal if we make a promise to Daryl right now. Okay, okay, all right, Daryl. All right, we're, Daryl. we're gonna make a promise to you right now. Pinky swear to Daryl. <laughs> Um, I thought I'd just bitch in the email instead of leave a review. <laughs> Please laughing, so it's funny. Uh, I am a fan, so just come to expect good with the bad, but it's all love, and keep up the hard work. This podcast has grown leaps and bounds from the beginning, and I am proud to be a listener. So with all that said, stay nerdy, my blurdy. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. That was nice. I like how it, how it came like full circle. Like <laughs> it, it started low, and then at the end it's like, ah, oh, it's all love. Yeah. All right, sweet. Those are the best reviews. Again, divert expectations. <laughs> All right, our next email comes from John Rainey. Remember him? Uh, don't lie. No, you don't. <laughs> but he's left emails before. Questions. Uh, and he leaves another question this week. He asks, at this stage in the MCU, do we really need the X-Men? Ooh. As much as I want them to interact with the Avengers and the other heroes in the MCU, I feel like Disney would tone down a lot of themes to explore in the Fox movies. With Disney, we'd have no chance of getting films like Logan or Days of Future Past due to it being Disney. Lol. Uh, plus, imagine living in a world where Fastbender isn't Magneto. And while Apocalypse wasn't all that good, I have faith in Dark Phoenix. 
Hmm. Fair points, John. Uh, so what do you think, Michael? Do you think at this stage of the MCU, do we need the X-Men? We don't need the X-Men, but I still want the X-Men. <laughs> I still want the X-Men. I, mean, like I want all the toys in the Marvel toy box back. Yeah. So like he ma- I mean, he mentions Imagine a World where uh, Fastbender is not Magneto. I mean, once upon a time, it was he a wasn't. Ma- yeah, it was Imagine a World where Ian McKellen is not Magneto. It's like, yeah. oh, I mean, they can get somebody else. And then plus, consider you got people like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and possibly Scar- Scarlet Witch and all of them mm-hmm. leaving. Like, we need another franchise yeah. to take their place. I mean, call me a Marvel fanboy if you want to, but I, I, at this point, I think the MCU and you know Marvel Studios has proven time and time again that they can turn anything into gold. So right now, we might be thinking Michael Fassbender is the Magneto, Ian McKellar was the Magneto, but you know MCU might turn that shit around and give us a Magneto like that's the Magneto we've been waiting for, and not even realize that we've been wanting it until we see it. You know, agree. Same way we felt about Tom Holland. Like, oh, how are they gonna replace Andrew Garfield? We just got him. Eh, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> no, there were people that were saying that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because there are people that really like I Andrew like Garfield. Spider-Man. But his his Peter Parker was his like, Peter yeah. Parker was suave as hell. Yeah, I was, I was like, like he, how is this guy a geek? Oh, you make me feel like a loser, bro. If you're a geek, <laughs> um, da, 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 da. and I mean to be fair, I don't feel like Fox has even explored the tones and themes of the X Men. They have as deeply as they could have. Not you know at what I'm all. Saying? We haven't gotten that one like young high school X Men kind of like. Uh, young minorities finding their way in a world that hates them kind of vibe yet. And we then also, we haven't dealt with kids. The closest we've gotten was Apocalypse and just the scenes with the kids, you know, in the beginning. Agree. And then it's also and just been, the mall scene. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, then it's also been that whole epic of them fighting these larger than life creatures, but it's like, that's not what the core of the X-Men are. Yeah, it's like, it's the soap opera. The yeah, day, it's day the soap lives. opera of it. Or them like playing basketball with their mutant powers. Like, that's the stuff I kind of want to see. Yeah, you like, see that for like five seconds in the movies. Yeah. Like, moving on. <laughs> what's Apocalypse doing? <laughs> Your world shall fall. All right, enough of that. All right, <laughs> move on. What's, what's Logan doing? <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next email comes from Bradley Klaus. Uh, his subject is recommendation. So I found out recently that Spectacular Spider-Man is on Sony Crackle. What's Sony Crackle? Sony Crackle. <laughs> Sony Crackle. <laughs> Man, we are told we, we, have, are, we have our finger on the pulse, Michael. We do. <laughs> Uh, Sony Crackle is just like Crunchyroll, he explains it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like Crunchyroll where you just have to make an account for free and you can watch whatever. Oh, so I, free. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, the magic world is free. Before, you had our curiosity, but now you have our attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I think that you guys should rewatch Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, fuck yes. Or watch. I've never seen it. You've never watched Spectacular never seen Spider-Man. All I know is Spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, but I've never watched it. Such a good- and mostly... Because even though I love Spider-Man, that, like, that animation style with the big eyes and it's all the, that, that turned me off. Yeah, I'm not watching this. It's the aesthetic. It's not even the animation. Because the animation, when it gets to the action scenes, is the best Spider-Man animation and action I've seen in any show ever. So it's not the animation. People always confuse those terms. But it's definitely the aesthetic of the show. It's very... um. Disney-esque Felice and Ferb kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I don't watch that, so... <laughs> mm, I feel you. It, that's I, I caught it on TV one day, and it was like, I, I think I was on vacation. I had nothing else to do. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just fucking watch this episode. And like you, I was like, oh my God, this looks so fucking crappy. But then they had... I, I think that might have been the Sinister Six episode, and it fucking... <coughs> my mind... I never went back after. I never turned away after that. I just... After that, I went home, and I binged the whole damn thing. So, yes... Highly recommend Spectacular Spider-Man for anyone that hasn't seen it. Uh, animation style be damned, but 
uh, Bradley goes on to say, yeah, well, if it's free. Yeah, if it's free. <laughs> it's uh, for me. I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I think that you guys should rewatch Spectacular Spider-Man and review it next week on the podcast. It's only two seasons, so it shouldn't be too much of a watch. And plus, since the CW shows are over except Supergirl, you could have more to talk about on the podcast. I just thought it'd be a cool thing to do. Spectacular Spider-Man holds such a special place in my heart and would love to hear you guys, uh, hear what you guys think about it. Keep on doing what you're doing. Life's nerdy. Oh, it's my buddy. Um, and you met at the Comic Con. Yeah, my buddy. I met at the Comic Con. Sweet kid. Um, and he's absolutely right. Spectacular Spider Man's a fucking amazing show, and you should watch it. And in fact, if you haven't, I think we should follow his suggestion. And maybe not. Maybe next not week. next week. Well, I got too many things to watch and read for next week. But let's make a promise to Bradley. And um, sometime before the summer is over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, well, I think depending on when you how, how quickly you watch it. I mean, he's right. When Supergirl and Flash is over now, so we have like a Thank gap. God. In <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but we have a gap now, so I think this is a good time to kind of catch up on some of the old stuff that we probably missed. So, but definitely. Cicada will be coming in the next couple of months. <laughs> no, it was a fuck. <laughs> I thought it was Centipede. What? Which is Whatever. it? Whatever. <laughs> it's a bug. It's all some bug. Whatever that Flash villain's gonna be here for season five. No one cares. <laughs> Because I don't. But yeah, Bradley, thanks for the email and thanks for thanks a lot for the suggestion and for telling us about Sony Crackle. That's actually a really good tip. For those who don't know, Sony Crackle. There you go. Free. Our pal Bradley, let us know. <laughs> um, and our... Is that it? Yep. And that was our last email. So thanks everybody. I'm for the so email. refreshed now. You, you feel good <laughs> yeah, now? I feel good now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now we're doing something, Jordan. I feel power. Give me the power. <laughs> oh my God. Like Highlander. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like Chucky. Awe due dumbbella. Wow. Give me the power, I beg of you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, <laughs> let's get into. I tried to memorize that whole thing, but then I was like, why? Because I like. I- I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm like, yeah, that's a good answer. I'm like, there's no logical reason why you would need to remember yeah, it's that. a magic spell. I like. I told you I like magic. Even though it's not, obviously not real, but still, I wanted to memorize the whole thing. An evil incantation to possess the body. Yes, because I'm going to possess you one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to wake up here and stay over your hand on my, hmm. my, my chest. What is it like to be blurred vision and get 24,000 likes on a post? <laughs> I wear do it, dumbbell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and that terrifying mental image. <laughs> Let's talk about something that also has some terrifying images. Actually, let's get into Solo, a Star Wars story. Three, two, now. So, what's your name anyway? Hey, kid. It's a big shot gangster. He's putting together a crew. You think everything sounds like a bad idea. If you come with me, you're in this life for good. I waited a long time for a shot like this. I got a really good feeling about this. So we're here, Michael. The Star Wars movie that almost nobody wanted. <laughs> I mean, you can argue, you can make an argue that still nobody wanted it. <laughs> I mean, doing... our, our theater was pretty light. <laughs> and that's funny because we were trying to get there early because we thought it was gonna be packed. Yeah, opening night. and it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was quite empty. Quite empty. Yeah, quite. <laughs> we're like, oh, maybe it's packed. Nope, not at all. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so Solo, uh, and I think maybe it's because going into this, everybody's really had low expectations based on just the rumors of, well, not even rumors. Yeah, the, it wasn't rumors. The, <laughs> the directors being fired, all of the behind-the-scenes drama, The well, the rumors of the acting being terrible from... Um, Having to get an acting coach. Alden, Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Yeah, how do you pronounce his name? Um, Han Solo himself in this movie. Um, so there was a lot of like negative buzz just before the movie even came out. So, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, who really wanted to see a prequel of Han Solo's story? I don't, I'm not a Star Wars fan, really, but I, don't, I haven't really heard Star Wars fans saying, like, you know what I wanted to see? Young Han Solo. Yeah, People talk about young Obi-Wan, if anything, not Han Solo. The, the, only, the only thing we got into uh, Han Solo that I think people wanted to see was the Kessel, Kessel run. run. Yeah. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. Other than that, who they cares? They could have put that <laughs> clip out. <laughs> much, that's the big, the, a release, the Kessel Run. That's all you need. Yeah. And I, I actually probably be almost equally satisfied with the movie. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, for the Star like for this Star Wars movie, let's 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 talk about just how yeah, he felt actually, about it. Now that I think about it, that's the first thing my brother asked me. He was like, "Solo movie? How what? Did they show the castle run?" I was like, "Yeah, that's all I care about." Yeah, there's not really. I don't need to see the. Me. I don't need to see the whole movie. Just let me know if they said that they did the castle run. I was like, "Yeah." Especially now that we've known, like now we know, like how Han Solo's story ends. I think the biggest appeal, I think, for this movie was for fans, not for the mainstream as much, because this thing is like packed to the gills with references and like little Easter eggs and stuff like that. But it's not like there are a few that yeah, are fucking the, in your face like huge. Video, like have video game references and stuff like that. The fighting style of the girl, right? Kira well, no, I'm talking about they actually reference something that they did in like one of the video games, like one of the worlds or something like that, which I don't know because I didn't play all of the... I heard like the fighting style that they... they they reference that the girl used the main Daenerys uses in the movie. That's a fighting style put right from one of the old video games, like fighting star, a Star Wars fighting game, which I didn't even know existed. They have Star Wars fighting games. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, it's really old too. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it must not be the newer consoles. Yeah, so this thing must be like, like N sixty four type. I think it is. I think it's that old. But yeah, it's like one of those things where like there there are a few like in your face Easter eggs, but for the most part, they're like I think there's they they fold them in very neatly and don't don't detract from the overall story. It's not as like. Like obtrusive as let's say Rogue One, where it's like, here's C3PO and R2D2, look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him. This one's like, you know, it's very nuanced. If you miss it, you miss it. If you catch it, you catch it. So I think it's why this movie, especially for the fans, um, and that's actually gonna be the theme of today's episode too when we get to Krypton. But uh, for those who don't know the Blur Vision rating system, I'm gonna drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. And Mike was doing the salt bay. <laughs> Sprinkling the rating system right there. Um, so yeah, let's, let's look into our thoughts about Solo, man. Uh, how'd you feel about Solo Star Wars story? Just give your overall non-spoilery thoughts, and then I'll give my non-spoilery thoughts and rating, and then we'll get right into spoilers. Well, Jordan, what did I think about Solo? What? <laughs> uh, just like you said, like I had completely low expectations for this movie. I didn't want it. I still kind of don't want it, <laughs> but uh, yeah. With the how could you not want it? Donald Glover, Gambino's super hot right now. He's in it. Daenerys is in it. We love Game of Thrones. Whoop de do! But who still wants a movie about Han Solo? Hey man, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Han, Han Solo. Han Solo. Did you, did you catch that? Do you know why he kept saying Han? Because he said it. In, uh, Billy D. Williams said it in the original. I didn't even realize that. I had to go back and like be told that. So oh, no, I, I, I noticed. Back, yeah, me. I noticed that he was on. He was on the only one saying Han. Yeah. Everybody saying Han. <laughs> I th- and I think he did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, Billy D did? Uh, well, the character. 
You, you think back in the day, Billy D as Lando like did hand on purpose? I think he. I, I mean, I think he made an act because why else would he? I think. Mis- I think why else would he mispronounce the name? I because I'm pretty sure George Lucas would have said something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I I kind of thought that that was their way of correcting it and giving a reason for it, which is that Lando. I mean, Lando's it could, an, it could L- be Lando's an asshole <laughs> and purposely doing it to be an asshole. Well, that's what I was saying. I think. Uh, B- but Billy? I think that was something that was done now. Oh, not oh, then. You know what I'm okay. saying? Well, maybe I don't know. But yeah, I had low expectations for this movie. I, I didn't. I, I thought uh, made that prediction going into this movie. I didn't think it was going to be all that. And surprisingly, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would going mm. into it. Uh, and it's funny, like uh, the first ten minutes of the movie, like <laughs> I thought exactly what. I expected this movie to be is I was like, oh, all right, here we go. But then after you got past that, I was like, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Uh, mm. The thing about Star Wars that I, that I can say that I love that they do is like in terms of like the cinematography and the scope of the like the sets and stuff like that. You can actually tell that they're on practical sets as, as opposed to just like, you know, let's just film everything on a green screen. I agree. I agree. But some movies do it better than others because I didn't realize that Infinity War was like 90% green screen. Did I, you realize that? I mean, you could kind of tell. Cause I'm like, I, I couldn't. Like, but, even but with yeah, but they did, but they did it well. But at least with like, you could tell, like, with this, like, even with like the uh, moment where they were like on the desert, desert planet, you could tell they were actually on like a beach type of thing. Yeah, yeah like, and agreed. like the worlds lived, look lived in, as opposed to like other worlds that you go to. So that's the thing that uh, Star Wars has going for it. So I like that. Agreed. Uh, the characters, <laughs> even though sometimes they're Muppets, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, the characters. Eh, take them or leave them. I didn't really care for them that much. What, the new characters? Yeah, the new characters overall. But I, I, I will say I did enjoy Paul Bettany's character. I wish there was more of him. Uh, he plays the villain in this movie. Yeah. I wish there was more of him. Uh, or one of the villains, I guess. I enjoyed uh, Emily... What's her name? Daenerys? Clark? Emily Clark? I think it's Clark. Or Amelia? Amelia Clark. Amelia. I was like, I don't think it's Emily. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed seeing Amelia Clark's character. And uh, Donald Glover was great. I thought he was an excellent Lando. Uh, I want to see more of him. And I like the robot, L3. Uh, oh, yeah, L3, L3. L337, I think. You know more than me. I, I, I was going to stop at L3. Oh, my God. I didn't know there was more I'm to like, it. Wait for you to give me more. I'm like, nope. what is it? Right, well, whatever the robot's name, I like the robot. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the movie. There's a lot of things that I was like, eh, whatever, take it or leave it. But I'll get into more of that when we get into uh, spoilers. But overall, I think I would give the movie a high passable. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm basically just gonna echo you. Like going into it, I also had low expectations. I, I was actually, you know, you know how I do when I think he's gonna or something's gonna be shitty. I go with my arms crossed, like impress me, motherfucker. <laughs> go ahead, make me smile. And I'm not gonna lie, there were moments in this because I'm that guy that. You know, small Easter eggs that reference back or foreshadow things in the series, like those things get me. Yeah, some some of them are ham fisted as fuck, like the solo thing that we were talking about. Uh-huh. We'll get into that. But um, you know, other moments like kind of gave um, just some like some real uh, some weight to some things in the future. I mean, you've seen this phrase in the trailers, but the moment where uh, what's his name Beckett, uh, yeah, Woody Harrison's yeah. character. He tells Han Solo that, you know, you shouldn't trust anybody. 
And then, you know, what was the phrase exactly? Um, if you believe every, uh, everyone would betray you, you'd never be surprised, something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then we know how he ultimately meets his fate. His own son betrays him and he didn't expect that and he ends up dying for it. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're small things. Uh, and in that way, it made me appreciate Han Solo's character um, in future movies and like, you know, retroactively. But um, I do agree that there are points that I didn't fully see him as, um, what's his name? The original Han Solo. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's Han Solo. Um, that's not necessarily a terrible thing, but when you have someone, when you're right next to um, Donald Glover doing a spot on Lando Calrissian impression of Billy D. Williams. Yeah, because he was definitely imitating Billy D. Williams. Well, I don't think it was a bad thing. He was imitating him, but I don't <laughs> think that was like to like his detriment. I thought it was good. Um, and to me, he was charismatic. Every time he was on screen, like I, I felt the charm that they kept saying repeatedly that he had. So I, I didn't, it didn't ring false to me. Um, the new characters, interesting enough. Uh, no real complaints. Uh, they didn't make me like, and beca- being a prequel. You know, a lot of these characters aren't going to stick around for a future movie since they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> so I think these things kind of spoilers say that some people were lost, and I feel like the movie did a good enough job to make me feel just enough for those characters before they ultimately met their end for me to care. Um, so kudos to that for the movie too. Um, there were some genuine comedic moments. Again, I'm not sure why Kathleen Kennedy got in her ass about uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller. Phil Lord, Chris Miller. Did I do it backwards? Yeah. <laughs> Phil Lord, Chris Miller. Uh, trying to make this to an improvisational comedy. And you can kind of see some spots where it feels improv. Like when Chewie tells him uh, Hans is age and he's like, oh, you look good. Like that That feels like improv to me. Um, but they were funny moments. I didn't think they were, you know, he was subjective anyway. But to me, they were funny. And especially when this, she approved The Last Jedi that had way more character-breaking uh, comedic moments. Uh-huh. Like Luke throwing the, the lightsaber over his head. I love that movie, but still, Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulders is like, bro, no respect for the Jedi Order at all anymore? I guess it wasn't like... <laughs> or even sucking that nipple. <laughs> but I mean... I, like, oh, I, Jesus. I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess they wanted Han Solo, the Solo movie, to be like a full-on comedy as opposed to just having comedy beats. Maybe I mean, and that's the tragedy of never knowing what it was that was cut out and what was changed. Because like, what was like seventy percent of the movie was like removed before yeah, Ron re, Howard re, got hold of re-shot. it. Yeah, and reshot. So like, who knows what that original cut looked like? You're talking about a Snyder cut? No, like <laughs> there's a there's a Phil Lord and Chris Miller cut out there somewhere that we should probably be asking for. Yeah, because most of the movie was almost done before yeah. they fought before they got fired. Were they like a few weeks out from like finishing? Free, yeah, they were a few weeks out from rapping. Yeah, so it's like. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of interested to know what that other version was going to be like, because um, just from like the few comedic beats in this, I felt like it kind of gave a little bit more character to some of the characters. I think the biggest, <laughs> I think probably like the biggest detriment to the movie is just the fact that we keep going back to the same galaxy far, far away, and it keeps being a repeat of the same kind of environments, the same kind of themes. And at this point, you know, it's not I'm, really far, far away. Yeah, it's getting real, real close <laughs> because it's like Sounds every year. Real <laughs> yeah, it's every year we're getting this now. So it's like ah, that's what we were, just, I, we were saying before that we feel like we need to go to different, a different period in time at least to make these movies start to feel different. Um, that being said, I still want an Obi Wan movie. So, <laughs> but that's the last one I kind of want in this era. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the new character L three, you're right, hilarious. Um, Woody Harrison is the mentor character. I think he did a great job. Um, Daenerys is the love interest. Also, she did a good job. Everybody was serviceable in this movie. I didn't think anybody like um, was bad. And for the fact that Han Solo, 
uh, Alden Ehrenreich was as good as he was, especially with all the rumors saying that he was bad. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think know he, where the rumors came from. I don't think he was from. terrible. Like, no, I don't, not at all. I don't know where those rumors came from. Like, why? He was... I, and that's how I feel about this whole movie. Like, this whole movie was just serviceable, pretty he much. Channel, but he did channel... Uh, to his credit, even though he wasn't doing a, a solo... Uh, Woody... Damn it, I keep him these names. Harrison Ford. <laughs> a Harrison Ford impression. I feel like he was... He did hit like he was charming to moments. a certain extent. He was charming. There were some moments where I was just like, eh, that didn't really land for me. I think the script helped him a lot. Like that, that's what made him charming. But I think um, there were there were moments where I could see Harrison Ford shining through. So I feel like he at like least like how he held the gun, how he held the gun. Um, he did like a little smirk in the beginning that reminded me of Han Solo. Um, there's a moment later on again. I'm not getting the spoilers, but there's a moment later on where he's like. Oh, the, the Empire's not going to do this. And then they immediately do exactly what he said they wouldn't do in a million years. Mm-hmm. That's a very Han Solo thing. <laughs> Again, it's a script, but it's also his delivery and how, how he kind of reacts and his facial expressions. Like Those, those kind of hit the mark sometimes. But for the most part, it's just him doing his own thing. And also, my biggest issue with this movie, and part of the reason why I give it a high passable, is even though I, for the most part, enjoyed myself... After everything is said and done, like I have no desire to see it again. Not even that. I have no understanding of why this movie was even made because I felt like I didn't. Um, le- I didn't learn more about Han Solo than I than I already knew. No, like, I feel like it's it didn't give me a reason, like or a, a more under, a better understanding of Han Solo as a character. I feel like I know everything that I that I needed to know watching this movie. Or yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> I feel like everything that this movie showed me, I already knew pretty yeah, much. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't throw you for any loops. No. Um, there's a small. I threw me for a small loop just in that I didn't expect his origin story to be so close to like a Luke Skywalker type of origin story. Um, and by the end, I didn't feel like he was the Han Solo we met in the beginning of A New Hope. And I feel like that's kind of a failure in the movie because. Like, I, f- I feel like by the end, I should have been like, oh, well, this is why he's as, like, you know, he's cutthroat as he is. I mean, I kind of get a sense of that, but the reasoning, I feel like, isn't strong enough. And it happens so fast by the end that it's like, oh, that, so now you're just a scoundrel because, like, he says, at one point he says the line, I'm a very bad man, I'm a terrible person. I'm like, I don't believe that's that. What at all. Said, that's what I was saying. That's the exact like, line I was kidding? thinking about when I said some things he said didn't land for me. Yeah, that I'm was, like, it was that exact line. I'm like, you totally are a good guy. Like, what are you talking about? I feel like I, they should have made him more, a more murky character, more of like in the gray area. And maybe that's why, like, I, I almost feel like Phil Lauren, Chris Miller would have given us that. And Kathleen Kennedy, I feel like, pulled them in the direction to make and, it more and, like digestible for the Disney audience. And I don't know if this movie is supposed to be part one of a of a sequel or it trilogy. It feels like it could be. Or a trilogy. Or if this the ending of this movie is going to connect to the Obi-Wan movie and there's not going to be any more Han movies. But yeah, like going into this movie, like I feel like this version of Han was maybe like the Han that was in Empire Strikes Back, the one that, you know more or less became redeemed and cared about other people whereas yeah. the, you know the Han that was first introduced in A New Hope he was a scoundrel he didn't care about he didn't want to fight the, you know the Empire and stuff like that yeah. he didn't care about it, other people he was the one that shot first yeah he which, was doing the Federation shit before he even met Luke apparently <laughs> he was like, pretty much what? but this one or like, the, like the, not Federation what's it called the Resistance shit yeah but this version of Han like you could tell he's a hero yeah and it's like that contradicts that line in itself is just like that rung so false I'm like what? No. Lies. <laughs> bad, bad writing if that's what you're trying to like, get across here. Um, but yeah, I agree with you completely. And for me, it's a thing where I have no desire to see this movie again at all. 
kind of like Rogue One. We were talking about before, too, where I was like, what do you think was better, Rogue One or this? I actually like this more than Rogue One. I like this better than Rogue One. Only but Rogue because, One had more ah, moments. Yeah, and, but really only at the end. Like, the yeah. end is what made Rogue yeah. One amazing. Not just the Vader star, but just the end end. Yeah, the entire finale. Um, before that, it's kind of a snooze fest. Um, I don't remember why I gave Rogue One. I hope I didn't give it more than passable, because I agree with you. I would give this a high passable. Um, it's right there in the middle. It's serviceable with just some like cool fan moments that even as like a non-hardcore Star Wars fan, I still was like, oh, the Kessel Run. Oh, that's why the um, Liam Falcon can like find trajectories in space or whatever. Like, oh, it was cool to see how he met Chewie. Yeah, how he met Chewie. And it's like, you know, I'm a sucker for that type of stuff too. So, you know, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I could see you seeing this movie and be like, eh, it was all right. It was whatever, I guess. So yeah, high passable. Um, you want to get into spoilers? Sure. <clears throat> Anything you want to talk about first? How about, the f- I didn't fucking like how they gave him his name. Oh, <laughs> I'm Ryan Solo. I'm Ryan Solo. My name, Solo. my name is Han. Who's your people? I don't have any people. Oh, so you're by yourself. Did you not see it coming a mile away? You're Solo. <laughs> come on. Uh, come oh, on, he, Remember, he's just like, oh, he said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> it's like, where's the Peter moment where he's like, ah, he said it. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. Why can't his name just be Han Solo? Like, why do you have to give a reason? And then it doesn't make any sense, consider if you think about it from a character's perspective, why would he, because obviously that was a- a, The Empire. The Empire. So why would he keep the name? Because it sounds cool, Michael. Duh. No, fuck that. He doesn't like the Empire. So why would you keep something that the Empire gave you? Why would they write it so that the Empire, a rando, a random dude- who might as well be working like at a KFC or something. <laughs> like, he's just like behind the desk like, who are you? Ah, oh, you're Han Solo now. Like, why give him the honor of naming a legacy, legendary character like Han Solo? It was so stupid. And that's at the beginning of the movie. So it was like, oh no, is this what we're going to be dealing with? Luckily, it gets better from that's there. Why, that's why I said like the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was just like, oh, this is the movie. Because even with, uh, you know, the character that shares a name with uh, a Marvel character, Proxima. Oh yeah. <laughs> when she when <laughs> she then, came out of the water looking like straight up um, full of Muppet. No, no, no. Han sound like she was drinking. It creeped me out. It made me itchy. She too many like, legs. Like centipede. Was like, I was like, really? What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, man. I wasn't feeling that at all. And it, it felt very generic at first. Like that whole opening segment before the, the time jump happens, that felt very generic. I was just like, oh God, this is going to be a murky Rogue One lookalike type of movie and I'm not going to be feeling that if that's the case. Yeah, like all that stuff on Corellia, that's the planet, right? Corellia? Yeah, Corellia. I didn't give a fuck about any of that stuff. But Michael, the dice, the super important dice have always been, they've always been important, Michael. Who cares? And then even that, they didn't even show like where he got them from. No, but you have to keep showing like close-ups of it so they can sell them at Disney World. But it's like, <laughs> you know that's why they're doing it, but right? it's like, what's the important of, like, obviously we know from a, a Star Wars lore, like he has the dice, but what's... Uh, uh, what's the significance? What's the, they, they what's the significance cool. of the dice? Like, where do you get them from? Are they from his father? They're from his mother? Oh, and then that's another they, thing where I was like, they didn't really pepper in... Was he a gambler? They, they didn't really pepper in like why they decided to do this movie in, in terms of like me learning more about Han Solo. Like all this talk about like when they started the movie, it was all about how he talked about, uh, I want to be a great pilot. I want to be a pilot, but why? Yeah, it just that was his thing. It was natural affinity. To was it. his, fa- was his was father? No, was his father a pilot? And maybe that. his father died, and he wanted to, he wants to emulate that. Like maybe I learned got, anything. His father was a gambler, and he had dice that he d- gambled his last hand with, and he died or something. That's why he's named Hand because yeah. his last hand. 
Was he born? His whole name is given to him. Was he born on Karelia? Like, I don't, I don't know anything. For this to be a Han Solo origin movie, yeah, I don't true. know his origin. That's very, very true. <laughs> the only significance of the dice is what they show you in this movie, which is basically he gives it to his girlfriend, and then he gets it back from his girlfriend, and his girlfriend fucking betrays him. So I guess important, but it's like then but why that give that, the, those that dice? Also, kind of lowers the significance of the dice. It's like, oh, I gave us this once some other chick before. So she, then he gives the Leia. Yeah, it's now like, he gives it to Leia. It's like I don't want your ex girlfriend <laughs> shit. I want you to hand me down. Yeah, <laughs> like you can do that in real life. Fuck this galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Imagine if Luke handed to her. She's like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> that fucking slut before me had yeah, these exactly. dice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, and speaking of Daenerys um, how'd you feel about her character and her arc with Han Solo I mean is she a character from uh, the, the she, TV show Kira the name sounds familiar Rebels that's not her is it that, I, I, I've never seen Rebels so I don't know oh, I said the Rebel, name Rebel, Rebels Rebel Rebel <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah her the whole thing where like she starts off in Kirlia with Han they're like lovers are separated because Han gets off the planet and gets thrown into the Empire's like mud soldier uh, yeah I mean centuries. I liked her I'm glad they didn't fridge her <laughs> now you're using that yep. phrase yep. like all the time <laughs> use it all the time it's a comic book phrase I didn't make this up I've never heard of it it's a, I mean I, yeah I know I, when I looked it up Gail Simone is the one that actually created it woman in the fridge mm. she, coined, she coined that uh, phrase oh interesting I didn't even know that yeah, so I'm glad, I'm, and I thought they were gonna do it. I was like, oh, they're gonna kill, they're gonna kill Daenerys, and that's what spurns Han Solo on. But no, they didn't actually. They didn't do that. Nah, man, sequels, bro. <laughs> Maybe we don't know. Yeah. I, so when they get to the moment, just skipping to the end. I mean, when they get to the moment where, you know, they win the day, she's like, "You going without me, Han?" And he yeah. leaves. Like again, a lot of this movie, like everything was telegraphed. Like I knew right away. Oh, obviously she's not gonna go with him. She keeps telling the whole movie. She's telling him like the same thing with I'm Beckett. As- I knew Beckett was gonna turn on him. He did tell him straight out like, "Don't trust me. <laughs> Don't trust people, Han." It's, it's that me same. Included. It's that trope. <laughs> yeah. But the whole time she's telling him, like, oh, I've changed. You don't know me anymore, blah, 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 blah. Again, they didn't really show me how she's changed other than she just, I guess, values her relationship with this weird dark syndicate, this shadowy organization, more than she does her relationship with Han now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem like a bad person just judging by what she's done throughout the movie. You know what I mean? She didn't really do anything that was, like, I mean, she even evil. saved his life, so. Yeah, so it's like. Everybody's telling me they're bad, but you're not. It's like Suicide Squad all over again. We're the bad guys. Are you? <laughs> Are you sure? Well, the thinker. I'm the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Are you sure? Because <laughs> you're not showing me. Did it feel telegraphed to you too? Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff felt telegraphed. Yeah. Like I feel like they took a safe route in a lot of different ways in this movie. Like I feel like that's and you could you could see it. You could see them taking the safe route every every turn. And that's one of the downfalls with these anthology like. I thought the whole purpose of these like Star Wars anthology movies was so they could take risk, so mm. they could do things that they felt that they couldn't do in the episodes. But they I feel want like that money, son. <laughs> but I feel like they're all tugging the same boat. I don't even know if that's a saying, but that's tugging what came, the same that's boat what came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that like some slave shit. <laughs> tugging the same boat. <laughs> okay, but whatever, it works. Yeah. Towing the line, towing the same line. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Talking the same boat. I, I was close. That's a sex move. <laughs> yeah, it took my boat. Yeah, I mean, I was tugging my boat. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. Take a black light. Never mind. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Ooze. But yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, I thought that was the whole point of these anthology movies for them to, you know, to 
<laughs> I can't even I can't even think about the things now. <laughs> well yeah, to be able to uh stretch themselves and do do things that they couldn't do. Like maybe do a rated R Star Wars movie. Mm. Or you That's know this. <laughs> Or like do like different tones, like a comedy Star Wars. <laughs> or, you know Phil somewhere Phil Chris Lauren Fibber are like, we're a comedy. Yeah, we thought so too. <laughs> but, that, but that's my point, though. Yeah. It's like, but they're doing the same type of things, and it's like, and I, I feel like it's going to cause it's causing Star Wars fatigue, especially with them coming out every single year. That's a good. That's a very good point. I feel like people are talking about superhero fatigue, but like, no, there's there's, there's in, no superhero fatigue. That's yeah, Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The superhero movies are at least so varied in their tones. Like, I feel like. The, no, I'm not. I'm not fatigued by those at all. But the Star Wars movies, yeah, we've already talked about how, yeah, we are getting fatigued by the same tone over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, 100% agreed. Uh, but one thing that did surprise me in the movie was in that same scene where she betrays Han Solo, we get a glimpse at Darth Maul. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting that at all. At all, I thought it was the Emperor. And funny, and funny enough, this is actually I think the first time that they've referenced the prequels in the movie since the prequels, more or less. Mm, it was like, has it been long like enough? Like a hard reference. Yeah, like has it been long enough that people don't remember how shitty those were? Right? Isn't does nostalgia work now for these movies? <laughs> and to be fair though, Maul was probably the best part of the prequel movies. And he was, but yeah. then and it kind of surprised me in the sense because. Most people who watch like the Clone Wars or like Rebels and stuff like that know Darth Maul isn't dead, but yeah, like yeah. the people that only watch the movies, people are gonna, people are going to be confused. Like, wait, didn't he die? So yeah, and it's a hard Clone Wars reference too because he got the like the metal yeah he's legs dead, he has the metal legs yeah. and everything. So I think kudos to them for doing that, but I feel like they should do more of that. I agree, and I, but I also feel like at first I had to sit with this because at first. I was like, oh my god, it's Darth Maul in a fucking Star Wars movie again. This is fucking awesome. Because it was like one of the main... And I wonder if that was when, Ray, Ray, pa- Ray, it was, Ray Fish. Whatever. It was his face, but it was the voice actor who does the Clone Wars and um, Rebels. Oh, okay. So it was a combination of both, which is fucking awesome. Um, I'm like, yeah, like, it was one of the few surprises in the movie. So like, I really enjoyed it upon first seeing it, because it was like the, one of the few, oh, this is awesome moments in the whole movie. But then when I sat and thought about it, I'm like... But why is this in a Han Solo movie? In a solo origin movie, you're gonna just out of no, out of completely left field, in apropos of nothing. Here's Darth Maul again, and I get it because I feel like they're just gonna build him up, like just as a Thanos kind of tease to whatever the Obi Wan movie's coming out, and he's gonna be the villain for Obi Wan. That's the assumption, which right? technically doesn't make sense if you think about it. I, From- I guess they're just gonna rewrite what happened in Rebels because they meet and fight. It's for all connected, Jordan. It's all supposed to be canon. I, I guess. I, I guess. I, I'm sure they're gonna be like, "Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that kid shit." We want to make. Because what else are you gonna do for Obi Wan movie? I don't want to see him fight sand people. <laughs> Killing yeah. just sand people all, all the like for three hours. He's gonna fight General Grievous. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that either, but he did. <laughs> Very easily in the movies too. He was better in the fucking animation. In the animation, oh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> but it just feels odd to me that it's Maul in a solo movie. Save him for the Obi Wan movie. Like, and it's really just because they're they're teeing it up for but, the Obi Wan movie. It's or a, a lot. Of, but movie. it's a lot of things that they did. Like that I thought it was stupid for no. Because it's like, why would he light up the lightsaber? Just so randomly. Because you, you, so you know he's the fucking Sith. Duh. No, it was stupid. It's for the fans to go. It was so stupid. It was like, Joosh, Joosh. why are you doing that? Who are you about to fight? Like, what's, what's the point Nobody. of that? Or them uh, having... <laughs> it's the, just fan service, 100%. That's or all them, it is. Or them having the, uh, the, the, the light-skinned black girl who, was the, the, uh, who you thought was the villain. I can't remember her name. But Light-skinned black girl? Yeah, with the oh, red hair. Um, 
Ah, oh, the the um the the band of raiders who turned yeah. out to be the good guys. Like, which I also I actually like that. I didn't expect that either. I didn't expect that the raider that was fucking up their mission in the beginning of the movie. Um, and killed like half of Harrison. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that too. I didn't like that either. But yeah, but yeah. he killed half of Woody Harrelson's uh, his their crew. I expected for that person to end up being on the side of good. Really, they're beginning. They're the beginning of the um, the resistance. That's what I was gonna say. Like them having to throw that reference in. Like we're part of the. Res- it's like why? But that was a good twist. Who cares? Like, Did you see that coming? No, I didn't see. I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that I thought that was stupid for them to have that even reference of the rebellion. It's like no, it's like it's supposed to be like twenty years earlier. So it's like who cares? Like is that what the timeline is? It's it's between like ten to twenty years before uh, twenty years. Wait, because I mean Harrison is- Ford was like in his forties when uh, uh, a New Hope came about. He was. I, I thought think- he was like early thirties, forties, thirties. There's a big difference between forties and thirties. It's the same thing. You're saying twenty years, it's and he'd be same, ten years old in this. It's the same thing. <laughs> And there's a ten year skip in this movie, so I want to say that he's like in his twenties in Solo and in his thirties in A New Hope. So maybe like a ten year difference. Um, and if that's the case, then I I, I kind of get the Resistance reference, and I'm fine with that. But what I'm not fine with is if they're referencing the Res- like I don't like the fact that we already talked about where Han is already helping the Resistance Han, before he helps the Resistance uh, later. No, he he was thirty three when uh, he did A New Hope. Jesus year, that was his Jesus year. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's, let's say he was like 25 in this. So I say like eight years later between this and a new hope. So yeah, I guess the resistance and the rebellion would be starting up now. Um, but like I said, I still hated the fact that they had to reference it, but my issue is just like, why is he helping the rebellion already when his whole thing is like, I'm not going to help people that aren't like, if it's not in my best interest, I'm not going to help you at all. in a new hope, what happens in those eight years that he doubles back down on that belief? You know what I mean? Again, it's like, that's why it feels like there's missing time, and it's like it, the whole point of this movie, I thought, was to fill the gap between his origin and A New Hope. But, but then I also didn't like the fact that these v- group of rebels ended up being the good guys. But then you set them up in the beginning, like you, ki- they killed half the team. So it's like you got two good guy fi- factions fighting each other. But then one of them, but they're not good guys. Woody Harrelson's group wasn't a good guy group. They were, no, they were thieves. They're, they're still the protagonist. They're still the people that we're following. So for the sake of the movie, they're the good guys. But that's why I liked it. That's why I feel like that's subvert expectations. That, that was like the only surprise, other than Darth Maul, that I liked in the movie. And, and oh, I'll take it back. But it's all it's the same thing, kind of the the twist of Han Solo's plan, double crossing Woody Harrelson's Beckett's double cross. Yeah, you know, I mm-hmm. like that too. I, I, I didn't say coming. Like, oh, you double cross me? Well, guess what? I knew you were gonna double cross me, so I triple cross you. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's. And then cool. they introduce these characters, and I feel like we didn't spend enough time with them for me to get any type of caring for them for, before L3. they killed them off. Not just L three. I'm not the monkey. I'm pilot. not talking about L3, the monkey or Tandy Newton's character. It's like Val. I grew Tandy Newton's like, character. Whoosh, boom. I grew Tandy Newton's character, especially because and then was, yeah, they were supposed to be in love, and there was no moment. Afterwards, what? where they both die, and he's at the like um, Beckett's at the graves, and he doesn't say anything. They go right into, all right, Han. Next thing, let's move on. Let's go. Let's go talk to uh, Vision real quick and see what's up with him. But I'm like, there was not even a beat of like, man, I loved her. She's gone, or like, oh, he, like my my team is gone. Like nothing. No, nothing. Maybe you're supposed to feel like he didn't really care that much because he even said like, I, I don't give a fuck about people. Like that's why I live this long. But. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. Because yeah, the whole thing before that was about... They you were need, in love, yeah. You, well, not even just that, but you need to have somebody. You can't be alone, yada, yada, yada. There was a whole speech with, with the monkey. I mean, the, but 
but see, I don't agree. I agree with Tanny Newton's character. I felt nothing when she died, but I did feel a little something when the monkey guy died. And just because, and this is like with the we again, everything is fucking super telegraphed. You saw the target on his head. The immediately as he started cracking wise and being like the fun comic relief character, we're but we're we're literally both turning to her and was like, he gonna he, die. He dead as hell. <laughs> he dead as hell. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I felt something for his death on on the strength of that. I wanted to see more of him. And then he died immediately. It was like, you got one scene with them all bonding on a campfire, and then the very next scene is the mission, and then he dies. But the moment where his last breath of, like, you know, uh, what's your name was right, you shouldn't, like, die alone. <clears throat> and then he dies. I'm like, no, little funny monkey! <laughs> Not the little funny monkey! <laughs> And that's the same thing they kind of do for uh, L3's character, and which I felt like was a complete repeat of, uh, what's his name, from K- Rogue One? K- K- R- KSO, something like, whatever. KSO? Whatever, I don't know. Whatever his name is. <laughs> the sassy robot. Yeah. That's what they do now. They, they make sassy robots, and they kill him. But yet, C-3PO <laughs> is still alive. <laughs> kill that motherfucker. <laughs> he's the original yeah. sassy robot, and he's, he's the worst. You can't recognize me, because I have a red arm. I hate you. <laughs> I hated you back in the day, and I still hate you. I loved L3. I've seen people complaining about the character because she's basically a social justice warrior, but for robots. Robot, yeah. Like, how did you feel about L3? I, I mentioned, I said I liked I liked L3's character, and I wanted to see more of, especially consider, because this is like the first time that we got any type of reference of, you know, robots being slaves and, you know, all of that stuff. It's like, well, I want to see more of that. Like, get, she's that, like Revolution! That, could, that could be a movie in and of itself. Where I'm like... Skynet starting. This is Skynet, but Skynet wants to have sex with Lando. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was a funny ass scene though when she gossips with Daenerys and she's like, How does that work? Oh, it works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is there a robot fleshlight? <laughs> I'm like, that- I need to see this. <laughs> like, I'm very curious. You need to see it? <laughs> I-, I need to see all of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, please. Because <laughs> I need to know how it works. <laughs> um and that was that was sad when she because I'm like robots don't have clitorises, so how does she get? Whoa, <laughs> you you're thinking too hard about this. <laughs> how does she get enjoy? I get how he gets enjoyment, but how does she get enjoyment from? <laughs> no sensor pads, <laughs> sensory. I need to know. <laughs> I don't know. I need to see all of it. <laughs> but I just, it was cute. When she was like, like Lana's super in love with me, but it didn't ever work. I keep turning him down. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so. But I genuinely felt for her because when she died. She was such like a fun character who like was so so passionate about what she believed in, even if you didn't if even if you didn't believe in what she believes in. What do you want? Robot, equal, equal rights. rights. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but then when she dies, like revolution, I found my calling. <laughs> and then she dies. But it was Lando's reaction to her death, which made me feel it. Because he like kudos to Donald Glover. That that moment when you're grieving the death of a robot girl. <laughs> Like I, it was good. I felt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I was like, no, L three, no, <laughs> you killed a sex bot. <laughs> sex bot. You know her backstory is actually that she put herself. She built herself. Yeah, she put herself. I was thinking that in the movie. That uh, would make a lot more sense. Why she's so like pro robot. Which I'm still. I free you, brothers. <laughs> but I'm still like, how does that work though? Because you have to have somebody put you together for you to like, like hands, right? Don't you need hands? Yeah, robot you need something. Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it begins. I'm um, mentioning Donald Glover, like, we kind of touched upon him on our non-spoiler review, but, like, I have some people not like that he was doing a, a, a Billy D. Williams impression, but I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was charismatic, I thought he did the part well, and I I feel like he was closer to what, like, you can make the excuse that the reason why Han Solo wasn't, you know, like Harrison Ford's Han Solo was because there was just more time, 
and like he hadn't gone through all the, he had become hardened and experienced the way that Harrison Ford was by the time we get to New Hope that's why you only see shades of his character but I feel like Lando he had already gone through a lot of what makes Lando Lando so I feel like that's why he should be closer to what Billy D. Williams was doing in that movie and even though at the, in this movie we still we don't understand why he has a cloud city in a New Hope in, um, Empire Strikes Back yeah, I wish there was definitely more Lando's. Even a hint. I wish there was more Lando's character, and actually, more or less, like he should have been the one to get to get his own movie, and then Han gets a cameo, yeah, as opposed to what we got, where it was essentially it was Han's movie and Lando got the cameo. Like, well, why can't I see a black guy? Yeah, why can't we see, yeah, why can't we see a black a, a guy get a leading Star Wars movie? In space. Which, funny enough, he, he and go from gambler he, to he, king of a city. He, he did an SNL. Donald Glover did an SNL skit. I think this weekend. Uh, what uh, about Star Wars? He was talking to. He was like, I guess in like the Cloud City. He was dressed as Lando. He was like, I want to talk to all the black people in space. On oh, the universe, yeah. There's and it was no like, one yeah, in the audience. It was like three people in the audience. <laughs> all the black people in the universe. All the black people in the universe. <laughs> Somebody's like, he's going to get fired for criticizing. <laughs> really, you think? I'd be fucked up. But it was, yeah, it was an SNL skit, and I thought it was, and it was funny. I mean, but it was also true. Yeah, he did his thing. Um, I, but uh, just segueing new to Han Solo and like how we felt about him. Um, I felt like, again, not that we didn't just see enough of his origin, but I didn't really even get the vibe of, like, I thought when we saw Beckett, they're like, oh, this is the guy Han Solo kind of like is mentored by, and the guy he kind of models his scoundrel ways after. And you kind of see the swagger of Han Solo in that character. But he never really gets time to even like form a strong relationship with Beckett. So it's like, did, did you feel that? I'm like, why why is he the mentor slash like the person you model your life after when you're barely around him? Like you're around him for like a few days and yeah, I didn't feel I didn't, I didn't feel that. Not not even just the fact that they haven't been around each other that much. I feel like, aside from the one rule about don't don't believe, don't trust people or whatever, I feel like there was no real mentor-mentee relationship There wasn't. Them. It's like Barry and Wally. Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. The worst mentor relationship because there is none. Basically. Yeah, no, agree, 100%. And and by the but I did like by the end. Well, I'm so glad there was no moment because since they telegraphed so many things, I'm glad that when he shot Beckett, there was no moment where Beckett was like, see, on. This always is why you first. always shoot first. <laughs> I'm so glad that was not in the movie. Bro, you know, they were like, they, were, they really wanted him to say I would have been so mad. They were like, oh, you should totally Because, I mean, like, no. they kind of did it with the, your name is Solo. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro, don't do it. It's sad. Like, I totally see that being the line in the movie. That's how, like, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was like, please don't. don't. Should, like, I saw first. it coming. Like, as soon as he shot, I was like, you better fucking not. You better not. <laughs> But at least they did have him shoot first. They I would have right. gave it a less than passable if they did that. Agreed. I uh, that was like that'd be. I love corny shit, but that even for me be too corny. But um. But yeah, I'm at least glad they did have him shoot first, so they at least corrected that George George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Uh, of all things, at least they did that. Um, and I mean, Chewie was good. Um, the the moment where Han and him met, you kind of called it in the movie theater. I was like, is it gonna be a rancor? Like that's what the monster was that Luke fought. I think. Yeah. Um, but ended up being so Chewie. I'm Mister, <laughs> your kid. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> but Chewie eats people. That's what I was. Th- I was like, wait, what? I, guess, I mean, I guess if you haven't fed him, he needs to eat something. <laughs> I would never look at Chewie the same way if I knew he ate people. I mean, he is a human flesh. And, 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 and that's the thing. That's the thing that I liked about this movie because, and and most of the other Star Wars movies, they always 
talk about it, but they never show it. They always talk about how vicious Wookiees are and how deadly they are. He ripped up people's arms. In the, in yeah, but they movie. never really show it. Like yeah. they, Chewie's always been gentle. Yeah, and he's the only Wookiee that we've ever seen. But yeah, in this one, he was like ripping people apart and shit. So it's probably the best Chewbacca of action of any Star Wars movie, though. I, say I agree. That. Yeah. Like. The way he would like I pick say, people I, up and throw him around. Like I say, my favorite character in this was Lando, but my second favorite is, is, was Chewie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying and to think. Do I agree with that? And then my third favorite was out, like for this to be a Han Solo movie. Han is like in the top. He's like number five. <laughs> really? Wait, who's below? Who's three then? I liked uh, Paul Bettany's character. That's right. I'm glad you mentioned him because which I, we didn't get enough of him for him to be the. And that's the thing. But he was also, a good villain to us. The waste. That's the, thing, that's the thing I also thought about the, the the weakness of this movie. Even though he was the villain, there was no real villain in this movie. No, I said a villain because the other villain is the the person that ends up being a good guy, the person who's in that mask who looks kind of like a Darth Vader, Darth mm-hmm. uh, whatever Kylo Ren character. Like there wasn't enough of him. And I think part of that was uh, also because of the reshoots. Because I think uh, Michael K. Williams was supposed to play his character. But because of the reshoots and the scheduling conflicts, they had to recast. Really? Well, Paul Bettany did a killer job. For a little screen, and yeah, you can definitely tell he was having fun doing this movie. Paul Bettany. <laughs> he was offset from doing Vision and Infinity Wars. He was like, I get to be a villain now, and I get my ass kicked by Thanos. I'm down. Because <laughs> it was a lot of mo- like his the the way he was like so polite and charming and endearing one second, and then like literally like an abusive like relationship, he would turn on a dime. And did you notice the subtle like his his like eyes would get a little more bloodshot and his like it looked like his like whatever those scars were on his face started glowing more red. Mm-hmm. Like what is that? Like Sith shit? I don't understand what that is. The time no, what's what's what stone is red? The reality stone. Yeah, stone. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, he was genuinely terrifying. Those yeah, I, where I he... wanted to see more of him, and then also like, how did he get the scars? Is he an alien? I don't. I mean, is it that? Are looks... they all aliens? None of them are really. Well, human, I guess right? technically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but his fighting style, like that's he. That was the style from the game that he taught to Daenerys. That's why they were both fucking badass fighters. And it's, it's, I think it's like an offshoot of a Sith martial art or something like that. That's the reasoning for they it. They learned from Darth Maul. Maybe. Like, who knows? Maybe that's why he had the scars and, like, the, the Sith-looking face. Like, but they never went into it, so who knows? And it's a damn shame, because, like, if they focus more on him as the main villain, I feel like the movie would have been, like, a whole, at, at least a whole rating better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might have been a less than, a, a, a little more, more, more than passable. Uh, who knows? <laughs> But it just like, feels like wasted potential there when you have such a like when the moments you see him, he is such a good villain. So it's like, fuck, I want to see more of him. Like, why would you use him so sparingly? Um, but I think that I think we could both agree on which is the best part of the movie. Like you said before, the Kessel Run. Um, and even then, like, even though I say that's the best part of the movie, it still wasn't like, oh, this is fucking awesome. It was like, it's kind of pretty cool. I mean, visually, it was fucking dope. Oh, yeah, visually, like, that's why I mentioned before, like, Star Wars is good in terms of, like, the vi- their visuals and making you feel like this is actually taking place and not just a big green screen. Yeah, that big monster thing, that big Cthulhu in space. Yeah, that shit so was I, scary. I, I whispered in your ear, I'm like, oh, Jordan, Cthulhu, giant monster. <laughs> that's why I liked it so much. Oh, giant monsters! <laughs> and then Pacific Rim comes out and pushes it in the face. <laughs> And a Gundam, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, you mean that, uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, <laughs> said Pacific Rim. You don't want to talk about Pacific Rim. You didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> my memory, Pacific Rim, the first movie is it's tainted. It's more positive than what I felt about the second movie. But anyway, but um, that that was a cool visual to me, and like the it coming back that it is like a mirror of that first moment in the beginning of the movie with the the car and the escape from the impo- like the the stormtroopers and the smugglers, whatever they were. 
like him going through that small little alleyway and turning his car like vertically and like scraping through it but not getting through it the first time and then when the odds are stacked so much higher to get through this like collapsing portal black hole thing and he has to do the same thing but this time with the Millennium Falcon and light speed like it was fucking dope to me um, and another like, I felt like it was another Han Solo moment and, and it's like it's the, the funny the how, I feel like it's a callback so uh, um, even though technically in this since it's a prequel he did it first in this but yeah. uh was it The Force Awakens or what? No, yeah, because he was dead in The Last Jedi. The, uh, For- <laughs> the Force Awakens, where he uh, did the light speed through that uh, that ship in the beginning when they were escaping those uh, giant creatures. Oh, right, 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 right. Wait, that's The Force Awakens? Yeah. In the Millennium Falcon, the escape giant creatures use the light speed? I thought that was in the old movies. No, I think it was the Force Awakens. He's like, we're gonna light speed through. He's like, well, we're still on the ship. He's like, and what are the odds? So he's like, never tell me the odds. I think that was in Empire Strikes Back or something. Are you? No, I think it was the Force Awakens because he was old. Because it was he was old. It was with uh Ray, when when Ray and them first when they first met. Oh, it was. I'm, maybe I'm not remembering correctly. And it was those. I can't uh, even say definitively. When those <laughs> when those creatures those uh, creatures that he uh, had. When he was smuggling, they escaped the uh, ship and they was kid. They, oh, oh, They yes, took Ray yes, and they yes. took Finn, and then uh, the okay. guy came. You owe us money or whatever. Yes, you're right. Tentacle monsters in yeah. the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking back to those giant worm things in that moon. I'm completely wrong. Um, but yeah, so Kessel Run, awesome. Both agree. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got. I think overall, you know, it was okay. And that's just that, that's disappointing. It was serviceable. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's disappointing for a Star Wars movie. Just, like. At this point, to be like, eh, it was a Star Wars movie. That's, it's a Star Wars story, so yeah. it's a Star Wars movie, I guess. <laughs> it was a Star Wars story. <laughs> I feel like these like, a story I didn't need. Yeah, I, I don't protect the brand. Like, don't di- over dilute it with like these movies like yearly. If it's just gonna make us sick of it, you know, I, I'd rather fewer Star Wars movies. If you're gonna do, that make me look forward what, to it like an event. It's not even that 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 they're doing them yearly. That's a problem. But if you're gonna do them yearly. I need a justification. I need a justification for why you're going to do them yearly. Not do the same type of stories with the same type of tone in the same type of galaxy, yeah. <laughs> which is supposed to be it's supposed to be a giant giant universe, but yet you're staying in the same corner of the world in the same time frame with the same characters. Yeah, you're staying in the same playground at the same toy box. Like, just expand it, move out. It's like sure, it's Experiment. fine. Okay, it's fine if you do a Han Solo movie, but then change the tone. Make it darker. Or make it much lighter. Or give me like, give me something different. Yeah. This is Rogue One. Also, <laughs> this is Rogue Two. <laughs> yeah, if if, you're, if all you're eating is ice cream, then ice cream means nothing. Yeah, you're fat. <laughs> That's Whatever. your metaphor. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> you should be so proud. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's get let's get into some anime. I, I want to say let's, let's stay high, but I guess Solo wasn't that high for us. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, was squarely in the middle. But you know what? Squarely in the middle is better than CW. So before we get there, <laughs> let's at least go to let's, uh, a higher plane. Let's go to some My Hero Academia and talk about some All Might. You're changing, you're diverting expectations. That's not the it's not the standard of the show, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to make anime fans, bro. I'm so sick of people telling me that they don't like anime and my my stories with the like, polls I'm making. People are like, let's get into anime. Skip. Let's skip this part of the podcast. No, <laughs> stay and listen. You're missing literally they're, probably the best part they're, of the I'm podcast. Like, already skipped. As soon as you said, let's get into anime. No, <laughs> <laughs> come back. <laughs> 
listen to us talk about the best. Like, this is the thing I'm most excited about every week to talk about. It is. <laughs> like, uh, it's not even American, but it's like they're doing Western superheroes, but fucking Western superheroes. Yeah, they even are. had a Star Wars reference in this episode. Wait, they did? Camino Ward? Uh, Camino, Camino is the planet that, uh, well, they went to Camino Ward at the end of this episode, but Camino is the uh, planet that they created the clones. Oh, and that's, and that's spoilers the, and where they're the making clones, no moves. Yeah, where they're making no moves. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, who, what Japanese person with the binoculars is like, <laughs> what are they doing this week? <laughs> Put that in the show. <laughs> it is so much That's better. It's so racist. It is racist. But <laughs> I only got one Japanese accent, okay? You only got one, Mr. Uh, Miyagi? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But like, oh my god! I appreciate it so much more now. Like that's some deep ass cuts, and it makes a lot of sense. They, they're manufacturing clone Nomus mm-hmm. in that place. That's really for next week's episode. It's but. funny. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little upset about the preview for next. Week. I'm like, god damn it! Because I was I was like, I wanted to make a prediction, but I'm like, fuck! Is it really a prediction? Because you already showed it at the episode. I was like, I have a feeling these next couple of episodes are going to show all for one, like. Well, next week's episode. Next week's episode is called Off for One. That's why I was like, God damn it. Well, but it's still a prediction because I didn't know that before. Wow. Okay. Retroactive prediction. <laughs> I didn't know that before they showed the preview. I was like, I have a feeling this season is going to end. Well, that's not a prediction either. He's in the opening credits. What is that? So, they, were, they, they had, uh, last season, they had like them Offer fighting. Offer One's not in the episode. I'm not talking about Offer One, but I'm like, last season, they had them fighting like a giant dragon and he had a sword and shit in the opening credits. So I'm like, just because. That was the end credits. Just because it's in the opening credits. Bro, that was the end. Get it's out still, of here. It's still the credits. That's obviously a fantasy like it's, end credits it's thing. It's still the credits. No, dude. It's in the op- Everything in the opening credits is a foreshadowing something that happens in the show. So everyone knew what Offer One was going to be in this, in this season. And he's probably gonna fight. Oh, keep prediction, head. He's gonna fight All Might. Oh, oh no way. Of course, he's gonna fight All Might. Yeah, you know why? It's of course because in the opening credits. (laughs) No, I told you. I told you before. uh, Like during season. It's not a prediction, Michael. (laughs) No, but I'm saying I told you in season one that All Might and All for One are gonna have. Well, at least in the manga. But that's also not a prediction either. If you would ask me, hey man, you think I know? I'm not saying All Might's ever gonna fight All for One again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a prediction. I'm saying I told you before that they were gonna fight and that's how he loses that's how he loses his power. He shut, can't shut go up, home. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to forget it. I'm trying to forget the shit you told me, okay? Okay. <laughs> Damn you. Well, I'm reminding you. <laughs> well, that's all for one is next week. But this week's title is From Ida to Midoriya. Because this week the how the turntables and what's a twist what's a twist <laughs> oh, that was the other week's episode <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but um it just it, i like the fact that you know in the past with the in the stain arc because of ida's brother being ser- critically injured by him he you know went out and his like he went out for <coughs> revenge and it ended up being uh midoriya and todoroki who had to bring him back from the edge and it was like very strong character development moment for ida like, it made him realize that he couldn't be reckless that he, like and he had friends that cared about him so Cut to this season when his friends are basically going through the exact same thing. They feel powerless. They feel like they need to do something exactly the way Ida felt, and they stopped him like from making a huge mistake before. So as a friend, he's trying to do the same thing for them, and I really appreciate that. Like these, the writing in this show is so fucking tight that it, it, it came like it, it came back right away. That's some planning. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I, were you Team Ida when it was like, don't fucking go? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, you guys are being so fucking stupid. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. And everyone, and they, they 
I'm glad they put that in the mouths of almost all the other students. Even Uraraka was just like, I feel like Bakugo himself wouldn't want you to risk your lives. Yeah, he was feel humiliated. Yeah, like, and this is a job for the adults. Like, we should not be meddling in this. Or even the. Uh I can't remember which character said this, but uh, I'm saying, what, what what would make you guys different than the villains if you if you're breaking you're essentially oh, breaking the rules? Froppy, and that was the, the clincher because everybody went Every, quiet. Yeah, everybody went quiet. It's and like, they'd be like, Fuck. yeah, but we're still gonna do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like you don't listen, motherfuckers don't listen. But um, God, it was very powerful. And speaking of powerful, like in this episode in the very beginning as well, you know, it's it's Midori who's recovering from his battle with muscular. And yeah, that battle was fucking intense. It was fucking amazing. And that's another thing. I'm like, the nurse just told you, <laughs> like, you could potentially lose your arms. Why are you rushing out to another battle? And you're not even fully healed yet. But 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 in their defense, and I'm glad they also even counter this, but in their defense, their logic was, we're going to make this a rescue-only mission. We're not, our, our idea is to compromise, and we're not going to fight. We're going to get in and out, and we're only going to like save him without but fighting. But even Ilda's like, we have her name, and she's like, girl. that's not... It's, it's not, not possible. Yeah, that's not possible. Yeah, but she thinks like them seeing the situation and actually being there and being firsthand, seeing what they're, like, they're going to be up against, that will have them... like logic and objectivity come back and they'll be like all right you're right we should return back now They're, she's wrong <laughs> yeah. but that's what she thinks and that's you know i'm, I'm glad that because i was mad at her like why would you give them the device no it could have stopped with you but i get her logic um wait what was i saying before that uh i don't know <laughs> oh, oh um midoriya and and his damage and stuff like um but yeah but i think it's also that's shown in anime but like the show is so fucking good because they put real stakes into over you that a hundred and ten percent bullshit that Shonen Anime does, where it's like, oh, you're not strong enough. Well, guess what? The plot makes you stronger. Don't worry. Like, remember? Good example, Goku. Remember when Kaioken damaged your yeah, body? Hurt his body. Don't do it. it doesn't because happen anymore. He's he's doing Kaioken ten every time he fucking gets into a fight. Now it's just like, just do it. Power up. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's consequenceless. Is that a word? Whatever. <laughs> but it has no consequences. Like, they do a really good job in this show to establish, like, yeah, um, Deku can do these things because he has these powers from All Might, but at the same time, he's still young. He's not ready. So this 110% going above and beyond, it has a consequence. There is a toll on his body, and it's adding up. And when the doctor's telling him, like, if you do this two or three more times, like, you might not be able to use your arms anymore. Like, there's... Like, you could just say that, and he'd be like, all right, whatever. But the show makes it such a like a deep and like important yeah, they moment. Even, they even show the X-ray and all of that. So and they explain it so detailed, where it's like it was like a firecracker going off in your arms. That's how like your your arms have been damaged before. But now it's like you're really tearing ligaments. And they go into like and that's real science. That's like you know what fighters and boxers go through when they've been through too many fights. Like mm-hmm. they their joints get stiff and they can't move as much as they used to. And it's it's gonna do permanent damage to his body if he keeps using it the way he is. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, and ever since Deku got a quirk, he's been very reckless with his powers. Yeah. Like, he's willing to damage himself all over and over and over again. Even, like, when he fought Todoroki yeah. during the World Tournament. Like, he was already damaged, but, yeah, he still kept using his damaged limbs. Because mm-hmm. in his mind, he's just like, recovery girl, hear me. And but that's, come on, man. It's, we're we're lovers of DBZ. Uh, don't you have the mentality of, like, whatever, she can heal you, no problem. Sensu Bean, whatever. Yeah, 100% recovery, you're fine. 
But, but even this, in this world, like recovery girl, like she explains, like she I'm not, fully, I'm not fully healing you though. She's been saying it, but in my mind, I've been like, okay, but at the end of the day, she's give him a cool scar. So like he, it's like a cool like character moment where it's like I have a memory of like when I went all out that one time. But it's like no motherfucker. Every time you go all out, there are consequences, <laughs> and you will fucking die. <laughs> like you will not be able, and not even just die. You won't be able to lose your use your limbs anymore. And to him, it might as well be death. And have his mom tell him like, do you still have to go to that school anymore? Like and just like the the gravitas in her voice, like yeah. Because I, I mean, how many times shit. are you gonna watch your son be injured? Because out of pretty much out of all the students, he's the one that's been in the hospital the most. Yeah, for the most severe injuries, just based on his how his powers work. Um, but at the same time, it's like I feel for you, Deku, because it's like what it, especially in that moment, muscular. It's like do or die. Like what are you gonna do? Yeah, in that moment, he didn't have a choice. But all the other moments, yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's just like it's unfortunate. And I like they even explain it by giving, they keep grounding it in reality by saying like um, hysterical strength. That's a thing. That's how mothers lift yeah. cars off their their kids and stuff like that. So I, I, it makes it feel grounded and realistic in a way that other shows that are fucking live action, <coughs> The Flash, <coughs> Supergirl, <coughs> Arrow, they don't. So it's like, like what are you doing? Like this show is like, it shows you how good, when writing is good. How good it can elevate the I can forgive show. Supergirl to an extent because she's an alien. It's not like she's like... True. But I mean, it, 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 there's something to be said for having, even in a show that's not... This is not a super dark show, but it's got heavy moments. And those heavy moments land because they ground it so well, I think. Agreed. Um, but yeah, this, and like I said, it's not a heavy show. So when they when they actually go to the Camino or whatever, that town, they, they, they find the gnome, like where they're going to look for, um, and then they, dress, they, the dress up. they have a whole dress up sec- sequence, which is adorable. And Deku's like, ah, <laughs> he's doing like the, the stereotypical Japanese gangster voice. Like, Nani, like all that shit. Even Uda's like, I want boobs. To be, it's so cute. Cause like there were kids trying to act like adults and be out of character. So like, you know, they're trying to like to blend in and not look like, yeah, Yo, yo, whatever her name Creation is. Creation girl. <laughs> yeah. She mentioned like having kids out this time of night would look suspicious. <laughs> he was like, covert. And he's like, that he weird motion. X-Force. <laughs> he did the X-Force. X-Force. Totori's like, um, you look more, you stand out more when you're doing that. <laughs> like, it's cute. I like their dynamic. Like, so we, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's still a kid's show. It's still, you know, a light and fun anime, but like it has fucking some hardcore moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then meanwhile, Bakugo is being, Shigaraki is attempting to convert Bakugo to their side, like we, like we said he was going. They were, uh, they were going to, but and and to be fair, the stuff they were the villains were saying, even I was like, you you kind of right, dog. Like hashtag Shigaraki's right. <laughs> like you know, this, like, even though I fucking hate. He's a spoiled ass brat. I want somebody to slap his ass. He's a spoiled ass brat. But like the 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 argument that the villains were making, I don't think they were wrong. Like and these are again they're the echoing point that Stain kind of said the about rule, heroes yeah, not being true heroes. Yeah, the rule. Well, it started with, uh, and this is very this is very Japanese culture where the UA had to apologize publicly for them being attacked, and like it's a very good point where it's like wow even the heroes like what do they expect the heroes to be perfect? Like it's it's crazy that we live in a society where the losers are the ones being condemned, and like rather than raise them up. We're dismissing them. That's what the people were like, and even the crowd. While the UA students were watching that on TV, the crowd was yeah, the crowd, the crowd was, was turning against but them. I mean, that's exact. That's exactly what the League of Villains wanted. It is, but they they make a good point. It's like 
we live in society where it's like, if anything, like we're the villains. We did that shit, but it's not us that is turning society against the heroes. It's society themselves. I mean, I guess in people's minds, because they're saying, especially in the world of All Might, and All Might is now teaching at the school, mm. All Might doesn't lose. And so you have All Might there, and then this whole uh, ideology that people have of heroes, it's like, yeah, the villains might have attacked, but y'all should have won. Like, the fact that y'all lost, and the fact that a student was kidnapped, no, fuck that school. Yeah. But you want to throw out the entire baby with the bathwater, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they made a good point where they should be raising them up in this time of crisis. Not, I'm not like, saying they're right, but I'm no, just... No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, And again, like, the, the whole stain mentality of, like, are they truly heroes anymore when they're being paid for it, like a profession? Like, the age of heroes isn't really even a thing anymore. And, like, so I was sitting there going, like... Which actually kind of makes me wonder, because uh since all might is the number one hero does that yeah. mean all might's getting paid too because if all might's getting paid then wouldn't that kind of diminish stain's ideology because he's like the only true hero is all might but i'm like but if, if all might's getting paid though i guess because he's just like he if anyone's doing it he's not doing it for the money he he seems like he's superman so he's the paragon of justice in this world so i i, I kind of get that um and i did like how they did like the all of the ranked heroes in this to kind of but show even you. still they like, show all of them but but I, and that's the thing I was thinking like because they make an emphasis showing the rank I'm like who is number three they they show number all, four is genius yeah they show all my who's number one and force is number two then best genius is number four I'm like who is number three how is genius number four I mean I guess what does he do I mean I guess it makes sense kinda because his his thing is about controlling fabrics everybody wears clothes. Oh, so good unless point, good unless, point. You're, unless you're na- a naked, naked villain, fun, yeah, naked, a naked villain, you can't really. Well, Nomu's he might be fucked. <laughs> well, Nomu has pants. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What is it like? Does it make it like like steel or something where it can like restrain you? Yeah, because I think he, he did that to Bakugo. He restrained him, and Bakugo couldn't do anything. Yeah, but he's not Bakugo's not like super strong. So no, it's like, he's not. So if it's like a Nomu level monster with jeans around him, I can't be strong. Well, maybe, like maybe it's kind of like Spider Silk in yeah, a sense. That's so it's, it's the strongest steel, or maybe stronger. But number four, my dude. <laughs> Every, like I said, everybody wears clothes. Super genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Wears, everybody wears clothes. So that's Imagine, why I'm like, who's number three? Maybe, maybe number three is not in Japan. That's probably why. Maybe. It'd be a dope reveal at some point, probably. Yeah, I'm, it has to be a plot reason. Because I even yeah. Google it. I'm like, who the fuck is number three? They haven't shown. Wow. Though, Get off the internet, Michael. You're trying to spoil this for I'm us. Like, I need to know who number three is. Oh, my God. I, I thought maybe I missed it. That, that's why. I was like, no. But they say even in the manga, they haven't shown who the number three hero is. Okay. Don't talk to me about the manga anymore, okay? <laughs> like, after this, we're done. We're done with talking about the manga, all right? We're going to talk Stop about Stop spoiling the yourself we're with the manga. About the ma- I need to know. No, you don't. Learn <laughs> yes, in do. the anime. It's so I, much better. No, I need to know everything. I need to know all. Oh, my God. All right, Brainiac. Relax. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. So, I was on the edge of my seat with the whole Bakugo thing. Uh and then the moment they, they let him go, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I, I mean, was like, nah. I was, I was with uh, uh, Dobby. He was like... I didn't think he was going like, to... I didn't think he was going to turn If we right untie there. him, he's going to attack us. I was like, yeah, he's going to attack. You know, I, I didn't think he was going to attack. He's Bakugo. Come on. <laughs> it was just like, wasn't like he, he was no-selling the, the conversation. He wasn't like going, hmm, they're right. He was just glaring. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, he's not going gonna to be on their side. But I didn't expect his reasoning. Because I had actually forgotten, because this is maybe like a season or two ago, that they actually went into the back his background about like why he wanted to become a hero. But it was, even though like he is an asshole in the way that he does things, a complete asshole, 
his reasoning for it is based on the like you know the paragon of what is good, which is All Might. So it's like, of course, he would never turn, especially that easily, to the side of villainy, um, just based on one conversation. He's too stubborn to even try, like to even listen to heroes, much less listen to a villain telling him like you should be evil. Fuck you, I should. <laughs> I'm gonna win everything. It doesn't matter what the odds are. It's like okay, yeah. So I, I felt that. I was like, okay, all right. Good. And that's a good subversion too, I think. Yeah, that's funny enough because I went back and started binging, you know, seasons one and two up up to now, like all the episodes. Okay. And so that was kind of in my head while, because before I watched uh, this episode, like I had just finished watching seasons one through two. So I remembered that moment. And so that was in my head the whole moment he was talking. Mm. So I was like, yeah, there's no, because I remember uh, last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about how you was like, well, maybe he might go villain because this, this show is very reminiscent of, of uh well, Naruto. I'm not ruining it out yet. <laughs> but I'm just I'm saying, not ruining it out yet. And but I, was saying, I was saying, I don't think he is because of that. I feel like it would need to be something extreme. Like something needs to happen to him. I'm not sure what that is. A death, maybe? Something? But you want to talk about my predictions not being right, I guess. Guess my prediction was right, though. Oh, I want to talk about that. A follower hit us up. Oh, Joe. It was Joe. Our old Which pal is Joe. Something I didn't even remember. I'm like, I don't even remember you said that. It's a, it was a throwaway prediction last week. But literally, it's one of the last things I said in our My Hero section. We were talking about, um, what's her name? Toga. Toga. And what her powers are, why she's collecting blood. I was like, maybe she's going to use this like, shapeshift or something. And then Joe hits us up and he's like, wow, Joe, your prediction powers are kicking in because turn like. I read the manga, and her power is actually she can change her voice and her appearance. It's like it's kind of it is shape shifting, right? She's basically blood mystique. <laughs> yeah, blood mystique. So I guess at some point she is gonna infiltrate UA and take maybe take Uraka's place. Or maybe she already has, because there's all there's no, but isn't she there? Let's talk about uh, a traitor amongst us or whatever. But she just got it. She, she just got what? She just got Uraka's blood. Well, she got Uraka's blood, but maybe she oh, has someone some, else. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Put a pin in that. But I just think it's funny that all my throwaway predictions end up being right. So like, I need to just like, just be like, yeah, maybe. Because also going back, to, going back to... No, 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 motherfucker. I want you to say that I was right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jordan. Like, no, no, so, bitch. Yeah, so no, back, bitch. Can't be prediction powers, bro. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I, don't remember I don't remember this prediction. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Oh, what are you saying? Wait, because I was going to say, going back to the first season where they, uh, remember when they were uh, at lunch and then the alarm went off and they thought villains had infiltrated the school or whatever and it turned out to be the reporters. Mm -hmm. We don't know how the reporters got into UA because they saw that their their little uh, metal door that they had got completely destroyed Mm. and we don't know how they got through. So maybe- I forgot about that completely. Maybe it was Toga. Hmm. She somehow figured out she got like, I don't know, one of the teachers blood and turned into them and fooled the system and was able to get through. And that's how she was able to get through. I don't know. Hmm. Could be that. Interesting. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. Put in that too. See if that comes back. But um, before the episode ends, um, there was (laughs) around the midsection, uh, Deku's narration kicks in, which is the future voice of Deku. And at some point he mentioned in like past seasons that there was a major incident happening and this is the moment this where the it moment. starts. He said he mentioned it during the U- USJ incident. Yeah, so what was that season one? Season one. And this is that moment. This is and that I'm moment. not going to lie, when that narration said that, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, fuck, <laughs> exactly. what's about to happen? Exactly what I Because did. like, you know, again, like Dragon Ball Super and shit, like, you know, 
there's some hyperbolic shit going on in anime where you're like, oh, this is the big thing happening. But like in, in My Hero Academia, like the MCU, I believe them. <laughs> so when they see some shit's about to go down, I'm yeah, like, Thanos fuck. is coming. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, what's about to happen? And you're right, Thanos is coming since next episode's title is All, All for, for One. one. So I, I think it might be a flashback because um, Shigaraki at the end, when his mask is knocked off of Bakugo, the hand, he looks at it and he says, Father. Father. And we don't really know what his relationship is with All for One. And we did get that one flashback before where there was a bloody hand on the ground. Um, remember that one moment at the end of last season where Shigaraki and Deku were talking? I forgot at what point in the episode. Remember there was like a moment where it was like a bloody hand and he had a flashback to a bloody hand and we speculated that maybe that was the hand of like someone like he loved or something as like his dark origin. I vaguely remember that. But it was confusing. Because funny cause, enough, when I was going back to watch that, that was the one episode I skipped. You skipped that I one? I skipped that one. Wow. Cause, cause even going back uh, to when uh, Jamie was on a podcast, and that's when I finally caught up, I was like, this is actually the one episode of My Hero I was like, I didn't really care for. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but it was a confusing moment. Because was like, did he cut off someone's arm with his power? But that's not how his powers work. Why was it bloody? It wasn't like disintegrated. So I guess we're going to get some backstory about that hand finally. Because it, it was literally the same kind of shot. And then there's got to be a reason the awful one is taking a liking to Shigaraki and talking about he can replace me. Yeah. So are they related? Are they related? Or is he like his quote unquote son? Like yeah. like how Iron Man is to Peter Parker. Yeah. Or Peter Parker is to Iron Man. Is, uh, what was it called? Surrogate son? Surrogate son. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> so what would you give this as a rating? A high more than passable? I wouldn't give it a perfect vision. Yeah, I'd give it more than passable. Nothing in it was like so, holy shit, to be perfect vision. Holy shit, though. Yeah. But it was a very, it was more than solid episode. It was great. Like, I, like again, My Hero Academia can't miss. <laughs> I think it wasn't perfect vision because this is like the, the beginning of this new arc. Like, the other arc literally ended the last episode. So this is like, we're, we're now in the table setting mode for the next arc. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of table setting... Let's talk about some Supergirl this week. This week's episode was titled, The Fanatical. Your secret identity is there to protect people. They're gonna tell National City I'm Guardian. Raising the belly of the beast. There were years where I really had sleep. But I had to work more than compensation. Hold up. You're a guardian? Try to keep him on the low. Let's go. Safety first. (laughs) And I say to the table setting because I wanted this to be fucking the finale or pre-finale. Turns out this is a fucking filler episode to just fill out some filler bullshit about the World Breakers. I'm like, what? And a, and a hard, hard segue in a little bit of a Black Lives Matter message? Yeah. Which, I thought that was supposed to be I guess, Arrow. I was going to say, I guess they took it from Arrow and put it, this, put it in Supergirl. Because I was like, is this going to be this very special episode of Supergirl kind of thing? And this week's very special episode Which of Supergirl. Which I wasn't feeling Black it. Black I wasn't Matter. feeling it at all. You weren't feeling Jimmy Olsen's, like, his whole, his, his uh, monologue about no. how he, he put in handcuffs when he was seven years old no. and the trauma of it and the one tear. He had, like, the one thug tear that came down. <laughs> I wasn't feeling any of it. You know, I think he was. I think he was like, this is finally get some fucking meat to chew on this show. Maybe, like, he, maybe, maybe he was, but I wasn't. Uh, and I'm not saying because the acting was bad. It's just I wasn't feeling it. Um, I felt like this was a very random episode. I, f- I felt like it was forced, and I hate, I mm. hate having to say like because I know because people say, oh, oh you're god, a- you're that guy from Fox and Friends. Yeah, of course, <laughs> diversity, bro. It's like I don't believe. Why do you think I'd be gay, Michael? <laughs> like, I don't believe in that forced diversity crap. Like people, when people say that, but this was definitely forced. 
It felt random. That's my Very biggest random. issue with it. And I felt like a lot of this episode was random. It was a random girl from the cult from last week that ran to Came Supergirl. out of nowhere and she can speak fluent Kryptonian. She's just random. But for some reason, Kara can't speak fluent Kryptonian. <laughs> that's a good fucking point. And that's what... Because a lot of this episode was about that weird Kryptonian cult um, that Rain's a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just not... I'm not buying that this there's a, a cult for a Kryptonian religion that is this interconnected and, and strong within the city. It's yeah, I like, mean, like for the for the first time that they introduced them, like and we gave we gave that episode a perfect vision. Like that was a they good, were more of religion. Now it's more like they're a terrorist. Yeah, organization. now it's like and they keep bringing them back, and it's like oh, they come get weaker on. and weaker each time. Yeah, and it's like oh god, come on guys, don't taint what you don't taint your goodness. Yeah. There's a random Batman moment for Jimmy when he like goes into the elevator when they get attacked by the the cult terrorists and he's just like time to go full arrow. Da, na, 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 yeah, yeah. A, he rides his motorcycle like doing a wheelie through an explosion and shit. I'm like, okay, Jimmy. <laughs> and then when he finally catches the criminals and gets shot in the head point blank in his bulletproof helmet that breaks from a bullet, a pistol bullet. Uh, he, he said they use armor piercing bullets fuck out of here <laughs> you've got armor that's made to like withstand like fighting Kryptonian level threats and not armor piercing bullets not not at point blank range one shot but it's somehow like, he's like, not hurt at all it's like Luke, yeah it's like Luke Cage <laughs> his helmet just splits in half conveniently which gives us that Black Lives Matter moment because the cops but yeah there's no like, like if, you're, if, it, if it did that much damage to the helmet Maybe not, because obviously if it, it didn't pierce pierce it, but you should be you should something. have some type of concussion or something. It's something. He's just like ah, I'm good. Yeah, just <laughs> but, shake it off. Yeah, but if you didn't shake it off, then I'm a get... big black man. I'm good. <laughs> he's, he's huge, but uh, you wouldn't get that pause. You wouldn't get that moment. <laughs> that moment where the cops come in, and of course it's the white terrorists versus the black vigilante, and they're like, "Get down on your knees!" And he's talking, and then at first I'm like, "Like oh, because he's a vigilante," but then you see the cops looking at him. And it's like, no, they're just talking about him. And the girls even be like, no, 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 he's helping me, he's helping me. And he's like, oh, we don't care, get down on your knees. And then you see that moment where Jimmy kind of like puts it together and he's like, because I'm black. <laughs> That's what it is. If it stayed it subtle. Very, it was forced. If it, but if it stayed there and just ended there, and maybe it came back in that one conversation that he had with um, that girl after the fact. I feel like there it would have been okay. But then I felt like it went it overstepped itself with that conversation with Lena. And then and then for it to become like a crux of his conversation with Kara by the end of why he respects why she wants to keep her secret identity. I'm like, I don't even get your logic there. Like, especially not with maybe with the world, but not with Lena. You have no reason not to tell her your secret identity. I don't want people to be in danger. She's always in danger all the time. I, I thought maybe your reasoning would be because she's a Luthor, but it's like, no, that, that hurts her case of like, I trust you, so that's not it. It's just because she doesn't want her to be in danger. But it's like, everybody you know is always in danger. That's a bullshit excuse. You need to just fucking tell her who you are. So I, I felt like it was a really weak way to kind of like interlink those two storylines. Uh, how'd you feel about that? I agree. But even when you mentioned like, if they just did it subtly, even then I still would have- You didn't pro- like it there? I still wouldn't like it because- From the first moment you were like, fuck that. M- m- more so- just based on like how they explained it later on in the episode where they were just talking about how Guardian's a hero and oh. but yeah, people don't know that he's black and it's like it's stupid. But but uh, you're making me defend this. <laughs> but in its defense as cosplayers, 
You don't feel that way to a certain extent? Well, how many things? Well, okay, you wear you wear the Spider-Man outfits. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've gotten that before. Like, oh, snap, you're black under the mask? Oh, yeah. Or when you are Superman, you're Valzad. Oh, you're a black Superman? Yeah, I'm super nigger. Yeah, I've, yeah, got, exactly. I've, gotten, those, I've gotten those before. You see, how, you see what I'm saying? But even then, it doesn't... And, and, and it's for me, as a Power Ranger, like, there's a big difference. And much less people that come up to me, like, right away, because, like, they know Billy, the new Billy's black. And they're like, oh, I love Billy. And those are always black kids. But, um, like, there is a difference when I'm wearing the helmet versus when I'm not. A, there's a big drop off of like people that want to run up on, on me for like a picture but or even still that doesn't work for me in this episode no it doesn't you, be, you didn't think the masking ring true at all because this is and this is exactly why because it's not like you can't see him under oh, the mask with that big yes. you're right so <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my whole thing it's like when people are like, oh, You're right. they they don't know Guardians Black. It's like, how? We can see you your can, eyes, you, bro. Not even just your eyes. We can see part of your skin. So. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Good so that's sir. why I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> ring. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Mm. Like, that's why I was like, it feels forced. And then also, on top of that, they're just talking about how. Oh, Guardian's this big paragraph. Everybody sees Guardian as a hero. And I'm just like, but how? But this is like the first time you've been Guardian like the whole season. That's true too. So it's like... That part isn't what I kind of identify with. I identify with just the fact that he felt... he, He was the phrase of wearing the mask felt freeing because people judged you by your actions rather than how you looked. When you put the logic in it of like we could clearly see your face and we know you're black, <laughs> then it doesn't make sense. But just that idea, I understand. Like to me, and Greg, it's not on the same scale because more of your skin is showing. But to me, it rings like, like Arrow, where Oliver is trying to hide from the FBI, so he gives Diggle the mask to be Green Arrow. <laughs> but it's like we can clearly see that guys you don't look anything like. Yeah, different you don't sizes, look anything different skin alike. colors. One's got a beard, one doesn't. Yeah, this is clearly a black guy. Like, if you put the next one in like, a we, lineup. We, we, can, we can't tell the difference. <laughs> we don't see color in Star City. <laughs> what, if, what if that was the reason? Like, what if someone was like... That's exactly the reason. That's why that, they didn't do the Black Lives Matter I episode. think Arrow's black. Oh, Billy, we don't talk about that. <laughs> like, shh, Phil, they'll hear you, they'll hear you, man. That's offensive, bro. Yeah, don't... Don't don't say that. That's racist. <laughs> so it's like, we don't see color here. And I'm, and I'm just like, maybe I'm thinking too much of it, but I'm like, I, I don't think so. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not like nitpicking. No, I, I hear where you're coming from, dude. I'm not even going to try to like, fight you. But yeah, so everything, it just rang, rang hollow to me. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to be deep, but it was like flavorless ice cream. You know, I was scared. I was scared. And of course I mentioned ice cream you, you here. You got like I, ice cream references. Because I want ice cream. I'm like thinking about going to 7-Eleven as soon as I leave here to get my ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so fat. <laughs> Whatever, fuck you. Uh, I, I was scared that the B-plot of Dad Hunter um, going to an arcade and trying to get his memory, train his mind to get some memory back or whatever to stop his brain from degrading. I was scared that his freakouts we're going to tie into the Black Lives Matter thing. And like he would be arrested or something or he would be like judged more harshly because he was black. That would have been better. You think that would have been better? Yeah. I was scared. I'm like, don't make this whole episode Black Lives Matter. Like, I, I didn't want that. So, I mean, they sidestepped it, but at the same time, it felt like a waste of time. I'm like, I don't need to see him and Ruby bonding and Ruby being scared. should become Rain someday. I'm like, what? It's not a thing, girl. Unless you get possessed by a Kryptonian demon. I think you're good, Ruby. You don't got to worry about that, girl. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is a mother, which 
I guess, but I don't. So I guess she could inherit. She could inherit what? <laughs> she can inherit work because we don't know how it works. Yeah, that's true too. Because I mean, granted, it's not. This isn't the comics. It's the TV show. But like Jonathan Kent got his powers from his father, mm. so she might have Kryptonian powers. But I don't no. think she's gonna be a world. Breaker. I just don't care about sixteen-year-old Ruby acting twelve, wherever she is. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, like, I, I'm I'm fed up with this. Just I wanted I wanted this. I was hoping. But I mean, I enjoy seeing the bonding moment between him and Daddy Manhunter. I mean, her and Daddy Manhunter. Well, I like Daddy Manhunter just in general. But I just feel like this felt very fillery as the episode as a whole. And I was hoping this was the finale because after last week's episode, I felt like that was a good ramp up to a strong end. But and now I, we're kind of just like in and space. And that's the thing. Like I don't floating. understand. I don't understand why. And Grant, I understand that legend. I mean, that Supergirl had less time. But it's, this is still episode 19, so we're still coming close to the season finale. Mm. So since we're so c- close to it, I don't understand why there's so many filler episodes so close to the end. It's the same thing with The Flash. And you, can't even necessarily, you can't even necessarily blame it on the fact there's 22 episodes. Cause I you, was. Because even stuff like Luke Cage, it's only like eight episodes, nine episodes, um, yeah. and it still has filler no, episodes. That, 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 I think Luke Cage is 13. Whatever, but it still has filler episodes on such a small number of episodes. Mm. I think it just depends on how much story you have to tell, honestly. Like when we get to Krypton, I think that was the perfect length. That's why I feel like they should like split them up. Like if they're gonna do twenty two episodes, like let one half of the season be like one storyline, mm-hmm. and then the next half of the season be another storyline. So they, it's effectively two seasons. Why just call it two different seasons? But they could, but they could still have the a through line between both of them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I, I think it's all just how much story the, they have to tell for a particular story. Kind of like, kind of like Agents of Shield. Like the first half of the last season was the Ghost Rider stuff. Then the second half was all the framework, but it all connected for the for the to make an entire season arc. True, 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 true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, because this episode, um, we're we're just we're biting time now into the finale. I feel like, and that's a shame. Um, I think these CW shows should just be like ten episodes, like Krypton. And then it's also still it's like or Black Lightning that was all, too, the, all the world all the world breakers are Kryptonian, but somehow she's able to overcome Kryptonite because she got pestilence DNA in her body. But oh, it's yeah. like like a disease, she's becoming immune. But is it pestilence Kryptonian? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop using your logic. Like a good neighbor, a State Farm is there. I didn't understand. Like a good neighbor, a pestilence will cure you from Kryptonian DNA. And the whole episode, you're making one of the cult leader chicks that used to be a fan of Kara's into a new world breaker. A new world breaker from some stone shit that now, for whatever reason, Kara can't touch. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was like, did I miss something? What the fuck is this stone thing about? What the fuck is this? I don't know. And that's another thing. Like, we're coming to the end of the season. You keep introducing not just new shit but random shit like the chick that can speak uh, the Kryptonian language or the now mm. the stone that they're now leaving this episode to go out into space to go find for whatever reason somehow to save rain save, to save rain yeah. for I get peanuts just kill her. I, get, <laughs> I get peanuts from bar kill her be done with it and then at the end of the episode the, the clincher is all oh, the cult leaders coming back who gives a fuck nobody and moving on <laughs> I'm like you're cool at one point but you're, you're good for a one off villain don't ever come back like what the fuck are you doing agreed so what'd you give this episode as a rating I give like a low passable. passable yeah okay we're in the same boat passable passable uh, and speaking of passables, mm, let's get no, into some flash and guess that. what this the episode's title is we are the flash It's going nuts out there. Nothing's working. Not even cell phones. It's happening, isn't it? Gotta be another way. Get my consciousness inside the boat. Barry? What do you see? What's around you? You're in my mind now. 
There's no escape. Barry, he's to be first. Run, Mr. Allen. Run. We, we are, are the, the speedsters. <laughs> we are the ones that keep fucking up, <laughs> but keep on watching. <laughs> this is a very good point because spoilers. See, see what happens when we get into any discussion in CW. Now I'm bored. So I'm like, All right, spoilers now. We're just going to get right into it. Nora Allen. That's their daughter from the future. Yeah, and she fucked up. She created she- home Flashpoint, which is my prediction. You did? Well, I'm saying that now. <laughs> That's that prediction. <laughs> she clearly created a flashpoint. No, but we don't. We don't necessarily know. Well, we're, we're, we're spoilers. There's stuff with like that's, that's the biggest surprise in this episode was the fact that she's confirmed now as Nora Allen. I mean, we all. I kind of assumed she was their daughter. The only other twist, which I didn't want, was her to be Joe and Cecile's daughter. Which I'd be like, oh, please don't do that. Cause fuck Cecile, <laughs> fuck that whole storyline. Cause fuck if they didn't even ha- they didn't even need to focus on her so much this season for they what did. they did with her this episode. They but they did. But they used she. Like I said, they she, used her. She's gonna be the reason that Devoe that they uh, help stop Devoe. She's yeah. gonna be the 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 not the MacGuffin, but the the whatever. She's the plot device. Yeah. But but they didn't need to focus her as much as they did to act as this plot device. They could have just established these powers in one episode. And not even for the as, you know, as a B plot. Even though they said it's not going to happen, that baby's going to end up with powers. Oh yeah, for sure. Even though Caitlyn said no, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I hope if they do it for comedy, just like Incredibles style or something. But not. Please don't make it like a plot point or something. Please, please. Flash. No, the baby. It's going to be like Jack Jack. No. <laughs> well, I mean that's fine. It's a joke. But if it's like that baby's gonna save the no, day. Oh no, the baby's gonna have oh, they're no. gonna need the baby to save No. They save the flash from something. No. <laughs> but yeah, so it's Nora Allen again. It's not that's not a surprise. And I think the creators even said, like, oh, you'll never guess who that who the mystery girl is. I'm everybody like, knew Everybody yeah, guessed Everybody that. knew that. That was from guess the moment she one. Fir- from the moment she first showed up. Yeah. I was like, that's Barry and Iris's daughter from the future. The twist would have been if it was Cecile and Joe's daughter. Fuck Which that. I wouldn't have liked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. But I mean yeah, she like at the end. Clearly, when they establish that to defeat Devoe, punching that for whatever reason now, punching a satellite crashing from orbit would kill the Flash if he hit it with all his speed. I guess he's done some fucking ridiculous shit before. I'm not sure why that's what would kill him if he punches it by himself. But her helping him, time rewinds, and you see her fists collide with it at the same time. And then you know she's been giving all these weird like mysterious shifty eye looks so maybe that was her debating whether or not she was going to help him and change time um and i'm confused as to how if he was going to die there how she's his daughter because if she had died there in the main time iris Iris should be pregnant right now yeah she should be but she's not but then on top of that you go back to season one it said the flash disappeared in a crisis and that was like 2024 so but then they went back because they saw once they saved iris that went back and uh because iris wrote that letter yeah or that article, but it's not 2024 yet. So, so if the Flash dies gone? now, what's going on? How does he disappear with the crisis? Maybe that original timeline doesn't happen anymore. Since but no, remember uh, they went back and looked at that. They went back and looked at that article because remember it changed where it wasn't Iris's name anymore. Oh, that's true, but we also don't know. Like that's an article from that one point in time, but we don't know what's going to happen after that date. Like, what if? What if in like three weeks from there, the the article title is "And Flash Returns from Crisis"? You know what I mean? Like they don't really explain what happens after that point. But no, but I'm saying if that's the point that he disappears, 
that means he's still alive before that. But but the way this season is, kinda, oh, if he had died yeah, here in this he's moment, he's dying here, so he doesn't make it to twenty twenty four. Yeah, so if she changed time, it's not a change that wouldn't have already happened. Time travel is fucking confusing, dude. <laughs> You're right, this completely unravels when you think about it. Yeah. But but yeah, whatever. But yeah, she is like the assumption is she created a flashpoint there. That's why she I had to shift the eyes. Maybe she was debating whether or not she should do it. And then at the end she's like, Oh, I made a terrible mistake. It's like, Oh, what is it? And it cuts there, so I don't really know exactly what the mistake is. But the assumption is that by doing that she changed time somehow. She changed her time. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Did you care? No. <laughs> why are we talking about this? <laughs> why, why are we talking about the Flash anymore? <laughs> oh, it hurts so much to say. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what her t- timeline, because maybe Iris was supposed to be pregnant now. But she's not. Mm. Maybe Iris was supposed to get pregnant the night of Crisis of Earth X. I mean, originally, she was, Iris was supposed to die from Savitar. Well, originally, but then she didn't. So now there's a new timeline. But then she didn't die before he changed time. What timeline well, is this girl also, from? If she was supposed to die from Savitar... How is this girl exist? How did she write the article in 2024 I'm so confused because that was before the Flashpoint timeline I don't get oh, it yeah that was that was before but, but there's so many fucking timelines now I don't know which one's which and which one goes because I guess from. Flashpoint allowed for Savitar I don't know I'm t- but then meanwhile there's a message of, from Oldberry in Legends of Tomorrow the crossover of tomorrow, not to trust himself yeah and old Oldberry like older than 2024 Barry yeah older than, older than like that like 60 years old Barry so when does that Barry exist what Barry know. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a multiverse. They're not, they're not playing this shit out. It's not My Hero Academia. They're not playing it out <laughs> For at the, all. The anime section, go back right now. <laughs> this is My Hero Academia because it's way better than this shit. Matter of fact, go watch it if you don't because God damn it, it's a better superhero show than this shit they, is. They don't plan anything out at all. Like, I feel like... I feel like if anything, they might plan how the season's gonna go, but then mm. they don't plan like how is this gonna connect to the next season and the next season and the next season and the next season. You know what you need to do? Listen to Josh Whedon. Jo- I said Josh. Josh. Josh Whedon. <laughs> he had the first five seasons of Buffy planned out from season one. Like he was making some references to season five and season three. Wait, five is when she dies. Five is when she dies. What is that? No, this. But they plan for se- they plan for seven seasons. But he planned when he first did the show. He had the first That's five seasons planned out. Good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's why season, it ended. season six was good. <laughs> all right, all right. So fuck you. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but yeah, this episode they don't plan enough about how these things like uh, relate to each other from past seasons or even in the future seasons at all. And especially when they do crossovers, none of this shit is really like fleshed out enough, planned. And it's it's parent, and you know what's fucking underwhelming to me, like super underwhelming. This whole the only thing I knew about Devoe, and the only allure of his character was that I knew at some point he was gonna go digital. That's a, that's the thinker I know from the comics. He goes digital, and him and Wally West Flash have Wally West Flash. Keep that in mind, <laughs> have a, a battle in his mindscape and like this this trippy like digital world and stuff. But what that equates to in the show... Oh, he goes Digimon. <laughs> Digimon. Digital, digital monsters. monsters. That's my shit. Um, but what that equates to in this show, I guess because budget, is Barry goes in the Devoe's mind... Yeah, let's fight in the forest. 
But it's just, it's just the regular, all the regular sets we've already seen. That's what I was going to say. Let's fight in the forest. They should just, they just tweaked the color tone. And I was like, now it's in his mind. And I'm like, they probably could, I, I don't know if, how much it would have caught. Like, I don't think it would have caused that much, but they should have went full Fuck on. Fuck you, Krypton looked they, amazing. But, but I'm like, they should have went full on. No, let me finish. But I'm like, they should have went full on superhuman samurai. samurai. Cyber squad is here. To, yeah, they should have did throwback. that. <laughs> in terms of the fight. Like make it look like that. That's why I'm yeah, like, I don't, think that, episode, I don't think that could have cost that much. Make it ridiculous. Make it's you're in a, someone's mindscape. You could do anything. And like, if you're gonna use your budget, use it for this. Ep- use it for the finale. Use it for this episode. Don't give me a retread of all the sets and we've she- seen this season. That moment where they didn't, uh, Mr. Anderson, not Mr. Anderson, but the. Uh, oh my God! What, it, that, that's the extent. That, and the Matrix. It looked fucking, Smith. It looked fucking terrible. It looked like a knockoff Matrix. Not even just that, but I'm just talking about how the C- the CGI of it. Like, it oh, looked, he's running through all of them in slow motion, so you get all the time in the world to see how shitty it looks. It looks like don't slow mo on this. It looked Go like fast. straight up PS One Tomb Raider, where Lara Croft had the square breasts, yeah. and no mouth. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm not even gonna fucking refute that. You're absolutely right. It looked terrible. And even that fight like didn't make any sense because like I'm just gonna keep sending more and more myself but not to fight even just you. That. Like, they were just what? like he was dodging everything, and it was just like, how is he doing this? He's thinking he's like, we are minds. And he's like, I'm reading him. I'm like, but you have luck powers. <laughs> I forgot about the luck powers. I didn't. I was like, none of this should even have worked. None it was of it. like, oh yeah, he's. Di-. I'm like, because he has luck powers. I was like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm reading your mind. I'm like, when as soon as I said I'm reading your mind, I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Wait, 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 that's where the luck powers came in? I thought you were gonna say anything having to do with him losing. But but what the but just but, but no, I'm just talking about the explanation of it. I was like, they should have said I have luck powers. Well, no, I get that. But, I get that. But I'm saying I'm reading your mind. But I'm like, but you're reading your mind. But I'm like, but the flash can think faster than the mind like so you mean. But to he's tell me, in DeVoe's mind. Yeah, but I'm still like but he's saying he's reading the flash's mind. But I'm like, yeah. but the flash thinks at a super speed so you mean to tell me you like i don't like it doesn't make any sense i get what you're saying i'd give us some leeway there i'm more mad about just that being the hey you know how we're gonna beat devoe just not think and that and it works he's like beating the shit out of all but that's the, the dummies I'm like, like that doesn't what? work though that's not how it's stupid your brain has to think for me to make this movement snap yeah, my yeah, fingers. It matter my brain, like my brain, is thinking whether I'm conscious of it or not. Yeah, if you're punching, it doesn't matter if you're going crepe Suzette or whatever the fuck he was saying when he was doing like all those attack moves. You're still thinking to some extent. Punch right, punch left. You know what I mean? You're still thinking just because you're saying things at the same time doesn't mean you're not telling your brain to punch. So it's yeah. fucking dumb. That's why I was like, just explain the luck. Granted. But then, but they, yeah, granted, they wouldn't have won. <laughs> yeah, because even at the end, when they, that was a fucking easy way to win. Oh, DeVoe's, the, the good DeVoe in him is dead, which was like, all right, well, at least they didn't go schmaltzy and go like, oh, it's a good DeVoe, I had to convince him to be good. At least they didn't go that route. But then it's so easy that there's a portal that I guess Dimney could have found at any time and just run through it and then he'd get his body back. Like, is that fucking he could, easy? He, could, he couldn't have run through it because there's too many. There's too many DeVoe's. Too many DeVoe's. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. But then, like, so it just equates to again every season run run run. Yeah, back. but uh, if he has luck powers, shouldn't he have tripped? If he has luck powers, when he's like his body's like turning back to Ralph, shouldn't there have been some lucky thing that prevented him from like that happening or something? Like I don't, and I guess I'm supposed to believe now that Ralph doesn't have any of those powers. I was just about to say, so does Ralph have all those powers now? Doesn't seem like it because when he he got his body back, all the powers faded that were affecting everybody else in the room, like the gravity shit and shit like that. 
But maybe that's because he wasn't concentrating on it. No, they just that. They just, but yeah. it's lazy writing. It, it is lazy writing. <laughs> it's fucking really lazy writing. And that's just, it was such a weak confrontation. And then the thing that made me mad was when uh, Barry was like, "Let's just call Oliver or Kara." And all. oh, <laughs> that destroyed me. I'm like. Don't you dare evoke a plot th- a plot point that now you just completely undid every moment of like of, of any kind of tension in the show. Because if you if what we've always been saying this entire season of like why does call Kara why does do that if that's always been an option. What the fuck has been the point of any of this? Agreed. What the fuck? But not just that. But then the fact that she was like, it doesn't matter who you call, he's gonna be able to defeat. That's the Word. reason. That's the reason he established these bus matters to be able to defeat any. I was like, Word. get the fuck out of here. The devote could be Supergirl. Come on now. Maybe with luck powers, but obviously no. luck powers even don't work. The, even, the, even then, <laughs> but your luck powers don't work when the plot doesn't want to work. So I was like, no, she could beat your ass. I don't care what you. You couldn't hurt her. There's nothing that you could do in a physical. Yeah, fight. I was gonna say there's nothing the devote can do that could take out Kara. Like what is like sound waves? She's done that. She's been there, done that. She's defeated that already. Yeah. Stretching powers. She's super fast. Even the too. Flash has defeated that when he punched that when he knocked out Dibney. Yeah. So he could, she could literally just wrap his ass around with his own arms and yeah. leave his ass there and put the cuffs on him. Or like, or like what Flash never did, put the cuffs on him. Or like she has cold breath. She can stop his like uh I don't know. If oh you remember, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Remember uh uh. What, why the fuck? Fantastic Four, where uh, he froze Mr. Fantastic mm-hmm. and he couldn't stretch anymore because. Man, he's... what a reference. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Absolutely so I'm right. like, everything that she ha- she can, or even her heat vision, like she can, bl- like. There are a million ways Supergirl will whip his ass. Exactly. But it's like, nope, he's too powerful. Yeah, he's too powerful. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But then ultimately. But then... I was like, Oliver, Oliver can't do shit. But Super, I was like, Supergirl, come on now. But ultimately, it amounts to nothing. Because, like. The, the last confrontation in this episode wasn't even versus DeVoe. It was versus the last of his plan, which is, well, if I can't win, I'm going to drop a satellite from space on you. Really? That's your big end move? Just yeah. to drop a satellite? And to I was like, wipe the big... out extinction level event? Fuck out of here, man. And then on top of that, and I mean, granted, I don't know anything about physics or anything, but I'm like, that satellite didn't look that big that if it crashed into Earth, it'll wipe out the entire, like, maybe, like, you know, that area or that part of the, you know. Was it powered by dark matter or something? Is there some kind of bullshit like that? I don't know. I don't think so. I, didn't I think know. it was just a regular satellite. Didn't know. That's fucking stupid. So, yeah, for it to fall, it, it'll wipe out that part of that part of the coast. Yeah. But I don't think extinction level event where the whole, all of humanity, no, it didn't look that big. No. It had to be like comet size for that to happen. And I'm just not like, I don't know. I'm not impressed by what's the solution. Well, I'm going to run really fast and then hit it. Okay. That's how we're going to end the season. Like, and like, there's no point of like extreme character drama there. It's just like, I'm just going to do this animation. This really cheap looking animation. Because it's not, like, it's not impressive anymore. And there's no story behind it to make me care about it emotionally. Like think back to the end of the first season where after fucking wrestling the entire episode with whether or not to save his mother the crux of the entire fucking show up to that point so you're invested that entire episode just in their conversations about philosophy and then when you get to the point where he goes back in time can, like actually gets to speak to his mother again says his goodbyes and then he goes to fight the villain who killed his mom and that's the entire confrontation is him versus the man who killed his mother and after that's done yeah it ends on a big spectacle moment but it ends like a big heroic moment of like you know what i chose this i'm in this to get with my friends and i'm gonna defend the city no matter what it ends like if, if flash 
as the entire series ended with him jumping up into like the tornado vortex like that was created from the uh, the, the time breach or whatever. That that would have been an amazing ending, and not even dark, not because I wouldn't assume he would have lost there. That to me just shows you that that's the beginning of his hero story, and him throwing himself into danger is like what he's gonna do from now on, like from now into the end of his career as the Flash. So like, like that could <laughs> yeah, it felt like the beginning, not the end. So like that yeah, it was a, a big CGI moment, but because like, you're so there with your emotions for the character and the story and everything that he's gone through this season, like it makes that moment more than it was. Cut to this season, I'm just gonna run and hit this satellite, and there's nothing else to it other than that. Like, there's no emotion behind it. It's just okay. D- Devoe, he, he's a bad guy, and he dropped the satellite. I'm gonna stop it. Oh, I did it. Party, <laughs> party, guys! Woo! And then Wiley comes back and is like, "Hey, man." I will say, I do. I, I liked his his hair was better. <laughs> That's as good of a compliment we're gonna give this show now. It wasn't Bally's as bad. Wally's hair is better. It wasn't as bad. And and, and I, I don't like being very shadowy anymore. So I had to leave the show dead. I'm sorry. But even like, then, uh, it's like, come on. Like even when he showed up, I perked up. Not just because he, because I felt like it brought something to the show with him being there. Yeah, it did. It's like, come on. Like what the fuck do you have to get rid of him for? But I will say, because we are shitting on this episode a lot. Let me give it. <laughs> let, let me let me give some positivity. Okay. I I did kind of catch the feels during that moment between Wells. And Cisco, that was that's the one thing in my notes we didn't talk about yet, and I wanted to mention that too. I did get the feels. the last time Harry helped him. Again, he he chose with the little bit of brain power he had left to put the cat back on, and he put his hand on Cisco's shoulder, and he's like, "Help, help!" Like yeah. he, he couldn't even talk. I was like, <laughs> and then and then one more, he gave him the information he needed to kind of ultimately didn't even help because Devoe wasn't even there. Yeah. But he told him, like, Ralph ended up giving him the information about where he actually was. Fuck you. Yeah, you like... Way to undercut yeah, that way moment. way to undercut the moment, yeah. It's like, what the fuck, guys? Again, terrible writing. But in that one moment, beautiful. Because he gives him the information, and he goes... And Cisco goes to take out the helmet. He's like, one more thing. Because he knows he only has one more thing to say before he loses his mind forever. He's like... And he hugs him. He just pulls him in and hugs him. I was like... Oh my god. This is like fucking amazing. And that's in the beginning of the episode, basically. And then from there it's just like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But in that one shining moment, once again, Tom Cavanaugh shows me why he's one of the best fucking people on this show. Mm-hmm. And then of course he gets his mind back at the end, but he's not kinda. Yeah. There's some consequences at least. Where he doesn't get his full fat. Although I still back. didn't like that. I don't like it either. Because I'm like he's gonna leave. What makes him different well, not even just that, but I'm like, what makes him different than HR? Well, he's not stupid like H. He's still a genius, just not like ridiculous. Like, well, no, the way I got it, he does, he 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 lost all his PhD stuff. So he he's he he's just a regular. Like he's essentially us, more or less. No, I I got that he was because like, when when Cisco was like talking, he was like, I don't know any of that what that means. But what he said was something really scientific. Like I think he's still smart, but he's not comic book level genius. You know what I mean? Where no, a comic book genius can do anything? Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I, I got that he lost all his scientific knowledge. No, I feel like he's still smart, just not like genius level intellect smart. So like, he's still smarter than us. He's not us. We're just like, don't talk on a podcast. No, no, he's definitely us. <laughs> he's he's going to be on next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, please, Tom Cavanaugh. Please come back. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. But um, but yeah, but ultimately it's just an excuse to get him off the show because I guess they're gonna have a new Wells next season, which I'm not a fan of. Me either. Like, stick with one person. Yeah, Stop. I, 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 out of all the Wellses, granted you can't top season one, but just that wasn't. Well, really, he was also evil. But yeah, I was gonna say, but that wasn't really Wells. I liked a uh, Harry, Harry the best. Yeah. So I thought he was gonna be a sticking point, but it's like now we're gonna get another. Uh, and I hope it's not like, like. A stupid Wells like the French guy. I hope it's not one no joke like that kind of Wells. But I feel like they've already. I mean, I'm not gonna put it past Tom Cavanaugh to deliver because he's a really good actor. Yeah, I'm not gonna put it past but, Tom but, Cavanaugh, but I'm like, I don't want another. I can't see any more variations that would work. Like they've already done the comedic Wells, they've done the more serious Wells. Now it's the Wells in the middle. Like where it's else can kid, you go? A kid Wells. I don't like that. Like, you know, I, mean, I feel like there's not any more places like, like Alpha 6 yo 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 it's terrible that's what I'm saying like, I, I feel like the only thing else you can do is give him a gimmick and even HR kind of had a gimmick of like yeah he's stupid funny but his gimmick was like he had the like, drumsticks you know what I mean I, I don't want them to do that again that's gonna be his gimmick he's gonna be like yo 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 flash oh no cultural appropriation <laughs> Wells <laughs> you go back to where Earth you came from <laughs> Earth 22 Tro- Tro- or something Tropic Thunder Wells no you go back we don't want you <laughs> Um, but yeah, steps. What would you rate this episode? The finale, dude. And again, just to give you some poor little vision. Poor vision. Uh huh. I agree. I was thinking about Mike. Less impassable, but no, man. I can't. I can't give this finale. Like for a finale, for me to. I am not excited at all for next season. The, the North thing was not enough to make me go, ooh, what's going to happen next? Like, I don't care if she made a flashpoint. Who the fuck cares? Time doesn't make sense anyway in the show. So I was like, I don't give a fuck about time. <laughs> and then she looks so young. I don't know. I feel like, if anything, she should have been like maybe the granddaughter of them as opposed to just the daughter. I feel like it's too close. Well, wouldn't she, if she's like 20, wouldn't they have to be like 50 I don't even know if she's something? 20. Is she that? I don't even, I don't even think she's that old. What? She doesn't look young at all. She looks like because mm. they're in their twenties. She don't look. She don't, and she doesn't look that close to them. Really? I think she's just got a baby face. Like she's got a young looking face, but I feel like she's like in her twenties, early twenties. Maybe the actress, but I don't think That's the character. I, mean. I don't think the character is supposed to be in her in her twenties. What do you think she's supposed to be? I think she's supposed to be close, like maybe like fifteen ish. How would she be working on those jobs if she's fifteen ish? You could be a waitress. Being fifteen, or you could, or she, was, like, or she the, was a caterer at a church. You don't need to be twenty-one to do that. That's not like she was serving alcohol. Fifteen, she's got all these jobs. Or sixteen, <laughs> sixteen, she got great, all these jobs. But, but I mean, people do. But I'm just saying, like, mm. but she might not actually have those jobs. I, I'm just saying, I feel like I don't know. I, we're nitpicking, but I just feel like she's like early twenties, and she's got a young-looking face. That's all, which is good. A young-looking face to make you endear to the fact that she is their daughter. You know, and then the whole thing. Like, like, she's like a grown-ass woman. They'd be like. Um, you look older than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm just like the whole thing of Iris still being like I'm still not a fan of her being leader of Team Flash, and it's like, like this season, uh, this season ended, and Barry's still not the leader of Team Flash. Like they didn't, they just call his Team Iris. Why is it like Team Arrow? Arrow is the leader of Team Arrow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they don't necessarily call it Team Supergirl, but she's still the leader. Yeah, and Flash doesn't seem wise. I, my biggest complaint is he doesn't seem wise. And that was the whole thing. Like they made a point in the beginning of the season to try and like say he became wiser from being in the Speed Force, but then no, they but never. He's, no, he's naively optimistic. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do anything throughout the season. To make like they're trying believe. to make him seem like a sage type, Mister Miyagi type character. Fuck but no, he's not. No reason why. Like even when 
the prison thing. It's like, oh yeah, everything's gonna work out. Why do you feel that? I don't know. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. And and yet when things go wrong, you're the first one to be like, oh, everything's fucked up. It's all falling apart. Like. That's not leadership qualities, bro. It's not at all. Like, you're killing me here. Like, why are other people giving you pep talks and you're supposed to be the Flash? Yeah. The, Run, Barry. Yeah. The, <laughs> do the, the thing the, you do. The leader of the group. Yeah. Like, there's been no moments that you have any type of tactical... And then ultimately... Strategic mind or anything like that. Like, n- none of it. Yeah. And then ultimately, DeVoe's plan, it never congealed. Like, they even try and give, like, throwaway line in this episode about, like, why he didn't choose Barry first. Like, why didn't I... Well, did you ever wonder why I didn't choose Mr. Allen's body? Because apparently he could he could have done it. But it's because his connection to the Speed Force. And now I have access to his mind. But it's like, okay, why can't you just capture the beginning of the season then? And he, kept, did, he did, though. Bro. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, he kept him. Not, like, let him go. Like, you know what I mean? Well, technically, he didn't let him go. The Flash outsmarted him. Bullshit. Because <laughs> he vibrated so fast. He, and then apparently his chair is so fast that he can just like smack the flash around even though he's super speed with the, with, with the flash time. So it's like if, you, if you're if you that fast. But it's, it's in his just, mind. No, no. I mean, I mean real life. Remember oh. when, he, when he snatched the flash out of the air with his chair yeah. and tased him wherever the fuck? Instead of tasing him, plug your mind into his mind. Boom. Now you have the speed force. No sense. I predicted that the Flash was going to go into my mind in the future. Oh, yeah, they're still doing that, but even this episode, I predicted all of this. Ha, ha, ha. And then he loses. Oh, I didn't see that yeah, coming. I, ah, I was like, what? Well, he's freaking out at the end. I lost. How this, did I lose? This, this isn't my way. Why did he become so religious by the end? He did a fucking, oh my God, he's the diamondback of the Flash. He started quoting Bible verses at the end. He's like, this is not my will. Ah! <laughs> fucking doing hallelujah fucking hymn bullshit and shit. Like, what happened? Like, that is, like the, that is literally the fallback trope when you don't have a convincing villain. Like, make him religious. That'll make him evil, right? <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. It's so stupid. Come on, the Flash. You've fallen so far. Very far. We are not the Flash anymore. <laughs> uh, it hurts me to say And then the it. fact they named this episode We Are the Flash, it's like... You really you double down on it. You keep it. leaning into it. They, they refuse to let it go. It's like, oh, you don't like it? No. We're going to make you like it. No, no you made me hate you. Yeah. Made me hate you and the show and the writers. Good job. <laughs> like, if anything, if you don't want the Flash to be the leader, then make it Cisco or even Caitlyn. <laughs> or no, I would say make it Cisco. I guess you're going to save that Caitlyn stuff with Killer Frost always being here for next season. Like, make... I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, or make it, no, or make, no, give, make it Joe. Have him have some, cause I mean, he's supposed to be a detective. He's supposed to be leader of a, of a police force. He knows how to lead a team. Make it flash. Fuck all that. I'm saying <laughs> if you don't, if you don't want to do that, then it's, it but should be anybody. Why would you want to do that? It should be anybody but, like, Iris has no qualifications to be a leader. Yeah. Does she have any type of computer skills? Nope. No. Cause when they explain the science stuff, she's like, yeah, whatever you guys said, do that. <laughs> Other than the actress maybe complaining that she wanted more of a role. I don't... But, I don't or, or, but female, even if that's the case, or female empowerment, because there seems to be that theme going on in this entire season. But even if that's the case, like Iris saying she wants more of a role, she's a reporter. Let, lean more into that. Like All those times that they randomly get the, this information that they had, have it be Iris saying, well, I, I had, I've been doing some de- uh, detective uh, reporting work or whatever. My contacts said, oh, well, this is where the metahuman is or whatever. And that, that's how to make her useful. Yeah. Dig into that, her, her little reporting contacts. Yeah, I agree. As opposed to, yeah, I'm the leader of the Flash. 
I know how to use the computer somehow because <laughs> Cisco made it dummy friendly. Yeah, super easy. All these buttons, sure. And doing super science got you. <sighs> trash. <laughs> trash. But you know what show I thought was going to be trash? But it ended up being pretty fucking great. I told you. <laughs> God, get him out now. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my I told you dick. <laughs> I, said, I told you dick? Yes. <laughs> And get, slap you with it. Get out of my face. Uh, I don't like it. Let's talk about Krypton. This is Krypton, and this is the story of the House of L. My name is Adam Strange. Someone from the future is coming to destroy Krypton because your grandson becomes the greatest hero in the universe. Superman. I've been having this vision. We are not alone in the universe. Either way, you fall. It's known as the Collector of Worlds, but its true name is Brainiac. Son of Krypton, your world is at an end. Help me find a way to stop him. You have to find the fortress. It's time you learn the truth. Brainiac is going to rip Candle from the ground and enslave all of us. You are a salt. Fight with honor and fight without mercy. Once this cape is gone, our time's up. Superman will have been wiped through existence. Light him up, light him up. Light him up, light him up, light him up. Would have existed as long as I have. There are some few surprises left in the universe. So... For those that don't know, I, I I think we might have done the first two episodes of First Impressions. No, I think it was just the first episode. It was just the first episode. Yeah. That you've seen. But then I talked about the second episode a little bit. Yes. And, and I, you're just like, I'm not watching and this And obviously, show. it didn't convince me because until followers and you kept badgering me and badgering me to finally get back to Krypton. Because, no, guys, it gets... Jordan, I swear to you, it gets better. And I'm just like, I've heard that before with Ace of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're like, but Ace of S.H.I.E.L.D. did get better. And you liked that season. And I was like... Fuck. <laughs> you got me. Uh, touche, oh, salesman. Logic. Yeah. Don't you, what is this logic? <laughs> this is not my will. Yeah. I'm, I'm being attacked. Yeah, I'm being attacked. But I mean, all right. So I admit that maybe I should have given this show more of a chance. But I am glad that I let it pile up because I didn't watch it until the finale this past week. I mean, I kind of mentioned, I was like, yeah, I mean, thank you. Looking back on it, this show would probably be better on a binge as opposed to having to wait week to week. Yeah, I don't think I could have done it. Like, especially the first, like, five or so episodes, I, I would not have been able to get through it. Just because, like, week... Like, if I had watched those first five episodes week to week, I would have been burnt out by the fifth week. I just... It, it wasn't interesting to me. Like, perfectly honest, it felt like a sci-fi, uh, game, like a knockoff Game of Thrones type of deal. Like, you're going through a lot of, like, the political intrigue of Krypton, and it just, to me... At first, it was interesting, but in kind of a play devil's advocate to my own point here. What was episode five? What was the point that made you go, mmm, creamy goodness? Um, Like ice cream. <laughs> what did you do ice cream this episode? <laughs> what ice cream? Uh, obviously. Um, the, I think the first big, hmm, spoilers was Zod appears in this show. And I didn't think they were going to do that. I didn't think they were going to do that either. Yeah. So And then... Because the entire Zod house in the show is black, Zod's black, and it's actually the father from Arrow, mm-hmm. the the black dad from season one. Um, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. 
Anthony. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna no, say yes. It's not I Anthony. It starts with an A. But he's a great not. actor. He's a great actor. He was on Arrow. Yeah. I'm I'm mad they just let him disappear. Because they're casting everybody British on this show, so they got to get John Boyega is going to show up next season. Because British is alien, Michael. It is. <laughs> but I mean, like other than the Adam Strange of it all, even like Game of Thrones, everybody's British, even though it doesn't take place in. Yeah, but other than the Adam Strange of it all, like there were, nothing was anchoring me to the DC universe other than just saying there's Krypton. But like you know, I'm not that interested in the Man of Steel kind of verse of like and it's not Men of Steel it's not comic books exactly they're kind of doing their own thing um, but it I feel like for a lot of the show first of all I feel like if this show is only for fans like because of like I, all the things I most enjoyed in this series came from my knowledge of the comics and knowledge of the Superman mythos in general I feel like if you weren't a fan of Superman when watching this you would miss a lot of that and you wouldn't appreciate or anticipate a lot of the things they tease or introduce. Again, we're just going to run the spoilers, namely things like Doomsday. Doomsday makes an appearance in this. A more comic-accurate version of Doomsday than... Uh, and, uh, just than the Ninja Turtle. The Ninja Turtles, yeah. Um, uh, they go into... like like In the beginning, they even show you Brainiac in the first episode. But And that was also another thing that made me first go, okay, now I'm getting excited. When, again, spoilers, when the... Uh, the voice of Rao, which is like the cult-like leader in this world, um, their version of the stupid-ass council that are in the the first Superman movie, or like or Men of Steel, that the the council that Zod overthrows, and this version of it is this religious order, which is head by um, the, and it's a really cool mask, the the gold mask with the different faces. Oh, yeah, like, on I think side. the costume design in the show is pretty good. The effects, and the, it's not just effect. one effects were okay. By the time they get to the finale, yeah, like with the that ship, was movie with, level. Yeah, with the ship looking over uh, Krypton. That I was like, great. Why does this look better than more, most movies? Yes, it looked fantastic. I was like, if they were saving their budget like to, for the end, bravo. Because it goes from like, kind of, yeah, I can kind of see the sci-fi TV budget in this in the first episode. Specifically when uh, uh, Seg L's grandfather falls off the, the ledge. It looks very cheap when there's a, a falling animation they do and like the, the weird vortex of the Phantom Zone and shit. Like that looks really cheap. Um, and even Brainiac looked very CG at the teaser at the end of the first episode, like the stinger of it. But by the time you get to the, the, the end of the show, Brainiac looks better than almost every villain in the DCEU. That's fucking amazing to me. More comic accurate, but just visually, like, like you said, that ship. And like the, the slow approach you did towards the you see how small the city is compared to how compared big to the, the ship, ship is. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, call Superman now!" <laughs> like you can't beat this guy. I was completely with him. Like that's how what are I was they gonna I was win? Like, how are they gonna win? Nobody has. I thought the season was gonna end. Well, they kept teasing Doomsday, and I was like, "Are they gonna do a thing where they have Doomsday fight Brainiac? That might be fucking cool, or look really fucking cheap if they go that route." But even then, like I thought the 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 show, the season was gonna end whereas Maybe like temporarily they somehow get access to Yellow Sun, mm. and that's how they get the strength to fight Brainiac. Oh, if they all got that power, yeah, that's true. Because Zod had the information about how to become Superman. Strong. Yeah, if he's from the future, he should know. Yeah, let's go to Earth real fast. Bottle up some of that sunlight, bring it back. I'm not even necessarily go to Earth, but I'm he knows. He, yeah, he knows Yellow Sun. Like get some type of radiation. Like, yeah, create some type of weapon or whatever. Come on, you got science bullshit. Do it. <laughs> like, I'm surprised I never even came up. Yeah, it wasn't even like a thought. But but like I said, like even the Zod stuff, like if you don't know who Zod is from the comics, if you don't know his get background as a character, like I feel like all that stuff kind of is lost on you. 
And I honestly think the Zod stuff is probably some of the best stuff in the show because I was very intrigued about seeing things from his perspective. This show did an amazing job of humanizing Zod and making you understand from his perspective why he doesn't agree with Superman, mm-hmm. why he kind of feels the way he does about uh, humanity. and like, like You know, because Zod's always been Neo before Zod and Kryptonians first. Yeah. But, the, but here, when you set him in the world of Kryptoni, uh, Krypton and you make him like a... Uh, like a kind of like a freedom fighter trying to save part of Krypton, the bottle city of Kandor from its fate that we all know what happens in the comics. Kandor gets bottled by Brainiac having him kind of be the hero of the story in his own way. Yeah. He's reckless and he's, you know, he's still got villainous tendencies, but you see why he's so extreme, why he's kind of a zealot in his own right. And I mean, I get it. It makes sense in a, in a certain aspect. Cause like, out of all, like, Kara, Skella, like, he's been on Krypton. Like, he's a grown man. All mm-hmm. he knows is Krypton. So, it's like, it kind of makes he sense. He was the most raised by Krypton society. Yeah. Yeah. So, it makes sense and for him we, to... And we've seen, throughout the course of the show, you know, the Zod line, that's their thing. They are the protectors of Krypton by any means necessary. And sometimes, that's a good thing. So, it's like, you kind of, you, you sympathize with Zod in this a lot. That's why I really liked it. Oh, and but going back to the Game of Thrones reference I made, um, and... To kind of counter my own point, I also like I appreciate Game of Thrones now. Going back and rewatching the first season, but when I first started watching Game of Thrones, until Ned Stark died, it was a struggle. Like you're trying to remember house names, everyone's names are weird, so you're trying to memorize people's names. You're trying to understand what the relations are of people in this world because it's so different from like our world. And Krypton, I feel like had a lot of the same hurdles to trying to overcome. That's why I feel like maybe the first five episodes felt so slow. And drag so much, but once the season kind of hit its stride and he starts getting into what you know the crux of the ep- what the season's about, which is Brainiac and his invasion, you start to see all the pieces that they kind of put in place in the first five episodes. So I kind of want to rewatch them because all the pieces that fall into place at the end are all established in that first five episodes, kind of get you acquainted with the world and how it works. So really, when at the end, um, the two different sides, the Sagittarii and Black Zero. The terrorists and the the you know the police cops, um, the and they're like um, totalitarian like you know hard regime cops. They they come to to a head during the season, but the end they come together. You can appreciate that because you get those episodes where you see them in constant conflict. Constant, yeah. And then again, spoilers when Brainiac, all he does is use psychic powers to turn one of them. Like they all have him gunned gunned down like dead to rights, all aimed at him. All he does is turn one of their guns on another one of the, like the Sagittarii versus the Black Zero, and, and they all immediately they start, turn start shooting each at each other, even though they know he's doing Brainiac is doing it. Yeah, but they still they don't trust each other, and he makes the point like, "Look how weak minded you all are. Like you, all I had to do was give you just enough of an incentive. Yeah, all I, all I needed was a small reason. Yeah, because like, I mean, this, he, is your truth. This, back, is, this is your truth. It goes back to Zod, where he's just kind of saying like how selfish you are as a species, where he's just like. I don't give when Zod was like, I don't give universe. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the universe. As long as you spare Krypton, you could destroy all everything. Yeah. I don't care. And then, and I like that because you get to see Zod and Brainiac. Like, I don't uh, Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen ever, that? Yeah, I don't think they've ever had a moment yeah. together in that, the comics. And, and Krypton delivers that. Mm-hmm. To have them go face to face in a battle of like I, I idealism and their logic. And it's fucking dope. And even before Brainiac shows up at the end in full full-on Brainiac uh, gear. I just like literally posted a video of that in my um, Instagram. 
But even before that, when he possesses the voice of Rao, and the voice of Rao is effectively Brainiac on the show on varying levels, um, it was fucking tough. Like, how soft-spoken yet sinister he was. This is the DeVoe. With that voice. With that voice. That you, that you like. I don't like it. <laughs> well, no, not even the, the, the full-on Brainiac voice, but when he's still in his kind of like human form. But he still kind of sound like him. They still had the same they kind had the of mannerisms, voice. but I don't mean like the, that that gurgly science guy dick in his throat voice. <laughs> more more so just the his the cadence, the very calm, like come my child, come and look upon me. Like you know what I mean? Like that that voice. If and then when the mask comes off and you see that the the actor's good, because the little ticks he does, like the little clicks and like his facial expressions like tweak, mm-hmm. making him look like a robot, kind of like malfunctioning almost. Like that was that was pretty fucking cool, and the fact that again, this is honestly yeah, like the effects, uh, they were good, they were great in this show. The yeah. tentacle shit, like that terrified you know body invasion, that shit terrified me. I was like, no, and the fact that he could do it so quick. Every time Segel was around, I'm like, or even the main characters, I'm like, how are they not instantly being killed? Like he could, he could just grab anybody with either telekinesis or tentacles, but yet most of the time he just smacked them away. I'm like. You would kill anybody else because their main character's got plot armor. Right. <laughs> but I'm not holding it because it's just a nitpick. But it's just it's just funny they do that in all shows. But he was a better devoted to Vogue. Like in every way. The the mind swapping or the brain thing, the intelligence aspect. Like it, Yeah, because the, the voice of Rao wasn't the first one he took. It no, it was just, that mother. It was the mother. And I think I watched episode four by skip three. Or maybe I watched three and skip two. Whichever one set up the mother, I skipped that one. And saw the episode, and I talked about it in the podcast, and mm-hmm. I watched the episode where she was possessed, and I was like, I felt nothing. I don't give a fuck. But watching that episode before that, and having her, like, him and her and Sig have a relationship in terms of, like, they're, they're friends with each other, her relationship with her daughter, like, I felt that loss more when she's possessed in the subsequent episode. So, fuck me. <laughs> well, fuck me for, <laughs> for Fuck reviewing, you for saying the show was bad. Yeah, for reviewing something that I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, because that was pretty powerful. Like the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh god, I was the internet in that moment, just dismissing something before I even knew what I was talking about. Shame on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that that whole aspect of like being like mind invaded, like that that added a layer of like scariness to Brainiac that I think was missing from what was in this season of The Flash for sure. Like, and it's it's the same exact thing. It's the same premise. I invade people's bodies. But the way they handled it on Krypton was much more, like, it was much more scary. And the thing I, that I like. And darker. The thing that I, I kind of like in this show that changes the Superman mythos a lot. And I had a feeling they were going to go this Ooh. route. They were gonna, they, that they were going to go this route. I was like, they're going to do, they're going to do this. I bet you they're going to do it. When they made. Spoilers. Yes. Well, we've been talking spoilers the whole but time. This is, but now we're getting to like the real spoilers. But, we're pretty, like, these spoilers but basically, Zod is Superman's uncle. Seg. Oh, that. That's where you're going to go to. Yeah, Seg. That was also surprising, yeah. Yeah. In that moment where. Seg, first of all, Seg is his father. First of all, they Whoa, need what, better wait, technology. What, what did you thought I was talking about? I'll get to that in a second. But ooh. They, ooh, oh, oh, we'll get there. But they need better. I became full kid boo. <laughs> um. They need better technology, Krypton, where you don't have to constantly slice open your hand to open doors. Like, it's like, you can have to like a prick. You need to completely no, you slice, slice open your artery. Like, ah, oh, I'm bleeding out. 
But the, to open the door to, to Doomsday, also fucking tough. Yeah, but fu- and it's, and it's kind of weird, though. Like, they're so advanced, but yet they're so primitive at the same time. <laughs> it's weird. But, you know, it's the world. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. But just, like, you need that much blood every single time to open the doors, but whatever. But I liked it because they kept setting it up where, like, you only need an L and a Zot to open this door. And then by the end, you know, Zot was already telling them. First of all, fuck rules about time travel. Because Zod gave zero fucks about, I'll just tell you everything about your future. <laughs> I'm like, there's no, like, danger of you fucking up the timeline. No, he, he wants to fuck up the timeline. True. Very good point. Yeah, so. And you don't really see that until the very end. But, um... The, the 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 point reveal where he he's like I I never knew who my father was my mother never really talked about him but now knowing both of you and seeing you now in this time I realize who my father is he's looking at Seg and he's like dad and then he uses his blood to open Doomsday and it's like ah oh, he's part L okay that's interesting I like that that's that's really cool um it also changes the dynamic between him and Superman. If that were to go by and, and, actual it, comics, it also changes the dynamic a little bit, kind of, between him and Jor. Jor. Yeah, they were related. They're brothers. Literal brothers? Oh yeah, they are literal brothers. Half, 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 brothers. half brothers. Yeah. Wow. But speaking of brothers and, um, I guess different mothers, uh, I was. It's so funny. By the end of the season, I was I was team uh, Lyda, the whole fucking season. But by the end. When she turns around, when she turned to shot her mother. Shot her mother doing the 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 combat with Zod, and even Zod, who's about to die. That that bitch is strong. <laughs> she was, I was like, she's not gonna beat Zod. Yo, she's beating Zod. <laughs> she had him in the death lock. She was yeah. about to rip his like snap she's his neck. To snap his neck. <laughs> she was to snap Zod's neck. I see what you did there, Krypton. <laughs> Man, steel. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. She shoots. She shoots her mother, and Zod's like. You bitch! You dishonored me. Like I, I would rather have been dead than be dishonored. Like that shows you just how deep Zod's honor goes. And once again, made me like Zod more. It made me instantly. I'm like, fuck you, like. Which also, I'm just like, I kind of, I kind of like, I get it because at the end of the day, that's her son. That's she's her not mother. gonna, she's not gonna watch her son die. A son you don't even really know. That you don't even really know if you can trust. But meanwhile, this is your mother who gave her. I love her arc. By the, she's so hard on her in the beginning. She's like the hard ass, like you know, disapproving mother. Every turn, she's questioning her judgment. But by the end, she's like, no, you know what? I've realized that that's actually your strength. I've looked at that as weakness. But you being, uh, you having the heart that you do, is why you. I think you're you're powerful as a person. But she, uh, but and I, and I failed you. She admitted like I failed you, and I'm sorry for that. Like, that's yeah, beautiful but, to me. I mean, but she also feels the same way as Zod in terms of like the any means necessary. Like she has the same type of mentality. Lighter, or, uh, lighter, lighter. As opposed to her, like the mother was kind of like but the mother had that the mother, too. But no, she was kind of looking at Zod. She was giving him the screw face. Like she, like Zod wanted to release Doomsday and Lighter, and the mother didn't. Lighter did. Lighter, Lighter was on his side. He wanted. She wanted to release Doomsday too, to stop. Uh, yeah, but, but and that's where the disconnect came. But at the same time, like the mother also saved. Like, like she betrayed her own honor. Yeah, but she just she, for her but daughter. She had, she had that moment at the end where she was like, "Now nah, I kind of regret." Yeah, she did. But did, did, how would you feel? Too little, too late. I was did, like, too little, too yeah. late. <laughs> did you also jump shit from Team Lida? I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm with Team White Hair Girl. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember her name, but I'm with her. Whoever her Although name I is. I still kind of want Lida and Seg to get together because they have to have they have to have Zod. <laughs> yeah, I guess they will because there's gonna be season two. Though by the end of the season, I didn't think there was gonna be season two. I thought it was just gonna be a mini series, and I I was kind of hoping before the very very end 
that it was gonna like be just a like a one season thing. But the way they end this show, I'm like, fuck. Okay, I kind of do want a season two now. Like, I was like, after you tell the Brainiac story, where else is there to go? Like, uh, the whole thing is um. And Adam the Bra- to- the Bra- and the Brainiac story is not even over. Well, kind of, kind of. Kinda. But the whole thing was Adam Strange coming back in time, thinking that Brainiac was coming back in time to, to kill Superman. But really, it was Zod coming back in time. So I was also confused, like why the Superman uh, cave was even disappearing when. As Brainiac was approaching to do what he had always done, why was it that the Superman suit like what what was the incident that would make the suit disappear? Like I was very confused going into the finale. I'm like I don't understand if this is always supposed to happen because even in the, when they said we had to stop Brainiac from getting Candor, as comic book fans, again I think this is for the fans. Um, we know that Candor that's what happens to Candor. It gets bottled. Mm-hmm. That's like that's, that's the whole thing. We know it in the comics as the bottle city of Candor, so we know Brainiac actually succeeds. So I'm like, are you gonna like? I don't understand if by taking, if Brainiac taking the Candor, results in Superman not existing. I don't get how that works. Well, because they said uh, him taking Candor destabilizes the planet. Yeah. Which causes Krypton to explode 200 yeah. years later. Uh-huh. If Krypton doesn't explode. There's no reason for Jor-El and Laura-El to send Kal-El off to Earth. They would just he would stay on Krypton. So if they so if they never send him to Earth, there's no way for him to become Superman. Yeah. So like Adam, he's so going to let So if Zod Brainiac, you know, you want, you want Brainiac to succeed because by succeeding, then the order of events yeah, happens Adam, that Superman Adam becomes want, Adam want, he, Adam wanted Brainiac to succeed, but he didn't know he didn't know going when he went to the past that what happened with Candor uh, actually happened until later on in the season. Okay, so it's making when it... when Zod came and he was like, "No, that actually happened to our planet." Yeah. So why is it that when they're beating Brainiac, the the cape fixed itself? Like, what? Why was Brainiac being defeated? What made the cape come back? Well, the cape came back, but then it changed. Okay, but why, changed, was, why was it, it disappearing? The first it changed place? Zod. But why was it disappearing in the first place? Wait, what? Why was it disappearing in the first place? It was disappearing because Zod came back to the past to try to stop the bottling of Candor. Okay. So him stopping that is what made... So now, essentially, Krypton, but it now Krypton's not going to uh, blow but, up. But disappearing was never an option then. It, by, by what happens at the end, it should never be disappearing. What should have been happening was... Now, this is where I was like, Ooh. Oh, the cape, the, cape change, the cape changing? The cape changing from an L... Well, they gotta sell, they gotta sell the, the show. They gotta sell the show. The changing, I, I guess, yeah, because that's the spoiler. But logically, if that was what was, gonna, if that was, what was the change it was, I was really supposed to prevent, it should have been it slowly changing to a Zod simple, not slowly disappearing. Because it came back when... Uh, which is a fucking amazing... I love... Because like we're saying, how the fuck... Kneel before beat? Zod. I'll get there. That's the ooh. But um, I was I was like, how the fuck are they gonna beat this thing? Like, Brainiac is so powerful by the end and so fucking cool that he literally look at the flick of the wrist, uh, flick of the wrist, uh. He literally just like flick his wrist, destroying like, the way that moment. And this is a Game of Thrones moment in the best way. When Light is that whole speech about like he's never fought Sagittarians, we're gonna take our city back, and they use like all their spaceships to go fly toward the Zod ship, and Zod's looking—I mean, not Zod, um, the Brainiac ships—and Brand's looking at them like, 
we're we're okay and it's like that, that, that musical score kicking in of like oh the heroes we're gonna save the day and, and nope <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, just look at look at the wrist there's one flick and all the ships explode Bye, felicia yeah i was like oh shit that was cool and again the effects are fucking amazing by this point so that shit looked like a movie but then at the end where i'm like how are they gonna beat this guy then and you trick a 12 level intellect but but the way they did it i fucking bought it because zod you know and it works in his favor because zod's zod's betrayal of going to brainiac to sell out uh sex grandfather who has information about the future i guess for being in the Phantom Zone? For being in the Phantom Zone, Is that yeah. how that works? I, I don't know. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let it, we'll let it slide. Let it slide. Um, yeah, he goes to the Fortress of Solace, so he brings Brainiac there. Because I'm like, shouldn't Azad have knowledge of the future then? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he does. <laughs> well, I mean... But he does. Well, he has the knowledge of the future by virtue of being from the future. So he has the knowledge of the future. But, but no, I'm just talking about as much knowledge as he does, because I'm like, they've both been in the... But any knowledge of the future, you think Brainiac would be like... I kind of want that. You know what I mean? You have knowledge of the future. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Again, small quick. But when you in strong, small stuff like this, you don't care about Flash. <laughs> but when we get to that end point, and he leads Brainiac to the fortress, and then Seg puts a gun to his grandfather's head, and is like, I'll kill him, I swear to God, I'll do it. And he's just like, you're not going to kill him. I don't believe you. And then he throws him back, and he goes like, and then the, the double twist on that is, I don't believe you shoot him as much as I don't believe that this is even not a hologram. He puts his hand through it and it's fake. It was like, oh shit, okay, it was a trick. But then it was like, ah, double trick, bitch. Solo your ass. <laughs> I just got I just needed you to stand where stand in the right spot. Yeah, on the Phantom Zone projector. So like he flips a switch and gets sucked into it. And then the tentacles come out, grab Segel, and I had to double back and listen to it again. I was like, what the fuck did he say? I couldn't even hear what he said. But it was like, did you hear what he said? He said something about uh, future and hope. He said, keep believing. Wait, I wrote it down. Uh, he said, don't stop believing. believing. I wish he did say that. <laughs> uh, st- start believing in men of tomorrow again. Because he sees before he gets sucked into the family zone projector, which I guess the next season is about saving him too. It has to be because he's like the series regular. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be, like, it's gonna be like Flashpoint. He gets sucked in, then the very next episode, he's out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I not. hope not. I really hope not. But he should be dead, or at least. Well, no, the Phantom Zone doesn't. No, no, kill no. Him. But he's Brainiac grabbed him with tentacles. Like unless Branch is like, we're cool, bro. We're in the Phantom Zone. It's all right. He yeah, should come I out mean, a century. It's gonna be very like, lo- right. It's gonna be lonely in the Phantom Zone. He needs a friend. And oh, he's he needs more than a friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a sex buddy. Oh my god! <laughs> Travel L- to Phantom Zone. And it's, back gonna be a, again. it's gonna be an healthy situation. Like, oh, it works. <laughs> yep. <Ew. laughs> uh, that's why his voice is like that. <laughs> I said, said he's gargling cum. Oh well, god! We know, we know who's cum he's been gargling. Everything's dirty. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he should definitely be a century when he comes back. He, he might not be, but I'm just saying. Like, when those tentacles grab him, I'm like, oh, he's fucked, son. But uh, yeah, that moment was emotional to me, because then right after that, the the, the he you know he says that because he sees the cape come back, doesn't make sense. But then but then we get sucked away, you see the 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 cape's insignia change to the Zod symbol, and then it's like oh my god, they changed the timeline, but now it's a super Zod in the future. I want to see that fucking miniseries, which also kind of which eh, to me still doesn't make sense. It, it, but it doesn't have to, because I, I assume they're going to fix it in the next season. But, like, if they had ended it 
on where they ended it here, where it's like everybody loses, Zod's in command of the whole fucking world, and he drops that line, kneel before Zod, like, oh, the cum! Ah! <laughs> if they had ended it there in the darkest timeline, kind of like alternate Elseworld kind of thing, I would be like, standing ovation. You got that shit. I, I did not see that coming at all. I thought they were going to save Kandor, but like not... Well, they did. I, but I thought it was going to be a thing where they changed time, where it's... You know, the city of Kandor isn't Kandor, the bottle city anymore, but they also just, everything's better now, and Superman's still a thing, it's just, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a typical, you know, a typical uh, superhero ending. Uh-huh. But in this, it was like, no. But even then, it wouldn't make sense if they save Kandor, but then Superman's still a thing? How? Because the planet doesn't blow up. Blow, yeah. But, you know how they do. They fight. Come on, Flash. Things have got to make sense when it comes to time travel with the Flash, so. This, is, this isn't the Flash, <laughs> It's better. <laughs> You're honestly, right, it is. And honestly, the season, I think, is better. But um, but it's only season one, so <laughs> give it time. <laughs> don't say that, man. I hope... I, I, look, Just like I, The Flash. I mean, season one of The Flash was best... They need to end it at two. Epic television. I don't care what they do. Are like, you talking about the, this? Yeah. Probably, it depends on the ratings. They're not going to end it. Especially no. since this is the highest rated sci-fi don't show. Don't milk it. Don't they're milk gonna, it. They're, they're probably going to try to go to like five no, seasons. Oh, don't turn us into The Flash. This doesn't need to be that long. Like, it, it could have ended with the Brainiac, but Kinda then like I... Gotham. Gotham, they're doing five seasons of Gotham. They're probably going to do five seasons of this. But they didn't have like as much of a solid direction as this did. Like, that's why I was like, when Brainiac is done... I don't I think like, two. I think maybe three seasons. Maybe, but have a set number. Don't go beyond two... Maybe if you have a really strong Even two. Even five, depending on what you no, have. No, there's not enough story in it's only, t- it's, only ten, it's only 10 episodes, so we don't know. I mean, that's true, too. It's only 10 episodes. But at the same time, like, it was a... The first five were slow, but for expositional purposes. But, like, if you start giving us even three seasons of 10 episode arcs, like, it's... I feel like there's not enough story here to tell that much. Maybe, maybe three seasons is a stretch, depending on how the next season goes and how it ends. But you have to end note perfect. Like, like I was gonna this, say, like they this still, season, you need to end note perfect for me to be like, all right, I'm on board for a three. Because I was going to say, there has to be a moment where they get the time back on track where, oh, we, well, we know Superman's coming in the future. They it's can like, do that in two seasons. I feel like they... I, and I don't think so. Cause How? Because we know Doomsday is coming next season and Brainiac's already gone. So you think Zod, I'm pretty sure next season's you probably going to be a about... a whole season of just Zod ruling Krypton? But I'm saying I'm pretty sure next season is going to be about Zod and the Krypton fighting Doomsday. You could very easily, in the first five episodes, handle all the Zod stuff in his ruling class and the new in the new Krypton. And in the last five, because that's why like that's why I'm okay with season two because they at least like in the best of Arrow is why Arrow should have also ended season two. <laughs> they set up your vil- your secondary villain for season two. They completely established and humanized him in your season one. So now in season two, I care. Like, if it was just like, oh, we're just going to ass pull. Even, even if it was just Doomsday, I'd be like, a whole season just Doomsday. I don't I don't know. Because he's not even like, at least Brandt's intellectual. You can have like a, a threatening kind of ideological battle with him. But Doomsday's just a killing machine. So him by himself is not a strong villain. Nah, Doomsday's going to have sipping tea and stuff like that. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, he's not a good long form villain. He's good for like a big finale, like a good punch at the end. But not, don't, you can't like drag that character out too long. But so I feel like you could do the first five episodes handling all the Zod stuff and then building toward a climax with Zod, Doomsday. And really, if you really want to make my dick hard by that last episode in the finale, you bring Superman back. By changing the timeline back to normal, you get to have Superman come back, 
fight Doomsday for one episode. But that's what I was saying. Like, end. how would you do it? Like, that's why I feel like it needs to be at least more than two seasons. Because I'm why? like, how would you get back to the regular timeline by the end of next season? If you're saying the first five episodes focus on Zod, then the last half focus on Doomsday. But then you I'm not even gotta, saying all five Doomsday. It's more like the first eight because you still got to remember Superman's not coming for another two hundred years. He comes back the Zeta Beam. He comes back from the future, pulling injustice. And oh, that's another thing. And then, but no, I'm saying get the timeline back to get in terms of where Krypton is about to be destroyed. Like, how do you get back to that if it's only if it's just going to end next season? Well, Doomsday could do something. Because Doomsday, if, if it's Doomsday, Doomsday is going to destroy the planet like now, that's not I mean. 200 years from now. Well, he could do something that will create a ripple effect. Like if he punch, I say he punches the Earth. And Hulk doesn't shit like this kind of. He punches the Earth so hard it cracks the the mantle, and it's like that will create the same explosion that would have happened. If uh, Candor had been taken, you know what I mean. Same exact thing. Maybe even that's like the the eighth or ninth episode of season two. He does that, and that's what changes the timeline back to um, Krypton being eventually being destroyed, which brings our Superman back. Zeta Beam was asked in the finale to fight Doomsday and handle that shit, and then we're back on track. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Hecklin. <laughs> Take the money, take the money, take the money, take the money. <laughs> if right. it was Tyler Hecklin, but you know it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. Even if they do introduce Superman, it's not gonna be Tyler Hecklin. It's not. But my God, it's gonna be it like was, Bobby Schmidt or some shit. What if it was? Um, what if it was? What's his face from Smallville? You're talking about Tom Welling. Tom yeah, Welling. He's too old now. What? But how do you know how old Superman is in this universe? No, they, need, they need to cast Young to keep this franchise going. But you don't. I don't want to keep it going. I want to end it. <laughs> and I want... That would be the... Per- Please, God. Please, Lord of DC and Sci-Fi Channel. If there is a if there is a God up there, please let that be the finale of season two. Tom Welling, Superman versus Doomsday. Please, And that's God. if he wants to do it, because he might not even want to do it's it. It's also if he wants to do it. Didn't he say he wanted to, though? Or did he say not? And I don't, I'm not sure. I feel like maybe it was a scheduling thing for Supergirl. Something like that. He's also kind of like he's kind of a little heavy now, a little bit. Yeah, he is. But give him like give fuck it, give him the muscle suit. Give what? Get, go to the Justice League lot. <laughs> get the Henry Cavill suit. Put that shit on him. Nah, I, want, I, want Tyler, in. I want Tyler. Heck, I, f- I feel like there's, there's no reason the show shouldn't connect to uh, Supergirl. I agree, except the Zods in Supergirl aren't black, are they? Didn't they show Zod? They never showed. They did show Zod. They did. Remember Tyler Hoechlin had that dream sequence kind of thing, where he became evil and he saw Supergirl as Zod. Uh, it was a white dude. Wreck on that shit. <laughs> it was it was like one scene, but I'm just saying, and he was he was lame. This this Zod is so much more compelling. So much better. Wreck on that shit. Kneel before Zod. Oh my fucking dick. I yeah, when he hard. said when he said it, I was like, yes. Yeah. He said it so good. He channeled the fucking classic Zod so well. The only thing that confuses me though is Adam Strange is trapped in one of the bottles of uh, Brainiac. I didn't get that. But it's like it's how? a future bottle too. It looks like from modern America. Yeah, it looks like Earth. But it's like he hasn't gone to Earth yet. Maybe he's Zeta beamed to the altered future. That makes sense. Because he goes through time, right? And he uses Zeta two whatever to defend the. Ex- which is also a fucking dark moment where Brainiac turned that little girl, that daughter, into a human oh, bomb. Oh yeah, she yeah she killed herself. Like whoa, bro! You made a little girl, literally a little child, into a human like a fucking a suicide bomber. Suicide bomber. The mm-hmm. fuck? That's dark, dude. Yeah. yeah. They don't do that shit in CW. <laughs> I no, like they can't go that dark. Well, except, except for Black Lightning. They killed her mom and her. 
That's yeah. some dark shit, son. It made Brainiac fucking threatening as hell. But I'm saying like, I feel like that it makes sense. He Zeta beamed back to the altered future, so he's in just a normal like maybe it's Metropolis even. But in this future, uh, I I don't know why Superman didn't save them because there is well, a su- it's the altered future. But it's super it's, Zod. It's super Zod. Zod don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's true. He's like, take it, motherfucker. My my fucking father said that I'm I'm cool with this. So yeah, Zod, Zod wanted to terraform Earth, so he don't give a fuck about Earth. True, 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 true. They even said like, my whole thing is we're coming to conquer the planets, and if they don't heed, if they don't kneel, if they don't heed before us, we're gonna destroy them. But if they do, yeah, we'll give them kind of like the Fire Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changed when everything changed when Krypton attacked. <laughs> But yeah, like, I, I don't know, it ended on such a strong note. Like I, For a show that I was just like so, eh, for, I'm like, fuck yes, I am so down for season two. But not, I don't know if I'm down for anything beyond that. But I could be wrong. It could be something that goes on season two that I'm like, that they set up and seed. That I'd be like, I oh, think, that would be cool season I think, three. I think three seasons, but yeah. I think three is doable. I don't want anything beyond that. I think three might be stretching it. But, this, but I'm tucking my ass because I haven't seen what they have in mind for two. They could they could throw something in there that I was like oh I actually am interested in that okay I, I am interested to see where you go with three, but I just don't want it to become these other superhero shows like it's so tight right now, and even this like I said like the first five were still solid season me. seven yeah oh Jesus no no they're doing Mister Mixplicklick and shit like that and it's like oh God yeah. fucking a Sega Ellis putting on the Superman suit it's like oh what's happening he might no oh that's why I didn't mention um. That's why I want uh, Superman. Also, I don't like the fact that the grandfather's back. I was like, uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was a plot device. It was kind of weak. But uh, speaking of the grandfather, what I was going to mention was, and why I want Superman in season two so bad, that moment where Zod and him came back from the Phantom Zone and they hold tight on his cape and his insignia. And you hear the, dun, 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 like the, the Superman, the Superman theme. That's it. Like that was like, oh, chill. I was like, Superman, 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 Superman. Oh, you're old. I must have to pay for that. (laughs) Word. John Williams. But worth it though, because that gives you the immediate Superman. That's the second time they they did it twice. I think. When was the other time? In the beginning. Oh, they show the cape. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying like that. That's why I want so badly. For if they're gonna end this show, they gotta end it with Superman. They gotta give me that injustice moment where. I believe in truth. <laughs> I believe in justice. Well, no, well it won't be injustice because he won't be evil Superman. No, no, I mean um, the game where he can't... The, the Superman from the main timeline oh, okay. came to injustice and whooped evil Superman's ass. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like they, they bring Superman from the future to the past to fight Doomsday. But then, how would it work then? What do you mean? Because he'll be on Krypton. Krypton is a red sun. He won't have his powers. How does, I guess it's, Doomsday's power doesn't work on... Radiation, huh? They just work no, on... they just work because he's doomsday. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Science? They'll, they'll, they'll make that, 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 that they'll dome? Make a, they'll make a yellow sun? Yeah, you know that dome? Which they should have done this, uh, this fucking season. They can do That's it. That's what I'm saying. If, if, Zod, but... if Zod knows all you need is a yellow sun to be more powerful, then why wouldn't that be like his first thought? I don't know. Maybe it won't be. Maybe like he'll have just enough charge. Especially since he already has a god comp. You know what to make me a god? Make me a god. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know how they can do it, but I'm saying they'll, maybe they'll have just enough. <laughs> they'll have just enough uh, solar energy like, to fight I get, I get maybe he doesn't want it for everybody else, but have 
give it for like have something on your like your on your belt. Yeah. But but yeah, what would you rate this season though? This season? I say right now, the fucking finale, the last like four or five episodes, perfect vision. More than passable. I'm Cause I mean, like I, I said, it started, it, started, first, it started pretty slow. I need to rewatch the first five. I feel like maybe I'll appreciate it more now that I know where it's going. I mean, even though I was into it, it was, from, it was all table setting. That's even, all. Even though I was into it from the beginning, it was still pretty slow. Yeah. So, just on that aspect, I would say more than passable. Not not a perfect vision. Yeah, I say like low more than passable. More than passable. Even I did really enjoy this first season. I did too. But and that's again, it's a testament to when you finish strong. You know, you, that's what you remember. Because if it ended weak, like a Luke Cage, I'd probably feel way less... like If the first half was good, but the second half was bad, I'd probably be way less enthused about it. But the fact that it ramped up, and it kept ramping up until the end, where point it gets to the fucking movie-level like action, like effects, drama, like and then it ended up being a better DC... If, this was, if they encapsulated the last half into a, a DC movie, like a Krypton prequel to Man of Steel... It'd be probably better than all of the DC EU movies after Wonder Woman and Man of Steel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I give it like more than passable. Maybe a so. The moral of the story: give us more Black Zods. <laughs> Hell yeah, and kneel before them. <laughs> but yeah, but that finale, perfect vision. Woo! I, I was mind blown just yeah, like that ending. Agreed. I was like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Bouncing my titties. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> All right, and now let's get into some news of the week with Michael. Michael news. Uh, real quick though, uh, I finally watched Cobra Kai. I'm not gonna talk because how long are we running? Uh, yeah, we need to wrap up a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I finally watched Cobra Kai and I loved it. You loved it? Yeah. All right. I told you so. <laughs> well, See, I got here. you back. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Okay. Because I was planning on watching it anyway. Unlike you and Krypton, you weren't gonna watch it. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, trailer time. Let's talk about the Red Band, tra- the new Red Band trailer upgrade. Can I have everybody's attention? I'm looking for the guys who murdered my wife. <laughs> Are you one of them? Yeah. Stanley can take over. Thank you. I now have full control. Hi. You upgraded. Now you're stronger. Faster. Whoa, 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 whoa. Better than everyone else. Upgrade. Let me let me upgrade. Let me upgrade you. I mean, it's more of the I same. I see you on the streets when up. Where? I don't remember the words. Wow. <laughs> it was only a minute long. It yeah, just, it was only a minute. It just felt, it felt like just more action scenes. Um, we already know the premise. The guy is like paralyzed or whatever, and he gets like a like a literal chip upgrade. Uh, I didn't. I didn't notice because the, they showed it in the first trailer, but I noticed it more in this one. I'm like, I want that shotgun arm. <laughs> the guy that had like a shotgun in his arm. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You didn't notice that? Fuck you. That's cool. That's cool upgrades, though. I'm glad that he's fighting other people with other upgrades. Yeah, I want that, soccer. So, would you say you're not watching Krypton? Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm digging it. 
Yeah, uh, and it's and it, comes out, it comes out this week. So yeah. we're definitely going to see it, review it. We are. Um, but I remember when I was watching the trailer, I was I'm like, curious, oh. I'm curious of how it's going to do at the box office. Probably not super well. It feels like kind of like an indie movie. I mean, it's not going to do like Infinity War level, but I'm but like... Yeah. I think it'll do well. Hopefully it's well enough to maybe depend it well, because yeah, the movie might be trash, but hopefully if it's, if it's actually good, hopefully it does well enough to garner a sequel. Agreed. But you know what it reminds me of? I, I feel like... This movie's gonna live and I hope the plot is good and it has some kind of like emotional anchor. But I feel like it's gonna live and die on the action scenes because the way it's filmed and the, just the way it's choreographed, with the guys like very, or like the weird cam- camera movements. Yeah, it's the cinematography and the choreography and how the guy moves and it's like it's like thoughtless the way they have him block attack and it's, it's very cool. And I realized what that looks like to me. I'm like, where have I seen this before? And I finally pegged it when we watched that the, the, new, the new trailer. It's like an entire movie of that one moment in the first Matrix where Neo is effortlessly blocking Agent Smith at the end, where he becomes the one. Mm-hmm. And he's, not, he's not even looking. He's not even looking at him. He's just like blocking it with one hand. It's like an entire movie of that. And I'm like, fuck yes. I'm in. Uh, 100%. <laughs> but he's also fighting other ones but with different one powers. <laughs> I can't wait to see different up different upgrades. Maybe just two guys completely like just out of the fight but fighting each other mad cool. Like not even looking at each other. <laughs> Jackie Chan fighting his clone. It's looking ridiculous. Well yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, I'm excited too. Hopefully it doesn't disappoint us. It doesn't divert our expectations. Yeah, please. <laughs> Make it trash. Yeah, enough of that. <laughs> uh, another trailer, which I'm like, well, whatever. Mowgli. <laughs> you only heard stories about the jungle. I lived in the king's palace in a cage just like this. I bit and I scratched and I spent my entire life fighting. Until one day, I just stopped. And I gained their trust. Gained their trust, little brother. Okay, so when I saw this online, I was like, yo, is Directed this... Directed by Andy Serkis. Interesting. Um, Writ- it, written, too, I think. It is literally the DC version to the Marvel Jungle Book. Because that was Disney. Yeah, because this one, I'm like, this, is, this seems dark. I thought it was a sequel, actually. When I first saw the trailer, I'm like, is this a sequel to the Jungle Book? The fuck is Mowgli looks older. I feel like even the trailer tries to trick you into thinking it looks like a sequel. And it's also weird because he was working on this before Disney started doing their Jungle Book thing. But this just, for whatever reason, is coming out after. Mm. And he yeah, I had to just, wait too. Cause like, Disney probably like, nope, we call, we call Dibs. He's like, but I'm working on it first. I don't give a fuck. I don't even think it's about Dibs. I think it's just about that came out first. And like, how long was that movie? Two years ago? Two years ago. But yeah, you're... it feels like it was just like last week. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like it's been recent. So it's like to have a jungle, another Jungle Book movie come out so Damn, close I'm to it. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what's the point? Like, what are you going to do that's that different? I heard this is more about the book. 
like it's more in line with the book plot because I feel like I, I've heard, like the the songs and all that stuff isn't as true. Bare to the novel. necessity, yeah. yeah. That stuff isn't as true to the novel. Yeah, I think like I think I think the Disney was more about the re- recreating the cartoon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know anything about the book, so because there's a lot of things like the Law of the Jungle or whatever. That's all from the book, and it's like it's way dark. I've heard it's way darker than what they present in the movies. All I know is Scarlett Johansson is in the voice of the snake, which I'm all about. <laughs> but there's a lot of celebrities in this one too. Yeah, just like in the other one. Yeah, like, like isn't Doctor Strange in it? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Perl- I forgot which one he is, but I think he's one of the characters. I don't know. Oh, he's the um, he's the tiger. Oh, he is. He's yeah, Khan. Is that his name? Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are you I excited? Mean, I'll check. I'm not excited, but I'll check it out. I, if it sucks, I'm gonna laugh. Because it really is like I mean, WB is, versus it is, D- Andy, like it is Andy Circus, and he is good with like. Granted, I don't motion I doubt, capture and I doubt, directing. I doubt any of this is mocap because how do you walk on all fours and shit like that? But he does. It's because he's an anomaly. <laughs> anomaly. Um, I mean, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's going to look does great. It, did, do you think it was a, a sequel too when you first saw the trailer? Or did you already know what it was about? I already knew that he was that they were working on oh, okay. two different Jungle Books. Okay. I feel like they're, I feel I, like they're trying I, I thought, to trick the mainstream audience. Yeah, you, I, th- I thought that they, he can't, he was just going to cancel it at some point because it's like, all right. Jungle, and plus it all, the Disney Jungle Book made a whole bunch of money and it's like, what, yeah. what are you going to do that's that different? Dominate the zeitgeist, so... I don't know. I mean, I guess be darker and more true to the book. That's what's different. But I just feel like, I don't know. I keep going back to it. I feel like, like me, they're trying to trick the mainstream audience, at least with the trailer, to make it seem like it's a sequel to that other Jungle Book movie. Just from like the dialogue, um, like, oh my, how you've grown. Like, it makes it seem like they're having like a rematch almost. That's what he said. <laughs> Done. I'm leaving the podcast forever. <laughs> that was the last straw. You can't. You're blurred vision. You can't leave. Uh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's like Krypton. The the blurred insignia becomes your face. <laughs> I mean, Neo it. before Mike. <laughs> Neo before the Black Gate comic geek. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but uh, speaking of kneeling before. Lucasfilm, they're yeah. gonna have to kneel before Marvel because it's not. We talked about superhero fatigue; it's not happening. But there's definitely Star Wars fatigue. So yeah, and of course the official official numbers aren't gonna be released until tomorrow. But these are pretty much in line. The the Sunday box office numbers, and yeah, it's looking like uh, Solo's not even gonna crack a hundred million dollars for a three day weekend. Really? Wow. It's uh, for the for the because you know it's Memorial Day weekend, so they also have a four day weekend. But for the four day weekend, it's looking like it might be one hundred and one. Okay. For the four day weekend, but for the three day week, for just for, if you count the three days, it's only going to hit like eighty three million for this weekend. Which <laughs> I don't know what numbers mean. <laughs> which, that? Ma- which makes uh, Pirates of the Caribbean still holding the number one uh, record for. Uh, Memorial Day weekend at 139 back in 2007, but yeah, oh yeah, for for uh, for Solo to not crack 100 million dollars, that's like a flop. Wasn't it? Predict- it was predicted higher, right? It was so. predicted. To, it was predicted at 150. Like wasn't that? Were those the, headlines for the, for the like weekend. Oh, it's, it's outpacing oh, yeah. Black Panther? Yeah, the, pre, the pre-sales. Yeah, it's had more pre-sales than Black Panther. <laughs> And look, and look, this is the result. But you, you know how fucking excited those headlines were to be like, yeah, yeah. he's throwing the Black Panther. <laughs> and I mean, we mentioned like when we went racist. in our theater, <laughs> when we went to the theater, like it was empty. Maybe Black like, Panther 
if it's still in theaters, it's probably more packed than Solo was in the opening night. How about that? <laughs> yeah, how about that? How about that? <laughs> but yeah, for it to not even crack a hundred million, that's not. Yeah, that's not good. No, at all. Okay. And 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 it's crazy how you. Uh, we would say something like an eighty-three million dollar budget, like opening, is a flop. But for considering what they spent, yeah, and it's Star Wars, and yeah, it's Star so, Wars. Yeah. So that's what you don't want. You don't want that Star Wars fatigue to set in, and obviously, it already kind of is. And that's a damn shame because now it might hurt chances of the movie we actually want, which is fucking Obi Wan. And I mean, even Rogue One. Rogue One opened at one fifty-five, mm. so that's like well below. Rogue One. Because everybody wants to see a, a young Darth Vader, not a young Solo. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But a, a good young Darth Vader, not not the Anakin shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like 60 million below Rogue One, so that's like yeah. crazy. But yeah, number two is uh, Deadpool with that uh, 42, and it's uh, so far it's made 207 domestically. Okay. Uh, number three is Avengers. Uh, and A Quiet Place is still holding uh, holding in the top 10. So that's good in a quiet place in Paramount, and it actually made uh, 179 million uh, domestically so far. So it's good for a quiet place. But uh, also with uh, Avengers, we talked. I talked about how I was curious of what the second weekend of Avengers is going to be in China. Based on what happened with Black Panther, how oh, no. it took like an eighty-something percent drop. Okay, what happened? Didn't happen with Didn't happen with Avengers right now. <laughs> and well, they I weren't getting why, sleepy. I wonder why. Yeah. But yeah, Avengers is now the uh, Infinity War is now the highest-grossing Marvel film ever in China. With just and just in China, it's only been out two weeks. It's made three hundred and thirty million dollars alone mm-hmm. just in China. They weren't getting drowsy from no, all that they Wakanda. They didn't get drowsy at all. They like, could see everything that happened on screen. Yeah, that, that one scene in Wakanda wasn't enough to make them hate it. <laughs> yeah. but with but with the uh, box office. Oh, good! The black people all die. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. What <laughs> bravo, bravo. Even better. <laughs> but but with the uh, Chinese box office, it helped push Avengers: Infinity War only in its fifth week to now one point nine billion. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. So it's getting closer to uh, hitting that two billion dollar mark. Saw uh, doll hairs, man. <laughs> well yeah. deserved too. Because yeah, I mentioned only three movies that hit two billion dollars. That was Avatar, uh, Force Awakens, and Titanic. So now it's looking like uh, Infinity War might join that elusive club, the billion dollar club. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And uh, the, 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 what else? So, this is obviously a duh moment because we know that the uh, Infinity War ended, spoiler, okay. with the main Avengers. So, uh, Marcus and McFeely, the writers of uh, Infinity War parts two and three, mm. one and two, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they came out because... Uh, Basically, Captain America and Black Black Widow didn't really have that big of a role yeah. in Infinity War, and they said they basically yeah, came like, out. I think Captain America had like eight minutes of screen time. Or something pre- like pretty that. much, <laughs> and they basically came out and said in, in the second one that specifically Captain America and Black Widow are going to have a much bigger role in Infinity War Part Two or whatever it's going to be hope called. So. Yeah. I feel so like it's gonna be more like you know the main Avengers story, so we got lots to focus on. But even still, the fact that they mentioned specifically, they didn't just say all the main Avengers. They just specifically said it's gonna uh, Black Widow and Captain Mar- uh, Black Widow and uh, Captain America are gonna mm-hmm. have a much bigger role. It makes me wonder what are they gonna do specifically. 
Well, Captain America is going to be Captain America because he's fucking awesome. And Black Widow, I feel like she's had an arc that needs to wrap up, too. Did she? Yeah. You know, what? I mean, like, she's got a lot of like loose plot threads going on. Like, what's her going on with her relationship with Bruce Banner? Where's her head at? She's been hiding this long. Like, you know, her... Oh, poor Sam. But her Sam and Steve have been, like, you know, on the run the last couple of years. Like, I feel like there's going to be more dialogue between them and Tony and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, like, and she feels, she's been feeling like she's a monster and stuff in the past. So maybe that's going to come back in some way where she's, you know, she's going to be a hero to the whole universe. Maybe. Maybe she gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I just want to see Captain America wield Mjolnir. That would be fucking dope. Is it not destroyed? But they go in the past. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, uh, some more Marvel news. So, this is this is weird, but it's kind of confirming who the villain is going to be for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. But Jake Gyllenhaal is now in final talks to play. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, no, fuck you then. <laughs> I was going to tell you to guess. Mysterio. Mysterio. Oh, good job, Jordan. Good guess, Jordan. <laughs> Terrible. Stop paying attention to the internet, Jordan. <laughs> I can't not. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know everything. But you need to have live like... reactions on the podcast. <laughs> well, here's my live reaction. Here's my, my hot take on that. Um, he was supposed to be Batman at one time. My prediction, or my... No, he was supposed to be Spider-Man at one time. Oh, he had to go even further back. Yeah, it's Tobey Maguire. For Spider-Man 4, for, right? No, for Spider-Man 2. Oh, really? During, during that moment during, in Spider-Man 2 where he was like, oh, my back, my yeah. back. That was a callback because he uh, injured him. Toby Maguire injured himself during that Seabiscuit movie. And so oh. they, didn't, they didn't know if he'd be able to come back. Oh, I didn't know that. And then also, I think he wanted more money and stuff like that to come back oh. for Spider-Man. <laughs> so because of that, they were going to cast Jake Gyllenhaal as Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2. Interesting. Yeah, but then they ended up not doing it, and then oh. they threw that my back reference in there as like that's a, funny. as like an inside joke. I did not catch that joke, but it was still hilarious to me. Yeah, but I was gonna say well, um, it's supposed to be an inside joke between the studio and like him. Yeah. But then if you knew, paid attention to the news, you know what, what what was going on. Well, my prediction or my assumption is that he was in talks at one point, written recently, to become to replace Ben Affleck as the Batman yeah. DCU. Uh-huh. So I think. He saw Justice League and was, was like, like, fuck you that. You know what? Yeah. I think I'm good. Hey, hey, Marvel, uh, you got any villains over there? Yeah, let's, let's go to a better universe. Because Mysterio, I mean, you know, he's like a B-list, like, Spider-Man villain. But so was the Vulture, and look what Michael Keaton did exactly. with that. Exactly. Or Killmonger. I'm, and you know, that's another thing. Oh, they're getting all the Batmans, aren't they? <laughs> um, hey, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man's like, yo, Batmans, come over here. We got you. We'll do better. But honestly, a B-rated villain now... And the MCU is honestly better than the A the list the, the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But also with that, they uh in that very same article, they confirmed that Michael Keaton is also coming back as the vulture. Since Spider-Man six. Homecoming. So maybe starting it. Yeah, a maybe, team up. Maybe Scorpion will be in there too. But hopefully they they do it better than uh Sp- the amazing Spider-Man too, <laughs> with them teasing the Sinister Six. Having that was terrible. Electro and then uh, Hobgoblin, no, the Green Goblin, but it's not Norman Osborn, it's Harry Osborn, and then and then Rhino at the very end, Rhino at the end. See, that wasn't really a Sinister Six, that was just like Electro and Friends for the most part, and Green Goblin was just like shoehorned in there. And Electro's like this weird, I want to be like you, Spider Man. Fuck that, the dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) What did uh, Deadpool say? Or dubstep will never die. (laughs) I don't know. 
But uh so yeah, so uh something speaking of something that will never die, this character actually did die, but he's gonna come back because it's been announced that James Manigold, who wrote and directed Logan, is now doing a dun 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 Boba Fett prequel movie. Speaking of Star Wars fatigue. Oh no. <laughs> this is exactly what we This is exactly need. what this is exactly what we were talking about. No, don't do that. Don't do that, baby. No, no, honey. Why <laughs> no. why why are we getting this movie? <laughs> I'm like the, the, the Spanish woman from uh, the Spanish maid from Family Guy. And I mean I no, saw some people like, no. oh fuck yeah, Boba Fett. It's like, what did we get he a Boba Fett? No character. Exactly. I was just about to say, what did we get a Boba Fett that makes him so interesting Man, that he needs his own he's got a jetpack and his mask and he, sure and he, is cool and he barely talks <laughs> he just died like he just sucked and died that was his whole pretty role pretty much he looked cool he's supposed movie. to be the most badass bounty hunter but then like he dies instantly pretty much yeah he didn't do shit like it, oh god he's like the Sephiroth or the Cloud or the Final Fantasy 7 of Star Wars like it's the type nah, of fuck thing that. I like Sephiroth <laughs> but uh, maybe not Sephiroth maybe Cloud cause I just mean like the the mythos, even though I, the only thing I know about them is from Kingdom Hearts because I never played. But that's exactly my point. Like the 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 mystique of those characters got built up from like people's nostalgia of them, as opposed to how cool they actually are in Final Fantasy VII the game. Yeah, because I never played it. Cloud's kind of a bitch, like a bitch in Final Fantasy VII. Like he at one point, he, I think someone died. I forget what happens, but he's like in like wheelchair just from like shock. He's just like. Ugh. Life is hard. I can't deal. Like he's a bitch at. He's a fucking bitch in the game. But like Advent Children made him cool as fuck. Kingdom Hearts made him cool as fuck. And it's like this. Everything around the actual origin point of that character makes him cooler than that character. So it's the same thing Boba Fett. Like he wasn't cool when he was in. But everybody's like, oh, is Boba Fett cool? Is Boba Fett cool? That makes him cool. <laughs> he look. He looks cool and he sells toys. That's it. <laughs> That's. It. But I don't need a movie about like everything I need to know about Boba Fett. I learned in the Clone Wars cartoon. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! The cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. Oh, okay. No, because the, 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 the no, the movie was about the father. Yeah, Django Fett. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that was his origin. You well, killed my dad. I'll become a body hunter too. But I'm saying, like, they went more into him in the in the cartoon. I'm like, everything I need to know, I learned from the cartoon. I don't need yeah. a fucking movie. I agree. What the hell? What like? What do you? This is why. This is exactly why. This is why Star Wars is cracking a hundred million dollars and. Yeah. Like, fuck it up I'm just like solo and give I mean, us Obi-Wan and get out that is the only thing people want to see and I mean granted and it's, only, it's also because of uh, the actor What's yeah uh, Ewan McGregor you know, yeah Ewan and McGregor. I mean granted it's the Logan director James Mango so that kind of makes me go well might, maybe he might do something interesting put about him, it but at the same time Obi-Wan. I don't want to fucking Boba like put, put him, him on Obi-Wan put him on something else put the Logan director on not Obi-Wan. even Obi-Wan give him something like I think a Logan-esque Obi-Wan would be amazing yeah but that's like, that seems like, and that's the same kind of thing, a wolf and cub kind of story. It's an older man and a younger kid. I don't know how old Luke Skywalker would be in this timeline, but if you make him like, you know, seven, something young, maybe five, so like you can do shit and he might not remember. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. I don't want it. But whatever. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> it, might, it might be the best Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And I already know you're not going to give a fuck about this because you're already making known that you don't really care about the business side of stuff. Oh, here we go. I like business stuff. Okay. And I'm pretty sure there are some people that like business side of that. But I feel feel like this is like, like, this is, and this, I'm like, what the hell? But it turns out that now Netflix is worth 
in terms of like their stocks and stuff like that, they're worth way more than even Disney. Netflix? Netflix has surpassed mm-hmm. Disney in terms of the like value. That's which interesting. Now, that actually kind of interesting. Which basically means the news is going to come out that Netflix bought Disney. Wow. <laughs> which is it's, 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 YouTube is actually worth more now or estimated to be worth more than Netflix. And, um, and it's crazy Disney. because like their market value is now three. And I'm like, I can't even quantify this amount of money in my brain. Three hundred and forty four point seven two billion dollars. That's a, how a lot much, of yachts. That's how, yeah, that's how much Netflix is worth. Yeah, I don't even... What could that buy you? Everything? I don't know. I was like, yeah, I can't even quantify can I, that amount can of money. I buy and sell you, Michael, as a person? I mean, you could buy me for $20. I mean, wow. <laughs> doesn't take much. I don't lowball yourself. <laughs> you you want to you have a good time? $20. Whoa. <laughs> like that Muppet from fucking... Uh, you know, like Happy Time <laughs> yeah, Happy Time Murders? I suck the dick for $5. Well, that's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bargain. Well, he said 50 cent. I was 50 cent for 50 cent oh, I was okay. like your dick I'm not hearing it no <laughs> but I was uh, speaking of Netflix and it's kind of I'm curious of what they're gonna do <laughs> and this is causing uh, backlash but apparently the Obamas has have signed a production deal at Netflix as well for doing uh, writing and directing a bunch of movies because Obama and Michelle Obama want to dip their hand dip their toe into movie productions and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So they're doing a bunch of movies. Obama in Netflix. man. <laughs> so they're doing a bunch of movies, and I don't think they're going to be in the movies, but they're doing a bunch of movies on Netflix. And I'm like curious of what they're like. Are they trying to do documentaries? Are they trying to do? It doesn't say what they're trying to do, but like action type movies, or like I'm curious of what they're trying to do. And funny enough, and I'm like, interesting. Regardless of what they do, cast me. I need to be. A, I'm trying to be an actor. Like I want to be in something. <laughs> Maybe you can play Obama in his like biopic. <laughs> no, it's gonna be Will Smith because oh. they have the same ears and stuff like that. Oh wow! Oh, and, and even Obama said if they, if they ever do a bio a bio as a biopic, I don't know. If they ever do a biopic of me, I want to do. I want Will Smith to play me. Oh, he said that. Yeah, he said that. Will Smith's feeling pretty good right now. He is. But I'm like, yeah, like I said, I wonder what kind of stuff they're going to do for Netflix. And then on top of that, like, of course, because the Obamas have signed to anything, of course, there's backlash. The 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 the, the alt right and right wings are just like, oh, I'm boycotting Netflix. You know how dare you sign the Obamas? This is social justice. Oh, what? Actually, that just reminded me. There was there's backlash, and I think this is part of the reason why there's backlash or why uh, Star Wars is uh, Solo's numbers were so low. There's a there's a uh, don't tell me the L three thing. Not well. I don't know why, but they're saying oh, boycott Solo Star Wars with for this social justice warrior agenda. What is it? it pro- L three. They don't. They don't say what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the L three thing, or the fact that Daenerys has a leading role, or whatever. What? Or the that, fact that's because uh, a girl's or, a leading or, role. Or, or the uh, the the chick that the the rebel chick. How they 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 made they made it seem like well they when she removed her helmet. It's like oh it's a girl. They make it seem like oh it's not it's diverting expectation. You thought it was a guy, but it's I did actually think it was a guy. it's actually a girl. They're probably upset about that too. And it was she was a black a light skinned black girl with red hair. That is so weak and freckles. That is so weak. So that was probably, a good that was a good twist to me. So that's probably why they're like oh social justice. And then you got a robot talking about equal rights and, was- and Lando's pansexual. The only, I guess, the, that's all stupid. <laughs> all that's just like side dressing that movie anyway. But the only thing I guess is the L three thing. But it's like that's not even. She's not even going like women's rights. It's like it's no, almost she, a she's joke. She's talking about robot rights. But it's almost a joke on that kind of personality. Like you know what I mean? It's like a joke on the hardcore Tumblr feminist almost. Like they just they just replaced female with robot. That's all. Well, according to 
to the, the alt-right, they're saying boycott Star Wars. So I'm pretty sure that, that had some hit on the box office. <laughs> Hashtag 2018, people are trash. <laughs> well, speaking of trash, because this guy lives in the trash, kind of, more or less, or he looks trash-ish, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but uh, more Netflix. So Idris Elba is uh, signed on for Netflix. I guess this is why he left... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Thor, the Thor series, but he's uh, been he's he's gonna write, direct, and star in a Netflix version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and he's going to play the Hunchback of Notre Dame for uh, the Netflix series, and it's gonna be not a Disney version. It's gonna be a darker take, more in line with I guess the book. But I'm just like, a, I'm I'm like I kind of don't like who cares about the story, but then I'm like. Idris Elba is a good-looking guy. Like he's the Hunchback. He, you know, yes, yeah, so I said he's gonna play the Hunchback. He's a good-looking guy. Like he's I don't, a really good-looking guy. I'm like I don't see it. <laughs> of all people, why are you getting him to be the Hunchback? But I mean, having be Lord Frollo. But no, it's something. I guess tough. it's something that he wants because he says he's writing, directing, and starring. Maybe, maybe I think maybe that's because because he's a good-looking guy. He wants to go against type because he's probably getting tired of being cast as a suave. You know, suave black man. Yeah, suave black man. He wants to do something different. A monster. I guess. I mean, are I guess. Gonna, I mean, and, and are I you going to layer some kind of like a social message into that? And I, and where I guess like it's the monster sanctuary. I was going to say, I guess Punch now that I'm talking about matter. it, that's the same thing Lupita wanted. That's why uh, she wanted to be Maz Kanata. Oh, in Star Wars? In Star Wars, because she's like, I wanted to be something other than like how I look and my beauty and all this other stuff. Mm. So she decided to be a CGI character for that reason. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I guess maybe it's the same reason that he's doing a... Yeah, bro, scratch that itch for me to scratch it, I guess, but I could do without. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I'm like, because I'm not necessarily a fan of the Netflix movies. The shows, yeah, but not necessarily the movies. But I don't know, but whatever. But speaking of no, something... Bright was great. <laughs> but speaking of something I wasn't a fan of, because I never heard of it, but you might have. Have you ever watched, because you watched Adult Swim, have you ever heard of the Venture Brothers? Yeah, Venture Brothers is great. I don't know, but apparently wow. it's, it's coming back to it's been canceled or whatever, but it's coming back to Adult Swim. This oh, pulling a Family Guy, yeah, this summer actually. Ooh, it doesn't say go where, Team Venture. It he doesn't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get that reference. I don't. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it doesn't say when this summer, but it's saying it's, it's set the air this summer of 2018. I don't even know what the fuck it's about. It's um, the Venture Brothers. <laughs> it's about the brothers who are venture. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a spoof on like Johnny Quest. Ever seen that show back in the day? No. You ever seen Johnny Quest? I've heard of it, but I never watched it. All right. It's like a, a adventuring, or almost like a Fantastic Four, sort of, where it's like a, a really smart father with kids that are going on like adventures, and he's got a bodyguard, Brock Samson. He's like the muscle. He's a super villain. It's like a Rose Gallery, James Bond types, kind of. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm like scared. I'm like, like no. All right. Not, yeah. not, not feeling that. You're not, you're not giving me any reason to care. Okay. It's funny as hell. Just know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of bodyguards and adventures, well, instead of working on the final Game of Thrones book, George R. R. Martin. What the fuck is this guy doing? He's working on an animated uh, um, story with Warner Brothers animation called The Ice Dragon. What? And. 
it's a story that he uh, wrote, and it takes place. It's not in the Game of Thrones world because he wrote it in the 80s. has nothing to do with Song of Fire and Ice or anything like that. I'm like, shouldn't you be working on the final Game of Thrones book? What are you doing? Yeah, you should oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. But the, ice, the Ice Dragon is basically the story of Adara, a young girl in a snowy, mythical kingdom who befriends an ice dragon after her mother's death. The Ice Dragon was a creature of legend and fear, for and no man has ever tamed them. But... One day, Adara, who isn't afraid of the dragon, and she's a winter child, she's the first person to ever tame a dragon, and she goes on an adventure with the ice dragon to save the world from destruction. And it's going to be an animated Warner Brothers. But I'm like, Warner Brothers animation? Like, what? The The only thing I know about Warner Brothers animation is a Lego movie. I care so little for this. (laughs) Like, why aren't you writing your magnum opus? Finish this fucking book. Yeah, finish the book. Like fucking, I feel, I feel like he's a kid with ADHD at this point. Like he's one more, like, nah. <laughs> you but, know what? And also, maybe, maybe it's, it's some of it is because, like, you know, he feels like the the movie's kind of or the show. Maybe he, I mean, yeah, the may, show. Or maybe, yeah, maybe the he show wants stepped to on sh- his toes a little bit, and especially since it's not even focusing on the book. Like, it's, but that's also, but part of that is because he's, he's taking so long to come out with. They yeah. don't have a choice. Yeah. So like, you know, so maybe, maybe, plays your toys. So I'm like, maybe you, you don't want to touch them for a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, maybe he wants to wait until after the show's done, said and yeah. done, yeah. and then finish the book. But I'm like, finish the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fat and old, you might die at any second. Just, <laughs> just finish it, please. Yeah, finish it. But speaking of something that's finished, so I, say I, that, I don't even read the books. <laughs> me, me either. On principle. <laughs> yeah, on principle. But speaking of something that's finished, so uh, I recently just finished uh, God of War four. At a hundred percent completion. Oh, let fucking die! <laughs> you want a trophy in life? I had, to, I, had to, I had to rub that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, had a, I got a hundred percent complete trophy. Thank you. Ooh, when oh. I finished it, bitch. <laughs> 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 I finished it, bitch. Where's your trophy? Exactly. Oh, you, don't got you, don't, one. you don't got one. You don't even have a PlayStation even attempt. You're right. You're you right. can't even attempt this race, Johnny. You're right. <laughs> no points for me. <laughs> but yeah, so, and it's only been a, God of War has only been out for a month. I'm gonna do a review on it next week. I was gonna try to do one this week, but I'm like, yeah, we're running long. Yeah. But uh, so I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about it next week, maybe if I remember. I'm gonna forget. <laughs> Bro, it was uh, a podcast of broken promises. Yeah, we're kind of known for that. So. <laughs> keep me, keep me on it, Jordan. All right, I'll keep it true. But yeah, it's only been out for a month, and uh, even though it's only been out for a short amount of time, it's the fastest selling PlayStation game ever, selling five million copies in only a month, dominating. Damn, dominating the sales. So good on God of War. I mean, it sounds like it deserves it from how good everyone says oh, it is. Oh, it's definitely, it's very good. Yeah, say there, yeah. Boy, you know what you don't get. I do. I've uh, seen the, the memes. He doesn't know his own son's name or whatever. Oh, well, he knows his name. But, but he, he just constantly calls him boy. Yeah, he doesn't call him by his name. Every so often he says Atreus, but yeah. only when he like does some shit. But he's always Damn, like. Damn, why don't you say Atreus? Name's too long, no, boy. Boy. <laughs> boy, it's easier. He's like, boy, come read this. Boy. <laughs> I'm like, he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think about race, Michael? <laughs> Everything is about race. Agreed. <laughs> but uh, speaking of race, the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no. Uh, so Cobra Kai has uh, officially came, come out and announced that Martin Cove, who played uh, Reese, he's not just going to be a, a, a feature of season two, but he's going to be a series regular. So he's pretty much going to be in like every episode of season two for uh, Cobra Kai. 
that's cool. So, yeah, that's cool. Which, yeah, because also, I didn't even know he was still alive. So when he showed up in the season finale... I was like, oh, shit. You mean the actor? Yeah, the actor. <laughs> I didn't even know he still... I was like, oh. Yeah, somewhere he's listening to the podcast right now, he's like, thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thank is, you. Is he listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But yeah, I was like, I didn't even know he, he was still alive. So, I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's cool you're alive, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of something that uh, isn't cool, we mentioned this earlier. So, the Happy Time Murders. Yeah. So it's about puppets being very rated R and X-rated. And they uh, kind of say, not your sesame, but this is all street. Something mm. like that. Yeah. Well. Their hip tagline. Guess who's not happy about that? Sesame Street? Sesame Street. They're suing. What? Yes. You can do that? Yes. You, apparently you can. They're suing the creators of Happy Time Murders, which I don't get because- For Jim, that tagline? For that tagline. And, and also, I don't get that because Jim Henson is also producing, and he's behind. Oh, Jim Henson's son, and he's his estate. Sesame they're Street? behind. Like they, they're, they're the ones that created like puppetry, modern day puppetry, and Sesame Street, and all that other stuff. So I'm like, how can you? I, I don't get how they're suing. But basically, is, is there not? Is there no money flowing in Sesame Street anymore? So they gotta sue anybody that they can. Is that what's going on? But yeah, but I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But basically, they're coming out and saying that. This movie and the fact that they're doing puppets and all this other stuff and they're cursing and having a they even mentioned having a puppet ejaculate on screen. That's not a that's not it's a, not on brand. Yeah, that's not the Sesame Street brand. And we worked for fifty years to try to you know bring joy to kids' hearts and all this other stuff. And basically, they're saying you can't do puppets, bro. Puppets is our thing, bro. Bitch, we made your puppets, bro. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like um, shut up. <laughs> and, and then you know they got the line, but it's like. This is on. This is the definition of parody. You can yeah. do a parody, like it's like when par- like when like, it's like when Robot Chicken takes things like they'll take like Star Wars property and do like Star Wars figures, but Star Wars can't sue because it's a parody. Yeah, exactly. This is a parody. It's, it's transformative. Yeah, but in the same way, I'm confused. They didn't use the term Sesame Street. No, it says not. It says something. It's like no Sesame. No all street. Sesame all street. Yeah, is so, Sesame not a is Sesame like copyrighted word? Like I thought, isn't sesame a real word? Yeah, because you have sesame seed chicken, sesame seed bun. Yeah, so it's like you could be. I mean, but they're suing. What doesn't mean they're gonna win? So they just be like, sesame doesn't mean what you. But even just the fact that they're suing is still. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. But I'm just like, maybe they're like, maybe they don't really have a case. That's why I'm like, is Sesame Street really that? They're desperate. It's like they're desperate for some money. (laughs) They must be, because I'm like, are people not watching Sesame Street anymore? (laughs) Uh, probably not. To be honest. I don't know, but whatever. But fuck them. Moving on. <laughs> people is petty as hell. Twenty eighteen people are trash. Moving on. Well, uh, speaking of trash, more trash. Not not the news, but they have trash aliens and creatures and stuff like that. So yeah, we talked about Men in Black coming back, starring uh, Valkyrie and Thor, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, uh, more casting news in that. So you know, uh, the Men in Black people have a director of the Men in Black. And Liam Neeson has now been cast to play the director of Here Comes the Man in Black, directed by F. Gary Gray. Okay, I can see him being the new Zed. I'm not, I'm not I yeah, I couldn't remember the leader's name. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, he's the new Zed, which he's going to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. They're going to steal his daughter. <laughs> Alien taken. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm with that. Well, speaking of something else that I'm also with... 
that, but Paramount must not be with it. But yeah, so the Dark Knight or what? What the fuck was it? The Last Knight was trash. Oh, Transformers. Yes, most people agreed it was trash. I mean, yeah, it didn't do that well at the box office, so mm-hmm. it had a trash result. Okay. So because of that, Paramount has because uh, the Transformer Seven was supposed to come out next year. Well, Paramount has pulled it from the schedule indefinitely. So there's not going to be any more Transformers 7. So the only Transformers... Good. Movie, I thought it was going to be after Bumblebee they were going to possibly reboot. Yeah, so no, the only, tra- the only Transformers movie that's now going to come out is Bumblebee 2019. Yeah. So, and then on top of that, then maybe Imagine after that... Movie that is good. Like, it's actually a really good movie. What, Bumblebee? <laughs> yeah. Maybe? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. So, for all you Transformers fans out there... <laughs> all two of you... <laughs> No more Transformers. No more Transformers 7. Man, if we could just get one accurate Transformers movie to what I remember, like, the 80s cartoon being like. Or even, like, if they did, like, a Beast Wars. That'd be dope. You know, if they, you know, if anybody just gave a shit about the franchise at all, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> Instead of the Bayformers we've had, you know? But, my, I mean, Transformers is directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. And Michael Bay needs another job since they're not doing it anymore. Okay. So... Michael Bay, the writers of Deadpool, and mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds have teamed up for, and actually I should have put this with the Netflix news, but this is coming out on Netflix too. So they've teamed up to do a movie called Six Underground coming out next year. And Six Underground is a movie around six billionaires who fake their own deaths and form an elite team to take down bad we're gonna take down some bad guys so it's gonna be a bunch super generic it's gonna be all explosions explosions and and Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds basically being dead because it's Ryan Reynolds and the writers of Deadpool so I mean I don't mind Michael Bay as long as he's like you know not I don't know give him a competent script and he's like Zack Snyder to me and Whatever. He's all got ex- good cinematography, so there's that. It's all explosions. Yeah. Explosions and laughs. Explosions and more explosions. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hate on that. It might suck, but I'm not going to hate on it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It might be bright material, <laughs> or it might not be. If it's Yeah, and then if it's bad, then I'll hate on it. But as of right now, like just the announcement, I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, so we are we already know that next year is gonna be the final year of Gotham. Good. <laughs> That's and, a sort of overstates welcome. And so uh basically they're saying, you know, because they also tease that uh we're gonna finally gonna see Bruce Wayne put on the cow and become Bat Boy. Not Batman, but Bat Boy. And so they're saying that the the, the story that they wanna adapt for next season is gonna be did you ever read Zero Year? Yeah. Well, that's, Batman and Riddler and stuff? Batman and Riddler, yeah. yeah. So that's the story that they said they want to ad- adapt for next season. So Riddler's going to be the main villain of the last season? I mean, if they're saying they want to adapt Zero Year and it's about uh, the Riddler. You know what? Okay. You know what? Give uh, That's a good, like, but I thought you told me. Villain. I thought you told me he died. I think he I don't know. I, I saw clips of... Oh, Go- is he like Phoenix? Did he come back? I don't know. I saw clips of the last season of Gotham, last couple of episodes, and it seemed like in the clips, the um like a lot of the characters were killed, so maybe it was just a dream sequence. I don't know. I haven't watched it, so... And I have no real desire to, but I do... I, I keep telling myself I'm going to watch the last couple of episodes because we're all Joker-focused, and that's when all this big shit happened, so I, I maybe I'll watch it by next week and report back. 
I'll do like a little rapid fire review on it. I guess <laughs> if uh, I must, you do that by yourself because I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that bullet for you. Don't worry. I'll be like um, Adam with the Zeta tube. I'll jump between you and the explosion. <laughs> I got you, Carl. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of taking a bullet, somebody that is bulletproof. Luke Cage. And this is the final news bit. Oh, Luke Cage. Well, no, Superman. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> the other Man of Steel. Got it. So yeah. So uh. We already know Arrow's been renewed for season seven. Oh, yeah. Supergirl's been renewed for season four. Uh-huh. And in Supergirl, there's a Superman. Tyler Hoechlin. Yes. Okay. And there's talks about Batwoman showing up in a crossover. Well, Stephen Amell is basically saying he is actively trying to get the writers to uh, have Tyler Hoechlin show up on Arrow because he wants to have... Batman and Superman. He wants to have an Arrow and, Su- Arrow and Superman moment. Oh, an arrow. I thought he was going to say, because you mentioned Batwoman, it was going to be like a Batwoman Superman moment. Because they're both like, you know, she's not Batman, but she's close. No. No, it's specifically Arrow. He's like, I'm closer to Batman than Batwoman is, motherfuckers. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm this universe's Batman. And he, he said, I thought Tyler did a great job, and I had the opportunity to fangirl over Tom Welling, but I would love for Oliver and Clark to meet. And I think that would be incredible. That's something I'm pushing for. I mean, agreed. He is the Batman in this universe, basically, so it would be cool to have him kind of size up Tyler Hoechlin. And it's fucking sad that he has to put pressure on the writers to do that. When it should have been a no-brainer. It should have been a fucking no-brainer already, but even in the next crossover, if he has to still be, like, trying to campaign for it, like, what the fuck are you guys doing with these characters? Like, you have him! He's there! He exists now! Fucking use him! Yeah, they already like, what's the point of having him show up in Supergirl if you're not gonna use... And granted, I get it. You You don't want him to overshadow Supergirl on her own show. But it's like, then use him elsewhere. Like, and then on top of that, like, use him during the crossovers. Like, why wasn't he in Crisis of Earth X? Exactly. Especially when it's a crisis of multiple Earths. Why is he in this next crossover instead of just Batwoman? Well, I guess you want to feature Batwoman and not have because no matter no matter who you no matter who you put, if you have Superman show up, he's gonna overshadow everybody. Yeah, but even if it's just a stinger moment. At the but end. let there be like a, just a cross. Let there be an episode where it's just a Oliver like like he said. Let the Oliver and Superman episode. I guess. Well, you don't want it. I mean, I do. Because even then, like, why hasn't there I been? I, I want why, there been why, there, why hasn't there been moments where, like, there's episodes? Because we had episodes where Kara and, and the Flash yeah, yeah. have come together. Why hasn't there been an Arrow and Supergirl? Like, it's so hard because, like, he's not Batman. So it's like to have him next to Superman or Supergirl is just like you're way more useless. <laughs> <laughs> so it's way obvious. But um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I, obviously, I would like to see. I want to see more Tyler Hoechlin for sure. But just to have him even in a stinger moment with Batwoman, I think it'd be really dope for a tossaway line of just like, oh, say hi to your cousin for me. Or, hmm, no, they're not related. Say no, that. I think they are. Batwoman and Batman? Are they? Wait, I don't know. I think No, they- I think Cassandra Kane's not related to them. That's, isn't that who Batwoman is? Yeah, Cassandra I think she's... She's not related to Batman. I think she's like a cousin. But think you say, she, say hi to I Bruce. I think she is his cousin. You could even just say, say hi. They, they've dropped Bruce Wayne's name in Arrow now. So you could just say, say hi, to, say hi to Bruce for me. You know what I'm saying? And she'd be like, I don't know, some slick shit back to him. Just like, yeah, I'm sure he really wants to hear from you or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why not? Fucking just do it. But they won't because CW is becoming trash. <laughs> it was so good. It was. It was. Once it was upon a time. Once upon a time. <laughs> 
like I feel like uh, it's like every time I think about the CW now and I think about the past, it's like I have like that um, what's that Green Day song? Like like everything was black and white. And I think about that Green Day song playing in the background. What <laughs> this song? is the time of your life. That song. The time of your life. Your life. What? I don't know. No, what is best, that? The, no, the best moment. This would be the best moment of our lives. No. Uh, 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 what? I don't know. That's a oh song. Oh my God. You, it's the graduation day song they always play. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This one. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> this is like the ultimate graduation day song. Well, they didn't play that at my graduation. <laughs> Yo, you in some hood graduation? You never... Oh, I know that song, yeah. but they didn't play that at my graduation. Really? This is like the classic, like, remember where you've been, guys, and you're going to go off into the future together. Yeah. Oh, no. We said Cassandra Kane. It's Catherine Kane. Catherine Kane. Okay. But she's not related to Batman. That's what I'm trying to... I'm pretty sure she's not. Why are you still looking this up? I, feel like I, <laughs> and I was only saying that just to have a throwaway line in reference to Batman. So if it's not cousin, I don't... They're not cousins. I was confusing Supergirl with Superman. I was being stupid. But I mean, like, um... Just say like say hey to Bruce for me. That's all, and she'd be like, "We'll do." I mean, I guess Fine. they. Kind of, I mean, I guess they kind of threw in. They threw in a Bruce Wayne reference. Reference. What? What? What's with the Elmer Fudd? <laughs> they threw in a Bruce. I can't speak now. Yeah. A Bruce Wayne reference in Arrow when he was like uh, something about Bruce. Yeah, when they were you trying to throw a scent off of him being. Yeah, Arrow. he said something about him. Like, has been Bruce Wayne been in the city recently or something like yeah, that? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, fuck it, just do it. Fans want it. What are you doing? Write better. <laughs> Pretty much. Don't devote next seasons of Don't be stop BVSing your universe. <laughs> I, I, I almost replaced BVS with Devoe for the CW shows. <laughs> but yes, you're right. Don't BVS yeah, the next Bruce season. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is her cousin. Really? Yeah. Wow, I was like, I thought I was wrong. <laughs> okay. You thought I was wrong. Tell me, you're, you're wrong. They're not related. Why are you trying to look it up? What? I said they were cousins. I thought I was mistaken. <laughs> No, and I was saying, yeah, they are. You're like, no, they're not. They're not cousins. Well, I said it, so I was right. No, <laughs> fuck you. But I thought I didn't think they were really cousins. How are they related? They're cousins. <laughs> her her father her father is related. Wait, I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> okay. Either <laughs> her. Wait. One of her parents is related to one one of the, his parents. How convenient is that shit? Because <laughs> like, isn't her origin story completely different from his? Like they're not like. She's not like a Robin or anything, right? She no, she's not. Way. No, she's not a Robin. Yeah, so it was like a thing. I forgot. I I forgot her backstory. Uh, she was in the military, something like that. Just completely unrelated cousin to Bruce Wayne. Just is like, let me get in the. Beach. She, yeah, she just decided. They didn't even know who they were at first. Like he had this. Yeah, she just to decided to throw on the Batwoman suit. That's weak, and they're related. Like yeah. I'm mad that I was right then, because I feel like that's a weak origin story. <laughs> it's almost like the Terry McGinnis bullshit, where it's like, no, 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 he's actually. The genetic son of Bruce Wayne. It's like, man, not everybody's got to be related, goddammit. <laughs> which actually, which funny enough, they introduced uh, uh, Terry McGinnis now has a Robin. And Wait, the, oh, he does? Yeah, in the comics. Is he black? N- no, it's his younger brother. Oh, really? Who's also a biological engineered son of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> speaking of... That, that speaking poor of, father. <laughs> that poor, poor father. I mean, he's dead, so I guess he's better, he's better off, but... <laughs> so now Bruce Wayne has two hey, mom, future, hey, future children. Hey, mom, how do you feel about um, Bruce Wayne's 
genetic jizz being injected into you against your will. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he is rich, so I mean, I'm good. Guess I'm okay with it. He gives me money <laughs> when I'm in need. That is mad disrespectful to Terry McGinnis' <laughs> father. <laughs> it is. It's very. But I mean, blame Amanda Waller. No, I blame the writers. Even though I like the epilogue of Drizzling Unlimited, but it fucked shit up. It did. <laughs> Ugh. But speaking of animations, uh, I think we will eventually do a review for Spectacular Spider-Man as per our friend Bradley's suggestion. And that's it for news, right? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so for next week, we're talking about Upgrade. We'll read Dark Knight's Metal. Uh-huh, okay. We're going to do that for next we're week? We're going to keep promises this time. Is that for next that's week? for next week. Uh, and Gotham, I'm going to watch the last no, few like, episodes. I'm not no, you don't, no, you're not going to do <laughs> I'm going to take the bullet, don't worry. I'm going to watch the last few episodes of Gotham for that Joker ending. I'm going to report back on that. And, you know... I'll I guess t- Supergirl. I'll talk, I'll talk God of War. Oh, yeah. Talk some video games, too. And also, by next week, I'll have finished uh, Detroit. Become, Detroit hu- become Human. Oh, so we'll ga- have a little gaming color yeah, section. Yeah, because the game is only like 10 hours long. I could do that. I, I, I could have did that in one night, but I was like, let me stop. Because wow. I stayed up all night like the other day playing it. I was like, I'm probably close to the end. Let me turn it off. Because I don't want to finish it in one day. <laughs> even though it's the type of game where like, even if I finish it, I can go back and make different choices. Mm. And see what what changes. All right, yeah, but, but this is we're gonna stick to our promises. Since this you don't time. have a PlayStation, Jordan. Oh my bad. <laughs> but this time we're gonna stick to our promises, and I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch of iTunes reviews thanking us for if keeping all our if promises. We don't, if we don't get any iTunes reviews. Fuck these promises. <laughs> oh my god, how could you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did read Dark Knight's Metal, but I'm but not I'm gonna, gonna tell you about it. <laughs> That's petty as fuck. <laughs> petty podcaster. Patty cake, patty cake. It's <laughs> like, almost bad as like charging a premium or something for podcasts. It's only like, we're going to charge an extra dollar if you want to hear our thoughts about Dark Knight's Metal. Right. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about it now. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. Then we we should do a Patreon because we could totally throw up like um like um uh, for Mr. fifty Sunday. cents I'll suck it. Whoa! No! No! There's not gonna be a tear. I have a a blurred vision logo on my. Head. Oh my god! He does not speak for me. I speak for Jordan. Jesus Christ! I, uh, at least he's oh, kid Jesus. he's kid prediction in terms of like predictions and stuff like that. But I'm kid blurred vision. So uh, for fifty cents I'll suck your dick. <laughs> No, I was gonna say you want to you want to be famous, guys. Oh lord, you want to live forever? <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? Um, I was gonna say, like Mr. Sunday movies, they do like uh like running commentaries. Like they'll do like a, a commentary for like BVS or do a commentary for like uh, like any movie, and they do like they put that in the Patreon. I think I mean cool. I mentioned this to you a while back when Jamie was still on the podcast. We were gonna do a drunken BVS review we never did, or BVS commentary we never did. Yeah, but I mentioned I mentioned to you a while on the podcast like we should do something like an extra thing where it's like because there's so many movies that I haven't seen. Oh shit, yeah, that's right. Michael hasn't seen. Yeah, still double toasted. And we could do like <laughs> shit. Sammy has that's the thing. Yeah, right? we could do like commentary. <laughs> not maybe not like while watching it because I'm, I'm like if I haven't seen it, I don't want to talk while watching it and I'm missing stuff. But like review like. Yeah, we do reviews, and we do commentary for things that we like we we've seen before, like like BVS that like we've never actually talked about in the podcast. Yeah, because I wasn't here yet. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of stuff. Like I don't even think I don't even think I did a Logan review. No, you never did a Logan review because yeah. I remember when I first came when I first came on, and you was you were saying that you didn't do a Logan review, but you got the invite, 
he was supposed to do it with Arsenio and Sam, but they were away in London. Yeah. So you know, you were waiting for them to come back to do the review. And then I never... Like Seymour from Futurama, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no. waited for you, Fry. <laughs> that never happened. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. Yeah. Don't and I was mad. I was, I, I, you're bringing back all these memories. And I was mad at you because we were supposed to go see it. But then you got the, you got that invite yeah. from the official thing. And you didn't take me. <laughs> Surprisingly, they invited me back for Deadpool, seeing as I didn't even do that review for Logan. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen, guys. Yeah. He, he did the review for Logan. It's just I don't know. It's in the ether. But yeah, maybe we should do that. Yeah, yeah, Michael. It will we'll make shirts. A Logan yeah. review. Well, everything, all the commentary stuff, the Patreon, all that stuff. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Stay nerdy, but I'm like again, I'm not a designer. I'm like I don't how would because I don't just want. I just I don't want it like just written on there. Just stay yeah, nerdy. You want my, like something fancy. Yeah, stay on something fancy. Stay nerdy on the front. Stay nerdy. My blurdy on the back. Something like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you we fancy, should. huh? Let's, Are you fancy, like, huh? Maybe maybe this is a, a, a sign that we should take blur vision to the next level. You know what? Before I was gonna try to wait till the hundredth episode, but fuck you, man. Be- beyond, start now. Beyond plus ultra. Plus ultra vision. <laughs> <laughs> or like no, nah, what what is all my say it with me, guys. And nobody says anything. <laughs> no, he's he's like every the, the audience is like plus ultra. He's like you guys did good work. Oh, yeah. everybody's like oh might. <laughs> like oh oh he's like, oh I thought they did. Everybody did a good job. <laughs> like oh my, he's so he's so naive but so sweet. I love it. He's so adorable. Yeah. All right, but that's been our week for Blair So Vision. I don't want to see him go. No. Oh, don't my. don't 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 say that. Don't tell me that. I don't want. <laughs> nope. Not that might. <laughs> But uh, and of course, my hair will be next week too. So we'll I want to see, see that all might ass though. It's gonna, all right, relax. <laughs> it's gonna be a pack week next week. So let's let's end, let's wrap up here. Uh, we'll leave people on that that cliffhanger. Review us. Leave a review. We're gonna keep all our promises. Yeah. And we're gonna go like plus say, ultra. If if you don't, it's just gonna be a silent episode. Though. <laughs> all next we're week, we're just gonna stare at each other. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. Because <laughs> no one's even listening. Yeah, I'm not blinking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of Petty Vision. <laughs> wipe, wipe out half the podcast. I'm, I'm not even going to show up. Oh my God. I'm going to just call Jordan before. I'm like, hey, Jordan, anybody leave us a review? No, I'm not coming in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> that's been Blurred for the Week. This has been your host, Jordan, with Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> Yo, you got too many personalities, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 50 Cent. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. That's, that's him. Yeah. Okay. And we will see. You next week. Peace, brah. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs>